to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions' Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Tony Berluti. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. Paul Bermex Show. Presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. We are coming at you. It's a mo- another Monday night, June 20th, 6.01 p.m. Pacific. And we are live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions Den. Not far at all from where the Lions were fed at MGM Grand. Go to the Lions, make a left, turn right at the Pyramid, go down the street in New York, and uh, we're right there. This is the Pulp MX Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Stoked to have everybody in. Zach Osmond will be on. Rockstar. Energy, Husqvarna, Zach Osborne got his first ever AMA Moto win. Tied for the overall this weekend at a high point. He'll be on. Went 1-4 on the day. Grant Langston will be on. He's the voice of uh, Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Series with Jason Wygant, former world champion, former national champion. He'll be on. Uh, Davey uh, Vander Hayden from uh, uh, DirtDreams.net will be on as well to talk about uh, some things that he's doing to kind of give folks a VIP Moto experience. He'll be on later. We'll ask him about Stefan Everts, too. He's a buddy of Stefan, so we'll ask him about that. And uh, we'll do a lot of things tonight. It'll be fun. Stick around. Why don't you? We're having fun. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, NFAP Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Hot Cams, Gear Alloy, Works Connection, Michelin Star Cross 5, Atlas Neck Brace, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, KTMPartsExpress.com, Roost Graphics, Ride, Ride Engineering, Two Under, all on board with us, Nitro Circus, NitroCircus.com, please check them out, Travis Pastrana and 40 of the world's most extreme, best extreme athletes in freestyle motocross, BMX and skate, Pastrana, Sheen, Adam Jones, Bilko, Cam Sinclair and more, they're on tour now, NitroCircus.com, please check them out, we gave away some tickets a few um, shows ago and we'll do that again shortly, so... We really appreciate it. And thanks to the folks at FlyRacing.com, Fly Racing. We're going to give away an OGO backpack and a fly hat tonight to, um, I don't know, a lucky caller at some point. Uh, don't forget, we have the uh, BTOsports.com tweet at Travis. You can uh, send your questions to at Pulpamex Show. You can maybe squeeze them in this show. We have the X-Brand Goggle tear-offs. X-Brand Goggle is a choice of champions everywhere. Race tech suspension emails. And Fab JGR check-in with Coy Gibbs. Very exciting. Coy Gibbs is at the race. He's not there much. We'll have a, we'll check in with Coy and what he's doing. I think he throws out three or four insults uh, the entire interview at me, so that's awesome. Um, we're also going to have the uh, Gear Alloy cold call. I was thinking a good cold call might be Stank Dog with the second place. They're the second, the 20th place. One point. Stank Dog. Let's call him and uh, see what he's up to. I'm sure he's on the East Coast, so we've got to get that in early at some point. But then it's Stank Dog. Who knows when he sleeps? Uh, we've got a lot going on, and uh, that's just some of it. Oh, also, too, um, the um, – did I say NFAB question? Uh, NFAB JGO check-in, NFAB question of the day? I think I did. N-FAB.com. Michelin Starcross 5. New tire from the folks at Michelin. We know how good it's going. It's going very good. We're seeing your tweets, people. We're seeing you guys buy these things. Uh, and uh, right now, until the from June 1st until July 31st, the promotion we have, if you buy a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires, you get a free pair of goggles from X-Brand. That's a nice B2B tie-in, everybody. 
Michelin Star Cross 5 set of tires. You get a brand new, uh, you get a pair of brand new uh, X Brown goggles. And uh, all the details are under sponsor deals on pulpamexshow.com. You can go there, you can find out where to send your receipt and everything else. And uh, yeah, so Michelin Star Cross 5, four versions hard, medium, soft, and sand. Completely redesigned casing, more aggressive self cleaning tread design, a durable yet more flexible sidewall, and a more pliable bead for easier mounting. Brand new tire. They're pushing the boundaries of off-road performance in this thing. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Please check them out. Lots of sizes, everything else. With me in studio, he's a legend among mechanics. He's a legend among the circuit. He uh, did the circuit for a long time. Now he is uh, working away, still doing work on motorcycles, but uh, not traveling anymore. He is the great Tony Berluti. What's up, Berluti? Steve, how are you? That was a wonderful introduction. I liked it. Uh... Yeah, well, sometimes I, some go smooth, and that was that sounded really good. I thank you, it. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah thanks, man. Uh, we're going to talk about some high point this weekend. Uh, you watched it, of course, a place you've been to uh, many, many times. Many times. Um, if there's a track, Berlut, now uh, you did the series from 1988 until 2015, uh, right? Just a couple years ago. Yeah, 14. 14. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. If there's a national that you would go back east for, which one would it be? Like, which one? If you had to get, we, we know you hate airplanes. We know you love. We, we <laughs> yeah. know you love not to travel anymore, and you do not miss it. We've asked you that many times. But if if there was a ISIS member forcing <laughs> you on a plane via gunpoint to go to a national of your choice, which one would you go to? I think it's a toss up. I like Redbud and I like uh, Millville. Just the uh, the flight, the 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 atmosphere, the tracks. What is it? Just... Um, a little of all that. Yeah. yeah. Um. I like the area of, of Minnesota, and I like the diversity of the track itself, yeah. you know, the whoops, and it just, yeah. it's cool, and then the setting's really nice, and then Red Bud's Red Bud, you know, it's it's yeah. just a crazy time, you know, it's it's good time, yep. I like it. Yeah. No, absolutely, I think High Point's a good track, too, I don't love getting there, going to Pittsburgh and driving, and right. a bit of a pain in the ass, it's a good, decent track for viewing, um, they've done some things that I don't like, like, I don't like taking away the jumps off Bradshaw Boulevard and all that kind of stuff, but... It's a good old school moto track, like oh, for sure. Like hills, uh, off cambers, ruddy, you know, good dirt. It, it's uh, talk about ruddy. I know that huh? track. That first moto was Dude, horrendous. It was a man's track this weekend. Oh my! It was God. a man's track. Did, did they do a lot of prep for the second moto? Because it, 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 they touched up some corners and they other left others alone. I don't know. It what, dried out or something, but it, it looked better. But that first moto was yeah. treacherous. I don't know what the requirements were for them to uh, touch it up and what what wasn't and whatever. You know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. know because some sections they never touched all day, and I'm like. Wow. I'm like, I wouldn't want to ride. I wouldn't no. want to walk through there. Never mind ride a dirt bike at, at, at speed. Wow, so. that was gnarly. I mean, I thought that was it was pretty hairball. I mean, yeah. you were there, but it looked no, pretty gnarly. It was. Yeah. It was hairball. Uh, 702-586-7857. 702-586-PULP. Give us a call anytime. And, uh, yeah, and uh, we'll, we will try not to tell you. Quiet down. You can just call in, and uh, and we'll help you out. Uh, taking your calls, producing the show, handling things behind the scenes. He's uh, busy like a beaver on the new Pulp Mix app. The Travis Marks. What's up, Marks? Hi, Steve. How are you? Good. How are you? Hi, Travis. Hey. Hi. <laughs> uh, Travis Marks uh, taking your calls. What's new, Trav? What's happening? Um, you know, another day in the life. Yeah? You, st- you stoked Just, to be here or no? I'm always stoked to be no, here. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. You're, you're going to reach that Gibbs point soon. You're going to start yelling at me. Very, False. The, the anger. <laughs> the anger. Um, I'm only angry today because my app isn't working, but... The new app. Yeah. You fucked it up. I did. You fucked up our yeah, new app. I sure did. Well, that's a good thing. What happened? It's a good thing nobody has it yet, huh? <laughs> What'd you do? <laughs> I broke it. We got a new app coming, Berlue. Uh, yeah. He's been it. working on it, right? Wow. <laughs> Apparently, <Well>. it's done. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Apparently, it's broken. It's part of testing, bro. 
um, yeah, looking forward to that. That should be fun. Um, and uh, you can check out Travis at Twitter at uh, I'm at I'm Travis Marks, right? With a with an X. Yes. Yes. The cool way. Yeah, the cool way. Uh, Osborne, Berluti, uh, Langston, and Vander Hayden all on all on the show tonight. Show number two fifty nine. Wow, Steve, you're getting Stu. up there, Stu. Oh, gee, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, Randy Yellow should call in at oh. any moment. <laughs> Show two fifty nine, everybody. <laughs> ten, two thousand and ten. We started, so this is the sixth year of this show. Six years. I remember the first one with Lindsay like it was yesterday, and our technical problems we had, and me being upset at Paul for for rambling on and on, our technical problems, and then he only wanted the show. First show started like. It was like an hour long. Now it's five. I wanted. Um, to, I want to see one of the ones with Stephen or with uh, with Kenny and, and and Paul and Paul. Unfortunately, Berlute, the best. They're, they're good. One. They're good. One. Yeah, yeah, they're good. But unfortunately, there was one where they started arguing about J Law and Dungey. Yeah, and it. I thought perhaps there could be some blows thrown. That's. But here's the thing. The show cut out. We had technical problems. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, the show, you didn't capture 20 minutes of them arguing. Um, oh, yeah. bummer. It's forever lost. Now, I, yeah. think, I think it picks up like it starts, they start arguing, and then the show had technical difficulties, and then they just kept arguing. Like, I didn't let them know, and then I'm working behind the scenes, and then yeah. I get it up, and they stop arguing. Oh, You gosh, know what I mean? But yeah. it got it got so heated. Um, I heard, yeah. Watson's got a new podcast, uh, Inside the Rut, bro. Oh, that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, he's got a new podcast coming out. So, uh, please check it out and uh, and uh, yeah, check it out. You can don't bro me. It'll be good, Kenny. Don't worry. Uh, we got lots coming up, and uh, we really appreciate you guys uh, listening to the show. Appreciate it. Sponsor deals, of course. Amazon. If you're going to Amazon, uh, click on Amazon banner on pulpmx.com. Make your purchase, and we get a small slice of that, and we can keep uh, paying Berlute and uh, maybe paying Travis and uh, and all that kind of stuff for, for the show. We really appreciate it. Patreon Sounds also, gay. please check out Patreon. Uh, if you want to help us out, we can. If not, don't worry about it. If Sometimes I've been sending some previews of our podcast to the people at Patreon and uh, and all that, so they, they like it. You can get it on iTunes. You can get it on Stitcher. The Fly Racing Moto 60 show on Thursdays at noon. And uh, the NFAB uh, Racer X Fantasy Pod. We got that going on. And, of course, the Racer X podcast race reviews and everything else. We've got lots of audio content for you guys to listen to. And thinking about doing some more stuff, too. We're working on that. We could have some uh, a new show coming out maybe at the end of the Nationals. We'll see. We'll see if we can work everything out. But, all right, so, uh, Berlut. So, Roxon, Tomac was better. Yeah. Strange how we couldn't get his mojo back after falling in the first moto, though, right? Kind of went backwards a little, right? Yeah, didn't you think he would just get up from the tip over and just motor past? Yeah, it didn't look too serious. Then in uh, Moto2, he catches Kenny about halfway with some blistering laps, and then he kind of can't keep that pace up. I looked at the lap times. At the race, I thought maybe Oscar had said, hey, Kenny, Tomac's coming, and he pulled away. But if you look at the lap times, Kenny was just steady. Tomac had like two or three blistering laps that he couldn't keep up. I got you. And then he kind of, you know, and then he couldn't. Then he kind of settled in doing the same times as, as, as Roxon. Um, so Roxon goes 1-1. He's only lost one moto all year, and he should have won that one. Right. Uh, the, the team had a problem with the Air Fork, of course. Nobody can uh, forget that. Here's my question for you, Blute. And you wrenched for Suzuki forever at RCH as well. Have you ever been on a situation on a team, and I don't think you've been on one with a rider as dominant as, as Roxon right now, 
But if you've been on a team, Carmichael. Yeah, but he wasn't leaving. Here's the point. Oh, so Rox is leaving I'm for Honda, sorry. right? No, it's all right. Yeah, Rox is leaving for Honda. Okay, uh, that's a for sure deal. Yes, done. Stamp okay. it. So, have you ever worked on a team where you kind of knew the guy was leaving and you're he's doing really well and uh, no, I don't it's know I, usually not doesn't work that way. <laughs> usually the guy's doing okay, but yeah, no, I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah, that's it's it's. I wonder what the mood is. You know, I mean, obviously those guys all want to win. Kyle Bentley and Oscar and, and all the guys, uh, uh, Kaipo, they want to win, and and it makes them look good and everything else. But it's got to be a bit weird, right? Yeah, it, it's I mean, like. I guess you're going to enjoy this, enjoy it while you can, because you know it's it's going it won't be there no more. Did you know, you know like uh, Tortelli or or Hoffman or Robbie were leaving halfway through the year when you were working Huffman, for Hoffman? I knew. Yeah. yeah. And so you're just like, hey, bud, we're just kind of working on the string. Well, here. I'll tell you what, that was back in the Boxman days, still. So um, yeah. It was funny how less team personnel would come because Roger, at that point, he knew that he was Huffman yeah. was leaving and yeah. like a lot of guys were hurt and there'd be times that I recall that I was the only one at the races and, Not, and I didn't even have a suspension guy so I'd be running back and forth I'd go to the, like <laughs> there again like Millville I'd be running to the whoops checking it out there and then coming back with it so it was yeah Roger when he, he knew that it's like he threw up his hands like yeah. he didn't care yeah no I've heard that from other guys that rode there yeah. uh, that when they knew they were out Roger acted like they weren't even there pretty much you know yeah. and I think Matt Moss had that experience too where Matt was just like hey where's this guy you know, so I mean, they're not going to do that with Kenny because he's winning and everybody's good, but it's got to be a bit weird, you know. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. So yeah, it. Uh, but I mean, look, he, he's got to lose. Tomac's got to beat him here, right? I mean, I, we talked. Today I'll be about- honest. I I don't see it yet. I really don't. I you know you said you caught it. I you know I watched it yeah. on TV. You might have yeah. saw something different than I saw, but. Yeah, he might have those blistering laps, and he might have caught him a bit, but he never got close enough to make a really a, no. an attempt. No, 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 not no. at all, not at all. He just caught him. Which the first moto, he was actually close and stayed close for the what first three he laps t- yeah, until for, he tipped yep, over. Until he yeah, tipped over. that looked that was looking okay. Yeah, and then like you said, then him not getting it together kind of kind of scares me about him a little bit. You know, um, if Tomac wins all the rest of the motos and loses that one because of the air fork, he is going to be so pissed. How pissed would you be to lose your perfect if Tomac, season? You mean, I mean, sorry, yeah, if Roxon yeah. wins all of them, mm-hmm. he's going to be so pissed. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, that that record's already been, you know, Carmichael and Stewart both have it. I mean, mm-hmm. it'd be nice to be if he's into setting records. And yeah, at the end of the year, but he's doing some phenomenal things. Though, yeah, huh? man, you watch him, uh, and he is just uh, he just rides his bike so smooth. Mm-hmm. Kind of rides in a low gear, like kind of lugs it a little bit out of the corners. Yeah, that's you know? what it looks like. And to he me. just, just, it's just ease. It's with ease. Yeah. And, and he stands up everywhere. He stands up a lot. And mm-hmm. so he's just able to put the thing wherever he wants. Like, it's unbelievable right now uh, the way Kenny Roxon's riding. And, and, and props to the RCH guys and Kenny himself. He's looking great. Going to get him on one of these shows coming up here soon. Um, also, um, Tomac, the Tomac starts were better. The Cowie guys did some clutch work, they changed some motor settings. They've been working with Eli. Uh, from what I hear, they've been working with Eli. He's they're, they they're saying, "Hey, dude, you're revving your bike too much. You're you're riding it in the upper RPMs." And as you know, Berlut, bikes don't work so good in the RPMs. Whether it's the chassis, whether it's the motor, bikes don't work that well. It screws the chassis up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so they're like, "Dude, stay low, lug the thing, shift, shift, go to the next gear." You yeah. know. And they've been working with them on that. But have you seen what kind of things have you seen from guys? Revving the crap out of their bikes, and you know Villeman, who comes in here, sits in that spot. Uh, he's on all about Barsha. 
He's like, take the clutch and throw it away. Uh, you know, the bike's not working. He rides it like a spaz. Mm -hmm. It's never going to work. Um, what kind of stuff did you ever see in your experience with that? Did you work with guys on that? And, and did you see reasons of the chassis not working well because of those things? Yeah, absolutely. And me, you know, being a rider, not at that pace, and mm -hmm. I know yourself, yeah. I've kind of played and experimented with that, you know, yourself. I mean, the, it definitely, like, seems like it tightens up the chassis when you're screaming it, you know. And yeah. it was... And I think it works both two-stroke and four-stroke. I, I just think that if you let the motor, is where it's not just, you know, bound up, yeah. you know, where you're screaming it. I just think the chassis works better. And we, we did, we've done some testing with, you know, with, with Roger, and we did that. And I think it helps some of the riders for yeah. sure. Yeah, where they like shift, man. Gearing, shift, right. or change gearing a little, you know, to try to help them with that. Cause, yep. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's things they're working with Tomac on. But, but um, the starts were better. They were good. Good. So, yeah. you know, that's been a big thing. If, he, if he's not starting with Kenny, he ain't going to catch him. If he starts with him, maybe he can beat him. Look, he beat him for a 250 national title a few years back. You know, he's done it. No, it's, so, you know. it's doable. Look at him. You're, you're exactly right. They had some oh, epic battles. They did. They did. Yeah. Remember, Kenny, by the end of the second season, by the end of the second half of the season, was kind of struggling a bit. There was yeah. a big Millville crash that put him out, and Tomac started getting so strong, like, halfway on. That's Marcos, right. And it was just... Phenomenal. So we'll see what happens, man. Hopefully he gets strong, and I'd love to see him take you know victory away from him. But Kenny's right now, he looks unbelievable to me. He's like I think you mentioned the last show I was on. You know, kind of John Michelle Bellish a little bit. You know. Well, listen, we're in Vegas, Berlu. Would you bet on him winning all the rest of the motos? Um, that's a tough bet because so many, the, yeah. yeah, so many things can happen. Yeah, but. If I saw the odds on it and the odds were okay, I I, I think I might. You take it? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, 702-586-757, Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Jason Thomas will be on as well. Uh, we'll talk with JT. We got the uh, Tweet at Travis segment and the X-Brand segment for him. And um, he was in Vegas this weekend. Who? JT. Who was? Yeah, it was his birthday. He came to Vegas. Right on. Yeah. So. You missed him. Or you... No, we had dinner with him last night. Oh, good. Yeah, I had dinner with him last oh, night. good. Um, so we got your emails and uh, your voicemails also coming up. Uh, voicemails were highly entertaining this week, of course. He so... didn't have his orange gloves on, did he? No, he didn't. Oh, no. I was curious. Did I you know. pull that off the other day? Yeah, I had it. Oh, okay, I missed it. You missed the show? Oh, I Was it? Well, that must have been a pre-show or it was something. Glenn Helen pre-show, yeah. Yeah, I missed that. Oh, yeah, I brought the gloves on. Was, it, was, it was fantastic. Was JT butthurt a little? You're out of your mind, dude. No, I think he liked it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he liked it. I thought, he, I thought it was like a little homage to him. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, in 250 class, uh, we'll talk some more 450s in a little bit. Yeah. 250 class, Savachi wins again, 4-1. Uh, He's won three out of four races, 20-point lead. Like, he, we're kind of maybe not talking about him enough. Uh, I Yeah, I, I, see where you're, I see where you're going with that, and he's surprising me every week. He's in shape. He's in killer shape. Yeah, must um, be. you know, and uh, the the bike's running pretty well. Uh, Pro circuit guys know what they're doing. It seems to be working out all right over there. Again, I don't feel like maybe like you know Alex Martin is getting a lot of the talk, and J Mart's the champion, and Adam Cincerillo, of course, always has some hype, and he uh, led four laps this week and grabbed the whole shot. But maybe we still need to start being like, holy shit, look at the Savachi guy, mm. twenty points, three out of four races, like yeah, really great job. Uh, the big news, of course, was the Martin brothers' bikes blowing up. Wow. Alex Martin's in the first moto. Did you see, for, did you see Alex Martin go around Jeremy and just take off? In the yes. Little bit? Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. It's like he was on fire. The only mistake he made was going down that downhill, yeah. those those rollers, yeah. and he kind of clipped and then 
That's he came when, off, yeah. That's when Osborne got by him. But he then was he went charging after Osborne after that. Yeah, he, until his bike started letting go. Yeah. Uh, he was on the pace. And um, Jeremy Martin, of course, his bike blew up into second moto when he was second. Either guy, either brother could have won the overall. Absolutely. Had they stayed yeah. where they stayed yep. if they hadn't had bike problems. And we all think they probably would have stayed where they, where they were. Uh, both guys had uh, bike problems, though. And... Um, did some snooping around, Merlute, yeah. uh, on this. I'm curious about this. Well, depends on who you talk to. Uh-oh. Yeah, you know how that goes, Merlute. It wasn't spark plug related. I never got that answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was told that the Martin brothers were told that the wrong map was put in both bikes. Wow. Yeah, the wrong mapping was put in. And the bikes, uh, too lean, got hot, puked up the coolant, go boom. Right? Wow. Um. I also heard from another person that would know that it was a water pump seal. Both bikes had a water pump seal go. I don't buy that. Why don't you buy that? I just think, well, I know that bike. They the the first the first model in fourteen was that the first yep. year they came out. Yeah, they did have a water pump issue, and but they I think the hardening on the actual shaft or something because I've seen okay. some of them broke myself. You yeah, know, but I think they rectified that and but. How does two seals, water pump seals go? That's what I mean. I don't. That's First of all, so. I, I hear yeah. what you said, but I, right. I I'm ruling that out personally. Okay, but here's where I would rule out the mapping. Now you're right. I that's also a little weird. If you put the wrong map in, okay, mistakes happen. Shit goes wrong. You put the wrong map in. Alex blows up. Aren't you at that point saying, "Oh man, I've got to change Jeremy Martin's mapping." You know what I mean? Like you would think. Like you're like, holy shit! Like ah man. So let me change Jeremy's, so we don't have a problem. Apparently, it was the only two. The two brothers have their own like map. Okay, well, how come it didn't happen to his in the first moto? To Jeremy's. To Jeremy's. Yeah. Right. Right. So okay, so that's another reason why you would think water pump seal. Uh, or something else. <laughs> I don't think it's water pump seal or something else. Okay. So and you got two other riders that didn't seem three, to have the issue. Three. Webb, Harrison, oh, and yeah, Plessinger. Harrison. Right, right. Yeah, okay. So three guys whose motors made it through six, moto, six motos. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like what? Steve. And, 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 hey, and let me tell you, both people that I hear these from would right. know. Okay. Yeah. But, like, like that's what they've been told. From directly from the Star Yamaha guys, right? And then Berluti to make it even weirder. And I want to—I'm hesitant to even talk about this because I don't want to give it credibility. Okay, I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to like. But I ah, fuck it. I will. <laughs> no, but nobody listens. Both Martin brothers are leaving the team. Okay. Really? Yeah. Alex is going to Troy Lee. Jeremy's going to Geico. So both brothers are leaving the team. They both told the team last week, what if? Now, I do not believe that. I don't believe that. I, I, I don't know the guys that star that well. Uh, I've certainly taken my shots at them over the years, but they've done great things. Well, Jeremy's got two titles. They've won a ton of races. Cooper Webb's got two titles indoors. Yep, yep. But it's out there. Like, within the industry, within the industry, it's floating around there that these guys – would do this to show the brothers what's up, that they're leaving. But I can't believe it. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Because, okay, look, it might be a sliver of believability if Webb were winning the points. And they went, oh, yeah, Webb's our guy. Hey, we're going to show those Martin. 
0.0001% chance of that if Webb was leading the points. Webb is behind the Martin brothers. Mm-hmm. Savachi's leading. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? You would hurt your team. You would hurt Yamaha. You would hurt. Your, yeah. Like, so, but I'm telling you, Balut, you know how this industry works. Oh, yeah. I'm getting those texts from people. And then I'm hearing water pump seals. And then I'm hearing the mapping is put in. But like I said, it doesn't make sense. If the wrong mapping is in the bikes, then you would fix Jeremy's for the second moto. If it's a water pump seal, two of them go on the same day? And nobody else has a water pump seal problem? Did you? Um, I never had a water pump seal go bad no. in one well, moto. Like I said, that water pump seal, I, I don't buy it. That's, to me, personally. Like you're 100%. You would never yeah, buy that. Okay. I don't buy that. Okay. Did you did you work on fuel injected bikes, Steve? No, I never did. Okay, well, when we found a good map, usually with Suzuki, um, everybody ran that map. Right. So I mean, for, for like me, every rider. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You wouldn't tune it to guys who rev it more or guys who you know, you know. Actually, well, you probably would in a situation, but like when Reed and like Burner was on 450s that one year, I think they pretty much shared pretty much pretty close to the same mapping. I mean. It wasn't too far away that a bike would grenade. Yeah, like that. Well, so I, I, you're you're not buying a water pump seal, and you're not buying the mapping. That's, so I, you're and you're not buying sabotage. I mean, that's, I'm not. No, no. The only reason I'm bringing that up is because I want to get ratings on the show. That's it, people. Shit. Um, well, let me ask. Can I ask you a quick question? Yes. And, and this might be drawn out a little, and you might not have time, so you can stop me. But I don't have why, time. I don't have time. <laughs> Why are why are the two brothers leaving? The, uh, um, Jeremy's had success. Alex just came on, and now he's having great success. What's, well, what's what happened, or do you know some mm, info on that? Well, intel. I I don't. Alex signed a one year deal. Okay. He didn't have a great Supercross season. No. They they love Ferrandis. Dylan Ferrandis is coming over. Uh, Aaron Harrisinger is their guy. Mitchell Harrison's got a deal. And Colt Nichols, who had a terrific yeah. Supercross season, is coming over. A good race this week. Yes, he had a good race this week. Six overall. Yeah. Or so they're full. They essentially said, "Hey, Alex Martin in Supercross, you suck balls. We're moving on." And I get it. He didn't have a good Supercross, so they got four spots. Now they want a fifth guy, but I doubt there's a lot of money there, right? I wouldn't think they have yeah. enough money to yeah. sign a fifth guy. Now, I'm. I could go on to my point about uh, 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 Matthew Lillo's. Uh, Arnold Tonus. For every for every Porcel, there's a Tonus. There's a Lalos. There's a uh, uh, Ben Coise. There's a this wow. dude or that dude. Good memory. Well, I'm just saying, like bringing Euros over, it's just rolling the dice, dude. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know. But hey, those guys are pumped. They're bringing them over. You know everything else. So Fernandez uh, is going pretty good right now. Yeah, he is. He's killing it. Yeah. yeah no, it's a roll, but. But I, I still I agree with you. I would rather have I, Alex Martin on my team than Dylan Ferrandez. For sure. Because I'm in America. He's got fans. I want American racers and what blah, do you blah, think? Blah. So, okay. Yeah. So, Alex is leaving. So, wow. Jeremy was looking for a 450 ride. Supposed to go with RCH. That's Euro what I team, heard, yeah. Right? That fell apart. Maybe at some point the team was like, he's going 450s. Let's, let's sign our four guys in. And then Jeremy came, came around and said, hey. I'm I'm free to ride 250s, and maybe the team went. Mm, we're out of money. I don't know. Right. But they're leaving. Gotcha. That's interesting. Now, like I said, I'm hesitant to even bring that up, but I got a bunch of texts about it today from people like, hey, you know, and I'm just like, I don't believe it. You know, I don't I, believe it. I, like I I made mention of Roger, and I, and I don't mean to be, you know, that way with Roger, or say bad things. You know, like when Huffy, when I mentioned that yeah. story earlier. Yeah. But. Even on your way out, 
if you have the guy that's capable of winning a championship, I mean, you still want to win another championship, right? You don't want to, you don't want to, you know, no. sabotage somebody. No, and I think the only reason, the the small, small, small chance that these guys would do that would be if Webb was winning the points. Right, right. You know, yeah. but Sabachi is everybody. We got to catch that guy. And right now, Alex and Jeremy are riding better than Cooper Webb. Right mm-hmm. now, they are absolutely, yeah. You, so. But except for their two DNFs. Well, except for this industry, the way it is, you know, you get these these texts and these calls from people. <laughs> but, damn. but I'm not the water pump thing, man. I just don't get it. No. I, 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 in all my years of wrenching, I don't think I had one water pump seal ever go out, and I replaced them all the time. And I built bikes, and I mean, I've seen water pump seals go out on my buddy's ratty old bikes sure. that ride in the gravel pits. Back and in the that, day. Yeah, and it's it, it hasn't been changed, and it's an eight-year-old bike yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, you know? but to yeah. see two new bikes and water pump seals, I don't get it. No. But the mapping doesn't make any sense either because you – why would you not change Jeremy's mapping if you're like, oh, shit? Because if the bike blows up, if the bike blows up and you don't have, an, uh, you don't have a loose radiator uh, hose, you don't have a loose uh, drainage bolt broke, you don't have a water pump cover, like if you have no external – reason why the bike lost its water wouldn't you immediately go mapping yeah heat. absolutely you would go heat you would say ah heat what produces heat you know the engine why would the engine produce heat were you working on ferry's bike at troy if it broke probably well he had an issue but it didn't break that's the kicker of this it was in a full-on mud race he lost fluid um it might have been who who worked on his bike for Kenny, you, Brian Kenny. Kenny. Yeah, Brian yep. Kenny. I just saw him a couple of weeks ago. Well, where did you see him? Yeah, he's he's into he's into uh, RC car racing. He yeah. works for Losi. Anyway, okay. But uh, I think it might have been him. But yeah, that bike would have continued on. But what happened? It, it, the, the motor got so hot in the uh, the um, the wire was the stator. Yeah, the stator, stator wire. Yeah, yeah stator wire melted. Yeah, that was not me. No. Or else, or else it would have probably finished with no water I will because say, the things got oil. You know. In 2003, when Tim Ferry was beating your rider, Sebastian Tortelli, at Glen Helen okay. at the National, yeah. he took a hit to the carbon fiber ignition cover and lost all his oil, pretty much, and we barely made it to the finish. But we did beat Berluti and Tortelli that day. That, so you were on a four-stroke? Four-stroke. Okay. And I was freaking out. I'm like, ah! Like, you just see the, the oh, oil just coming out of the thing. God, isn't that the worst? GYTR carbon cover. And I'm like, and yeah, and I'm just like were you, seeing, were you seeing smoke shows? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my and God. And I'm like, I remember I asked Bob Oliver. I'm like, Bob, how long do we? Do you think this thing can last? And Bob goes, I don't know. <laughs> so, Fuck, you're, that was a long moto for you. Uh, beating Tony Berluti, though, and oh, Tortelli, Steve, right. Mathis, uh, <laughs> Steve Mathis, and, uh, and Tim Perry. All right, the Roost MX guys, Colt Nichols is over there. Colt Martinez rode for them in the 450 class. He did a good job this weekend for the, for the first team. And Luke Reslin, of course. Pulp Nation saves you 20%. RoostMX.net. Been in business for 17 years, 48-hour turnaround. They make all of our graphics. They do a great job for us. Uh, and um, they got... Uh, Custom products from T-shirts and sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. RoostMX.net. Cycle Trader Rock River Team depends on these guys, like I said. And uh, Pulp Nation saves you 20% on everything across their website. Um, RoostMX.net is pleased and proud to bring you our first guest here of the night. Uh, he is uh, he went tied for the overall this weekend, went 1-4. Rockstar Energy, Husqvarna, Zach Osborne. Zacho, what's up, bro? How's it going, guys? The Martin thing is weird, bro. That's what we were talking. Like, to have both brothers lose their coolant and both DNF, that's really weird. Mm, yeah. It's weird. weird. Sure. Um, <laughs> so, Berluti's in studio. I was listening to your oh. story about beating Berluti and Tortelli, but I was thinking, Berluti's probably forgotten more about racing than you've ever known. <laughs> Hold on. Fuck you. 
Yeah. Uh, you know what? You're, you're, you're absolutely right. You're right. Berluti's the man. Uh, Do you know Berluti's first year ranching was 1988, Zacco? 87. 87, Zacco. 87. Really? <laughs> so. I was, uh, we were driving to Hot Point the other day. I was driving uh, my mechanic Dave over, and obviously he's been around a minute. Oh yeah. I was like, hey Dave, do you remember? Uh, were you here in 1997? I was like, this is the first national I ever came to. He was like, oh yeah, that was the year it rained like forever, and mm-hmm. Michael was terrible, and uh, Bradshaw won, and he gave me like a complete play-by-play. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was the day. You're right, Dave. Yeah, I was, <laughs> yeah, I was here. I, uh, my rider didn't finish either moto. I lost a shoe. Down in the mechanics area. Remember the mechanics area was all flooded behind the circuit. <laughs> Did you really? I lost a shoe in the second Got moto. Bradshaw passed Larry Ward going up the uphill triple, and the crowd went nuts, and Bradshaw took the overall. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, That was the first first outdoor I ever went to as a kid, um, and I remember vividly there were like 15 people naked sliding down the hills <laughs> everywhere in the mud. And you're like, uh. And how old were you? Mom, where are we? Yeah, right. Oh, no. Um, That's funny. And then who can forget KTM's first win, Zacho? Oh, you were a KTM kid. Kelly Smith and Steve Mathis taking the win at High Point. <laughs> oh, how cute. You were a KTM kid. You were our hope. I remember the big wigs telling me we got this kid coming. His name's Zach Osborne. Oh, yeah. His dad is a drag racer or uncle or something. I always forget it. Dad. Like, dad. Somebody's a drag racer, and this kid is coming. Yeah. And I'm like, good. Hey, he's finally hit his stride 10 years later, <laughs> well, 20 years later than that. <laughs> yeah, 16 years later, Zach Osborne has finally won. Um, yeah. That KTM was stoked on you, though. You you got a lot of help from them. They were they supported you for a long time back in the day, for yeah, sure. sure. For sure. Um, congratulations on the win. You, uh, you you killed it, man. Uh, obviously, uh, Alex was great early on. You passed him. He's putting heat on you. His bike goes boom. You win the moto. But people don't know, you had a bit of a front brake problem, you said, late in the race. Yeah, uh, I came together with Cunningham like four laps to go. Um, he was on the outside, and uh, our ruts just kind of met at the wrong spot, and his foot peg smashed my front brake caliper, and I had nothing nothing there. And um that track's pretty tough without a front brake. I mean, yeah. uh, it's pretty steep. Um, yeah, that explains why you did lose a bit of your gap, a bit of your lead. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. at one point I had maybe, I don't know, like 10 or 12 seconds. Uh-huh. And then, yep. like, when it, when it happened, I thought maybe it just, uh, like, mashed the piston in. Mm-hmm. I kept pumping it, kept pumping it, like, come on, come on, come on. Like, I know I know this is not happening right now. Oh, shit. <laughs> and, uh, and nothing came, so I was like, Man, this is going to be close because I could see J Mart was making up just enough, you know, each lap of those three laps to like be pretty close to me. And I was like, holy crap, this is going to oh, be bad. Dude. Well, so it, I was stressing, but it was, it was okay. No, it's awesome to see you get the win. And you got a little bit emotional in your interview. I like that. I, I, I did. To, I, yeah, I that's fine. I, was, I like uh, it. You know? Oh, for sure. That was, that was awesome. Um, second moto. Didn't get quite as good a start. You were right there. Um, first of all, though, was Pleasanger cutting the track somewhere? Because he was going so fast, Zacho, until he got up to Alex. But when he was coming yeah. through past you, he was going balls out. It said two seconds yeah, a lap faster at one I point. I just couldn't find the rhythm in the beginning. I, I, I uh, almost went down like three corners in, and uh, I went back to like seventh, and I passed a couple people. And then when Plessinger went by me, he was going, like, considerably faster than me. And I was like, oh, I'll just latch onto him and, you know, we'll catch those front two or whatever. Right. And 
that just didn't happen because he disappeared like really quick. And then yeah. at the end, I started to catch him again, but um, it was too little, too late. You know, it's funny is uh, Mathis K. Smith won the national with a one four. Exactly, Zacho's score this weekend. Mm. Yeah. Or Zacho. At yeah. one point, I was doing the math in my head, and I was like. Man, a one five is not even going to get me on the podium right now. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but then, um, then J Mart's bike broke, and yeah, he, then well, I made some passes. And and if Am- Alex was on to Savachi the last three laps, had he gotten Joey, you would have the overall. Yeah. So I, I don't yeah, know. If, no, I were you doing that? that okay. Too, yeah. I was watching that battle, trying to catch AP. I'm like, geez, what do I do here? You're like watching. Come on, come on, Alex. Come on, let's do it. Um, <laughs> That's nah, uh, funny. No, it's good. It's awesome to see. It's been a – you rode well at Lakewood, um, and you had some good come-from-behind rides, but it's been a bit of a slow start for you for the Nationals. Yeah. Uh, the first moto at Hangtown started terribly. I was 20th. Um, just a really bad start and just didn't make any progress during the moto. Had to stop for goggles. It was just a disaster. Mm-hmm. Then the second moto, um, I started about maybe 20th. Came through to fourth, was right there. It was good. You know, like yeah. four or five seconds from from the lead. Um, and then Glenn Helen, I, I don't know. I just, I'm not that great there. Um, I, I ride there a lot. I try really hard there, and it just, it doesn't really happen for me. So, um, yeah, I, I got two terrible starts that day, like 20th again, and came back to eighth in both motos. And then, um, obviously, Lakewood's one of my better tracks. I, I enjoy it there. Um, and I got a good start in the first moto, kind of was in there, got fourth. And then the second moto, I got my first good start of the season mm-hmm. and like, uh, three quarters up, the, up the start straight, I got smoked from the side and, um, started basically last and got six. So, you know, my speed and fitness have been really good. Um, so just, during yeah. the break, we worked on some sprint speed for qualifying and, and just some endurance and, um, yeah, qualified on pole and uh and took a moto win this weekend yeah yeah it's, no it's a good job uh pulp nations gave you 20 percent at roostmx.net please check them out cycle trader rock river team uses them uh we were Blutie and i were talking before we got you on that was a man's track this weekend man i i did not have i did not have any desire to go out there and ride that thing um there were ruts they fixed it was random how they fixed the sections i don't understand i didn't do any math to why they fix certain sections and other ones they left totally alone. It looked like <laughs> Beirut. Like yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, like oh, this one's not that bad. Let's fix it, but leave <laughs> right, that right. there. Like like it all looked like a hellhole, but they just were like, screw it. Let's just do these corners. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, that that's really where I excel, though. Like you know, when you can kind of get a rhythm and uh, and jump the bumps and stand a lot in the ruts. That's that's sort of my my forte. forte. So yeah. um, I know that it works for me, and uh, I enjoy it. I ride. Um, a lot of like just rough tracks in California. I don't really like going to the public tracks just because they're flat and and not realistic. So mm-hmm. for me, that's um, you know that's my that's my gig. So now you're out east for the rest of the outdoors. No, no, I'm going back to California. I stayed east this week because um, we have press at Muddy Creek because it's uh, my home race. Right. And so obviously, like the local media is into it and everything. And um, so I stayed uh, back at my parents' place this week uh, instead of flying eight mm-hmm. hours back to California for two days and eight hours back. So yeah. I'm here for this week and then uh, back to California. You and Webb are going to go at it at Muddy Creek. It is going to be a battle. He's good there, too. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, he is good there. He's been good there the last couple of years. So, um, yeah, I just need some good starts and 
I know I can run up front. You know, I've always been there for you. Did you all think of what thanking Pulp Mech show on the podium? I did, I think, didn't I? Mm, I missed that. <laughs> I missed it. You must have had a different broadcast. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, let's get to the phone calls here. Question for Zach by Zach. Uh, welcome, Zach, to the show. What's your question for Zach? Uh, one statement um, for Ludy is the man. All right. <laughs> Thank that, you. That's all right. We'll uh, take that. Um, two questions for Zach. From Zach, um, how do you feel about your hometown race? I'm looking forward to it. It's it's kind of stressful, you know, because there's a million family members that want tickets and friends that you didn't know you had come out of the woodwork <laughs> for tickets, and they want to row down. So it's it's a little bit stressful, but um, it's manageable, and uh, I look forward to to the weekend and just um, you know, obviously I raced there a ton when I was a kid. It's only 20 minutes from where I lived. Where I was raised, so um, definitely it's sort of a dream come true for me to, to race a national there. So hopefully I can get uh, my first overall this weekend. So you're you're that close to the track growing up, huh? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So so you have it's s- like a legitimate home race for me, right? Yeah. You're on the sign when you drive in as a like a champion. You and Brownie yeah. are everywhere. And like Kevin Kevin Walker, Kevin Walker, Zach yeah. Osborne, and Mike Brown absolutely <laughs> dominated Muddy Creek. Yeah. We've been there a minute. Yeah, yeah, really. Does the track, do you, is it, I mean, obviously these things are different for nationals, as we know. Um, is it much different from a, you know, sh- uh, what are those, th- what's those dumb series called? Shootout. Uh, mega series. Mega series shootout races, or was it, is it prepped the same, um, is everything the same? It's very similar layout-wise. Uh, the, only, the biggest difference is when I was a kid, the dirt was a lot different. Um, probably resembled more like, I don't know, maybe like red bud dirt. It was a lot softer oh, okay. and more brown. Now it's a little more red, and uh-huh. it's just a different texture. It gets a little more hard underneath. Like when I was a kid, it was like bottomless topsoil. It was really, really good. So um, the dirt's changed quite a bit from from when I was younger, and so, that's kind of a bummer because it it would have been even better. Berlut, did you ever go there for any races, like back in the day for anything with your riders? Tommy, no. Machine, Tommy, Tommy Machine Gun Watts. No, or I, I did the Nationals there the last couple of years. They, no, I know. Had, no, no, I'm, I'm no, back in the day. They had this one race, I think. I don't know, Zach, maybe you'll know. You're pretty young, but it's called the Hot Dog Shootout or something. <laughs> Top Gun Showdown. Is that what it is? <laughs> Hot, Hot Dog? Yeah. Top Gun? But it was a big money race. Yeah, it was. Yeah, a, that's it, a Top Gun thing. Yeah, big money. Yeah, Bradshaw would show up like an only like a, a one time deal. Yeah. Right? like so. Watts went. I never went with him, but he oh. went there one time. And um, Bradshaw, Brownie, uh, yeah. Larry Ward would go a lot, right? Larry, yeah, from RC Society Hills, he'd come up quite a few times. Um, Stu, I mean, Stewie the come up. The East Coast has been there for sure. Shay Bentley, oh yeah, Fonseca was there a couple times. It was pretty pretty gnarly. I remember when, uh, to bring this back around to me, of course, uh, Kelly Smith and Steve Mathis went there for a four-stroke national back oh, in the yeah. day. Yeah, I think I was there, actually. Were you? Yeah, we dominated. Kelly 98, won. 98, no. maybe 97. 01. 01. 01, okay, yeah, I was 01. there too then. <laughs> um, yeah, beating Kevin Walker, beating Matt Walker, beating Clark Styles, Kelly Smith, nice. Steve, Steve Mathis. So. Yeah, there um, you go, Steve. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a good, it's a good track, uh, you know. Um, I like it. I yeah. think it's a little tight. Right it is. Now. It's I a little they, narrow. Yeah. They should have opened it up a little more. I mean, it's typically more open than it is now, but they, like, you know, I think they were trying to add some time to it, and 
Um, yeah, it's just it's a little too tight for my liking. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's still, you know, it's, good. It's it's not – I don't think it's that narrow. A lot of people think it's narrow, but I think Millville is, like, way more narrow feeling to me than, than Muddy Creek. Yeah, a little tiny secret about Millville, and I've got a lot of laps on that track myself, is it's pretty narrow in spots. Absolutely. Especially yeah, up the uphills. Like, yep, yep. Up, up that the whole top. back yeah, section. The uphills are super yep. tight. Basically, like, everything except the whoops. Yeah, so back to the start. Basically, you know, after Chatapult, after Chatapult to the finish, it's <laughs> yeah, that whole yeah. section is yeah. really tight and and really skinny. The more you get towards the finish line, those uphills and downhills are super skinny. Um, is Mike Brown racing this weekend? I heard he was. No, I don't think so. Okay, and John Dowd's not racing Southwick. Dowdy was there this weekend. He was thinking about it, <laughs> but he, bro- he broke his hands. Oh, the Wick. He was going. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's going to ride the Wick. So. Um, well, it's good to see you get the wins, Echo. I'm pumped. I think this, I think, I think this starts something for you. I do. I think it starts. Yeah, it does. I mean, it feels yep. uh, even just in daily life, it feels like a, a great weight's been lifted off my shoulders. I mean, yeah, um, I agree. Obviously, I've been expected to do it for a long time. Yeah, yeah, you have been. Thought I would. So, um, um, it, Zach, it how many to build on me a little bit? But, how many yeah. W's you, did you get when you were over in Europe? I got one GP win. I think I had. Three or four moto wins, yeah. and two or three moto wins, and then uh, British Championship. Yeah, those don't even count. That's like a Manitoba title. <laughs> but Whatever. the one year at Glen Helen that they had the GP there, I th- I don't re- exactly remember your results, but I thought I remember you rode pretty well there. I think you got third. Yeah, I got third. See, so yeah. you have no excuse X-Brand, there, dude. X brand goggles. Oh well, okay. That that's, that that was his reason. That was it. <laughs> yeah, so you got third there. So you rode good there with the GP guys. I was pretty pumped. Yeah, I think it was just more gnarly though. Like, the track like was I different, said, you know. Yeah, yeah, it, it was more bumpy, uh, a lot wetter, and I, I don't I don't know why. I think it's because I grew up on the East Coast. I don't really excel when it's hard and and square. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, it's just tough for me to, to get get in my groove when it's like that. I prefer it to be. Um, as beat as possible and, and as ruddy as possible. We got a caller from Australia. A question for you. Do you, do you have any clue? Let's, let's guess who it is. All right, let go ahead. Tomo. Tomo, what's Zach, up? How you going? What's up, Tomo? Oh, not much. Not much. Just a quick question for Zach. Seems he's the uh, king of exotic training locations. <laughs> hey, um, he is. He is. You're right. Yeah. yeah. He hasn't been here to train yet. Though. I'm a bit disappointed. Yeah, I'm going to. So. I'm going to Fink for training next. Oh. Yeah, that's out the middle of nowhere. That good luck with that. <laughs> hey, um, you, you know you've you've trained in um, you know humidity, and also we've seen you training with uh, Eli up in the uh, altitude. If, if you were to open a training center, would you open it in the humidity or up in the altitude? Because we're here, oh, that's pros and cons question. for both. I mean, I feel like that there's something to being an elite athlete and growing up in altitude, but I think it's hard for. Uh, like a grown person to go to altitude, adapt, train there, and race low. I mean, it took a little bit of a toll on me last year. At the end of the season, I was just kind of bogged down with it. But also, I mean, when you're training in humidity every day, you lose so much water and you're so burnt out and baked each week that it's hard to recover for the weekend. So, I mean, the recovery is better at altitude to a point, but also the high end starts to wear on you the longer you're there, I think, but at the same time, you have the, the negative of, of all the hydration loss and everything mm-hmm. during the week um, in the humidity. So I think 
it's six to one, half dozen to the other. If you can if you can handle the altitude, it definitely gives you another gear uh, at the race when it's low. But if it bogs you down, then it then it's tough. But I always I've been talking to my trainer about it for a couple of weeks now, like the correlation between people who grew up at altitude and become elite athletes, you know, versus people down low, like, you know, Chris Froome, who's the best cyclist in the world right now, he grew up at like 8,000 feet in Kenya uh, for, for a long time. And I think that that makes a big difference on your physiology for your whole life. I think it's just, it's, it's um, unmistakable. Hmm, interesting. Well, if, Tomo, if you, you join my trainer program, you'll have uh, no problems with hydration. If uh, for sure. Yeah, that was my theory on you last year, Zacho, on all these my shows. Is that the Eli thing just kind of wore you out by the end of the year? You just it did a bit. Yeah. It was it was was tough. The travel was tough um, because we were from a small airport, and yeah. you got to go to um, you got to go to Denver every time, right? And then to somewhere the else. Rain go to Denver yeah. on United, and United is the worst airline on earth. We're, we're better and now. We're better. We fixed it. Whatever. We have. We have. We fixed it. We're not Qantas ca- caliber yet, but we're, we're no. going well, to never I'm get to that label. Trust you that it's better and not fly it. So <laughs> um, I used to hate it. I used to bag on it all the time. It's They have gotten their shit together a little bit, I have to say. Um, Tomo, are you working right now? Are you working in the middle of the day, taking time to call Of course you uh, Afternoon shift. Start at three. So. Well, okay, all right. Just, just wondering. Yeah, yeah. So, are you yeah. coming over? Hey, um, anyway, are you coming over, Tommy? Are you coming over? Yeah, yeah. It looks like um, I won't be free this time. It looks like the wife and myself and the little one, and my son, are coming over for probably go to Iron Man. I think. So, yeah, okay, cool. Oh, sick. Yeah. So we'll be. But I don't know if the shield is going to end up coming across to Iron Man or whether she'll just hang out in um, Charlotte there. Yeah. I'm not sure yet. So all right, Iron Man is sick race too. Yeah. Hi. Um. Well done on the weekend, too, Zach. So really, thank, really good. Thank you. Thanks right. for all the support. What about me? No worries, mate. Thanks, Tomo. Thanks. Don't I get a thank you for my support? What about it? I've been there for you, bro. Um, I know. I always tell you thanks. How's the uh, How's the arm pump surgery? You went and got some done in Supercross. Came back. Do you really think it's helped you? Yeah, it has hugely. Um, it. It's a different feeling now. I don't. I don't lose all my strength. I get it a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely, you know, had I known that I could do it this, like minimally invasive, because they did it with a scope and uh-huh. not those, yeah, not those scars, massive scars. Right? Um, yeah. If I had known that, and then that this would be my result from it, I would have done it five years ago, and it, it was super easy. I was riding in like six days, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been been mega. Oh wow, that's good. Yeah, I remember, you know, Ron Ron got it and Dowdy got it and did Ro- Renato kind of guys it? did it. Yeah, Robbie, Robbie got it. Blows had it. And I don't know if it ever worked for those guys. I don't know what they ever said. You know? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think it's. Mental. I think one of the issues with no. the blade is like just it builds so much scar tissue from, you know, the huge incisions that it kind of just comes back over Tight, time. But up. with the way that this guy did it, it's super solid. I mean, I've been mega stoked with it yeah well it's good to hear it's definitely yeah you've, you've been so close you've won heat races you know what i mean and you've gotten podiums and everything else and, and yeah i think it's it's time for you yeah, yeah this it's year's been a, a big step in the right direction for me i mean 
I won four heats. I was on the podium five times and then mm-hmm. won a, uh, a moto outdoors. So, you know, that's kind of ticking some boxes that I've never ticked before. And Yeah, you know why? I mean, you know why? Because you stopped riding why? that off road stuff. You stopped doing that, all the off road stuff. Quit it. Seriously, that's what's happened. You stopped doing six days. You stopped following all these dumb off road stuff. And Don't put that in people's heads. I'm dude. just saying, and now you excelling because I always told you, stay that, leave that stuff for when you retired. That's when you start doing it, it, you know. Um, you re-signed with those guys, right? You're you're all good, or are you up for? Yeah, yeah, we're staying there for a couple more years. I just found out today that Savachi's up. I thought he had a two-year deal, but he signed a one-year deal. He's going to kill it. He's going to make so much money, uh, either in four fifties or or if he stays in two fifties. So, at the end of this year? Yeah, yeah, he's up. Yeah, I think he signed PC again already. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, he he made, he made he got a good raise, no doubt. Um, yeah. Hey, um, I was talking to Bobby Hewitt, your your team owner, this week, and he told me I was welcome underneath this tent anytime. He said, and I really? said, no, we're good, Bobby. Like you and I are good. Is there food over there? Purcell and and Davalos no. and Anderson don't like me, but we're good, Bobby. So I might come. I like o- you. No, yeah, I might come over and just see how I'm you're doing. I'm always trying to change their view of you, but. Not it's, not, it's not working. It's not, you <laughs> it's know what? Not I don't. I, hey, Red Dog is one of my good friends, and he's like, "Dude, Marty really hates you." And I'm like, "I get it. I get it." He doesn't like you very much, and, and I get it. I, I've criticized him a time or two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Anderson, man, I don't know. I don't know what his deal is. I think Anderson's pretty funny. I'd like to have him on the show. He was jumping the uh, the tunnel jump. Yeah, almost every, almost every lap. Every lap I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me yeah. and Martine were sitting in the in the truck watching him just send it every lap and and sometimes lose time on it but yep, exactly that guy that like <laughs> yeah he gets something in his head and it's like he thinks it looks sick so he's just gonna send it every lap <laughs> i agree i thought I, it looked, I thought it was cool props to him i don't think it was any faster yeah, yeah that's no. i agree yeah <laughs> um, it used to be it did yeah when like rc was doing it yeah, yeah. but it was almost like he, to do it he was going straight he wasn't even turning right you know what i mean yeah. so he almost had to turn as as he landed he had a you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that section. Yeah, sucks. this year it was yeah. also pretty like deep around the outside of the rollers, and they had everyone that seemed like they were riding the inside of the rollers, so it was super packed down in there. And then if you went around, normally the fast lines around the wall, you know, yeah, on the high yeah, ground, yeah. And, and this year it, it was just totally different. So, um, well, yeah, it, I mean, last year we jumped it, I think like every lap, and uh, it was way faster. But this year I never jumped it a single time. That section out of all the whole track would suck balls the most, I think, because you, you're bare, you're almost getting over the doubles, but you're slamming into yeah. them. You know what I mean? It like was tough, and yeah. then like you could jump off the last last roller over some pretty big bumps uh-huh. and try to stop before you go over the next tunnel. <laughs> like right. it was nasty. Yeah. Hey, was that the section that Alex cased and and you got by him there? No, that no. was even that was a more different... nasty. Yeah, that looked gnarly. That section was crazy, and then you went up that hill. Right. Know, okay. Uh, in those ruts, that was just crazy. Yeah, some people were tweeting me about, you know, I'm really big on not putting your bike down and pushing it. Like, I really believe you should push your bike. But Alex's bike was broken yeah. at the bottom of the of the longest hill. And it was two laps to go. He's okay to, like, he didn't throw it down the ground and stomp off. No, you know? no. He could have so, leaned against a pole. Well, yeah, but. I That was a bummer all the way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. But, hey, what are you going to do? They must have picked it up with a mule or something, huh? Right. Yep. Um, <laughs> all right, Zacho. Thank you, man. Thanks for coming on. Congrats on the win. You tied for the overall. Uh, I think you'll be getting a overall before not too long. This is gonna this is gonna hopefully propel you up uh, after you know a so so start to the season where you've shown speed, but finally you you get it done. So 
That's uh, that's cool, yeah, man. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. So you're fifth Thanks in points. He's fifth, he's fifth, fifth in, points. in points. You're not too far out at all, really. No, 45. I mean, considering my my start with the 20th, which was one point, um, I'm not that bummed. I mean, no, I no. think at this point last year I was like 80 out. So. A lot of races just, left. I mean, yeah. I'm just a late bloomer, guys. you got to just give me hey. some time. Yeah, I want to see it. Like, I want to see it. Building. Yeah, no, and then, and then you know, we'll take credit here on the Pulp Mech Show for all that. So, <laughs> of course, why not? Uh, RoostMX.net bringing you uh, Zach Osborne. Congrats, Zach. Thank you for doing the show. Appreciate it. Um, I'm, going yes, to the, I'm going to GP this weekend uh, in Italy, so I will be oh. cheering, from you, cheering for you over Twitter. And so I know you'll miss Wait. me, but I'll be in Italy. Thanks, dude. See uh, you guys later. See you, man. See you, Zach. Uh, Zach Osborne, everybody, brought to you by RoostMX.net. Use the code Pulp Nation to save yourself 20%. And this is Brent. Brent, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, guys. How's it going? What's up, Brent? What's going on? Hey, I had a quick question. Will this be the first year that Alden Baker has had riders actively in the series and not won a title? No, because... Who was the last one? Well, Chad Chad or Stu? Are you talking outdoors or indoors? Either. Yeah, uh, Chad in 2000 and whatever Chad's Eight? last title was. Nine? No. On a Suzuki? Yeah. No, no. Yeah, two and nine he won his championship. Yeah, nine outdoors on a Suzuki. Stu didn't have him in the Cowie days, 24-0, did he? Did he have Alden then? I, that's good. You know, you know what he did? He, sure. did? he did. He yeah. did. Yeah, he had Alden for 24-0. Um, Chad had Alden, though? What's that? Chad had Alden? No, though? Chad did not. So, 09 outdoors. Um, no, that's what, that's what I mean. Like, when was the last time Alden had riders like Anderson and Muskan actively in the series and did not win a title? Well, in 09, Alden had... Uh, oh. He would have had Stu, who was injured, right? Uh, uh, I guess when you say actively, you mean keeping racing. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean, like actively racing um, and finishing the series. Yeah, it's a good good point, man. We have to go back and see. Yeah, because he had James a couple years. James got happened. hurt. Um uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. It's a good question. Somebody in the chat room may help us out, but um, mm. yeah, I can't think of it. Yeah. So. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> All right, thanks, Brent. Yeah, good question. Thank yeah, you for listening. Good. Appreciate it. Paul uh, Max Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. We had Zach Osborne on, coming up with Grant Langston, the uh, color voice of uh, the Lucas Oil and May Pro Motocross Series. We're going to give away a, a fly racing backpack and hat. Jason Thomas is coming on. Davey Van Hyde. I keep getting his screws in there. Vander Hayden is coming on to talk about his his cool new venture, DirtDreams.net. Uh, we're going to cold call Stank Dog. we got to hurry up because he's on the East Coast. It's already 10 there. Yeah. But i got a feeling like Stank Dog, dude. He, he, ch- he chills. Yeah. I would think, but who knows? I don't think Stank Dog's going to bed at 9. No? And getting sleep and going for a jog and all that. Not at 9. Ah, we'll see. Uh, and uh, so, all right, this is the first commercial break here on the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Fly Racing, the great Tony Berluti in studio. Much more coming up. Stick around. We'll be right back after these commercials. Hey, this is the voice of Supercross Guy, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, 
And flash forward to now, we see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. Pulp.mx show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp.mx show. Use coupon code Pulp.mx when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica J.P. Money Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. For your Jeep, truck, or SUV, Gear Alloy is the choice of the NFAB Ampro Yamaha GNCC off-road racing team. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory-level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Racetech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor... Enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Race Tech. 
NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Michelin Starcross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is this a fancy marketing term or what? No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiffness that you have when you come in the corners. And... What's cool about this tire is even from the previous version, the MH3, it gives more. So when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. It's more comfort, so it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the the CCT. So you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day, maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension in tires. Yeah, obviously it's flexing a little bit, but also, too, when you come into corners, you don't want it to roll on you. So they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites, but yet straight line, you have comfort. Hey, as a former factory mechanic, Kiefer, I know all about mounting tires, um, so no problem for me to mount anything. Right. Well, maybe not a moose. Uh, you found mounting these new Michelins uh, pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best, so mounting the tire wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage, and normally you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit, but this... Um, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage. So uh, it was a lot better for me, you know, putting these on. Four versions of this tire. They cover all the uses, key for reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting, traction, handling. They do it all. Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out at the local dealer people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition, all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest-growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Bichalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. 
Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lee, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's unleash the power within works connection is proud to be a sponsor of pulp mx because just like you they're passionate and dedicated to the sport for over 23 years now they've been producing innovative products like their pro launch start device and the 123 easy build elite perch line just take a look around the ama pro pits and you'll see works connections proving ground for products under the canopies of yoshimura suzuki rch racing star racing and other top teams plus they now stock hints and clutch components peg armor arc levers and fasco products too Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Schlott? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience. We'll process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. KTMPartsExpress.com Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. 
Roost MX. Hey, 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 hey. W Wheels. Now that I got your attention, let's talk about Wheels. W USA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo brakes. All the W Wheels are built by the same guys. That build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or XL. WUSA, used by Reed, Rocks, and Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Antonap, Peters, Partridge, Freebird. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF Racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF Racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercross Series and rock up Vortex Rocket. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the PULPMX show. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Motor Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, 
Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PULPMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's a win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys. song in Canada in 1985. Really? It trumped even American song? Yeah, I think so. Really? Okay. Gun, gun, gun. Chilliwack, bro. Chilliwack. Coming at you. <laughs> KTMPartsExpress.com. Berlue, do you work on KTMs? KTMPartsExpress.com. Use code PUBLMX16. Save yourself money. The experience staff at KTMPartsExpress.com will process your order with speed and accuracy. Their goal is to get you the parts you need when you need them. Full selection of KTM power parts and power accessories. What have you been doing, brother? You just been working in the garage? Yeah, pretty like, much. You, you keep busy? Pretty busy, and uh, I've been doing a gig like one time a month. Um, I mean, do you know, uh, it's a, it's go-karting, uh, you know, shifter carts and stuff. And yeah. So I'm going down there um, doing some helping with tech inspection. Um, really? Yeah, California, and it's a California series that they're doing down in so down in Cali. Yeah, you drive down there. It's California Speedway. Yeah, you go to Fontana to to, to work tech inspection. Yeah, you for know Will, you know Willie Musgrave. You know yeah. the name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, his his son's probably one of the baddest dudes in the country. Really? Yeah, and uh, anyway, he's the promoter also. So Willie called you. Yeah, Willie called me. Well, actually, a buddy of mine that's buddies okay. with Willie, and, and yeah. So, so like, I, you check the legalities of stock engines, or, well, or he's, how, what do you? There's, they actually got a tech crew right now, okay. and, and I feel they do a pretty good job. Willie just feels there's a lot of cheating there, and he just wants me to kind of check, mainly the, the shifter Hondas, the Honda shifters carts. Are they still using, like, 89 cylinder heads, 92, like that early yeah, HPP, it's, it's, the HPP valve Yeah, uh, Yeah, but there? they get rid of it. They yeah, don't use yeah, it. Yeah, because they don't need bottom end, right? Yeah, they just stuff it. Um, and But it's a, a complete spec motor. You can't 
touch the cylinder or nothing. And guys were like uh, grinding on them and then get them replated so they look like stock, you know. So I mean, the, he just wants the tech guys to really look close. And in, and in go karting, like you know, uh, a, a half a horsepower is a huge thing. You know what Big I mean? Like time. you can squeeze whatever cheating. By so. cheating, yeah. Exactly. Have you caught anybody yet, Berlut? Uh, me personally, not yet. Okay. Um, like I said, I'm working with those guys, and they kind of got their their way of doing it. And I'm just I'm just in there looking and double checking. Oh, know, wow. look but, at Berlut, the long arm of the law of Berlut, <laughs> checking out. But it's good. It's it's fun. It's fun. It's good. For, it's just one time a month, so it's oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hot cams unleashed a power within. Uh, if you guys have four stroke motors, you use some hot cams. Absolutely. Uh, Hotcams2016 is the code 30% off orders on a camshafts at hotcamsinc.com. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts. Hotcams is on board with us for a long time now. We, we appreciate a lot of privateers in the pits use Hotcams. So if you're looking for a camshafts, either as replacement ones for the bike that blew up, or if you're looking to move your power around, give yourself some more power, uh, go to Hotcams and uh, use the code Hotcams2016 to unleash the power within. Hotcams is pleased and proud to bring you our next guest on the show. Of course, he's the voice of Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Series, the color analyst on there, former world champion, former national champion, Super 250 Supercross champion, Grant Langston. What's up, GL? How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? What was the closest you came? So you've won everything, right? You, you won a GP. You won 250 Nationals. You won 450 Nationals. You won 250 Supercross. What was the closest you came to winning a 450 Supercross race? Um... Probably one of the world rounds. Um, okay, yeah. I, I got second second twice and third twice, and I got third at AMA Supercross. So I don't know when it would be the closest. I think it was the year when uh, I probably could have won when Daryl Hurley won the only... Um, the, the Spain one. Yeah. His only, yeah. 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 So yeah, I had a chance there. And then um, where, where else was it? Uh, the first race, I think, ever. Oh, oh uh, Geneva. Yeah. I was second there to um, DV. And Tim Ferry third that night, Mathis and Ferry. Yeah, third. yeah. Um, God, you uh, got a memory, Mathis. Well, come on, bro. I'm not on the podium a lot. So. <laughs> it is pretty pretty crazy to think that. But you know what it was? It just, um, you know, it, it seemed like, honestly, between, you know, on a, on, on a good race, I could beat, you know, Red Dog and, you know, that kind of group. Yeah. But it seemed like there was always Ricky or James or Chad or someone. Yeah, was, yeah. Was just, yeah. And, well, I, and I didn't have too many opportunities in 450 Supercross, like legit, le- legitimate opportunities, in my opinion. Yeah, no, you really I didn't. Yep, yep. Hugger box on the, on the KTM 250, <laughs> and then with the Yamaha, I ended up having a gearbox issue early in 07, and I was injured for a lot of Supercross. Right. Um, not that it would matter, because that, that and $6 would get you a Starbucks coffee, but it would be kind of cool at night to be like, hey, man, I won everything. Like, I won every class. I won indoors and out every class, you know? Kind of cool. Yeah, thanks. I don't know. Where the hell are you going with this right now, man? <laughs> no, you trying to stop my week off on, a, on the wrong foot here? No, I was thinking about an introduction and I'm like, fuck, this guy's won everywhere. But wait, he has just oh, okay. the one thing I he hasn't won, you know? Um, you know what else I haven't won, Mathis? Is a Canadian national. No. no, that's a big, big deal. Well, listen, right now, you coming off the couch right now, I got you in a five to ten spot right now <laughs> with, with a week of riding. So, um, hey, I like that. Hey, how's the, how is the eye when you ride? I see Photos of you riding. Um, I know you've done uh, some stuff here and there. How's the eye and all that when you ride right now? Um, you know, people ask me quite a bit. Um, and honestly, since since I just hung up the boots and said, I, you know, it's not working out, just not good enough, it actually has improved a little bit. I don't know if it's stabilized, if it's just mm-hmm. um, whatever reason, but I, I go and 
get checked every year just, you know, after having cancer, they want you to come in yearly. So it's actually not that bad. Uh, it's still a bit blurry. I mean, the best way to, 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 to describe it is it's, it's good enough to go ride and have fun in, uh, at a local practice track, but it's not good enough to race at 110% pushing mm-hmm. the limits at an outdoor national. Um, that's the big difference. Um, you know, I just truly believe I could never go and try and race, even if I trained and dedicated myself. I just couldn't do what I normally could do. Yeah. And I learned the hard way. So, but, you know, to go riding at the local tracks, you know, there's during the week, a lot of these tracks. I mean, I get there in the morning. I leave by lunchtime. So the track, <laughs> right when it starts getting rough, I'm, you're, out, you're of out of there. I'm going, I'm, 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 I'm like discussing with my buddies where we're going to go have lunch. Right, know, right. So, while all the other motorheads and, and guys that have to do it are out there pounding laps, I'm like, Later. been there, done that, thanks. <laughs> I had fun. I did my three 15-minute motos. I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I get you. Uh, Hot Cam's bringing you Grant Langston on the uh, Pulp Mech Show. Call 702-586-7857. You want to talk to GL about, uh, about anything. Um, uh, he'll answer your question. Um, hey, GL, is there – so early on in the series, we're four races down, eight motos in. And I really, with with all well, due respect to um, Kenny Roxon's great season, and Savachi's won three out of four. But to me, right now, the 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 story is Alex Martin, who, if his bike hadn't blown up, might have won the overall this weekend. Did win the overall at Glen Helen. Um, he's led laps. He's gotten second a bunch. The story is this guy and his ability to step up. Have you ever seen? A rider in his fifth professional season, sixth professional season, all of a sudden break through and and start doing this because it's so rare. But do you anybody in Europe or anybody like is this? Does this um, happen? I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to think. I mean, the situation. I feel like I've I've we've been down this road before somewhere, and I, I can't put my finger on it at the moment. But I think what it is for for you know Alex is. One, I think he might have been a bit of a late bloomer. You know, he's just one of those guys, if you look at it, he just chips away. He, he almost reminds me of Dungey, but he was maybe always one step behind the Dungey, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think a few things have just kind of come together at the right time, right place. I mean, you know how it is in racing. You Sometimes you need a little bit of luck. You need some hard work. You just need to shake things up. And then, of course, when those things start mixing well together, the confidence comes and then, you know, it's a recipe for, for victory. Uh-huh. And I think a couple of things. I think, one, getting on factory Yamaha. And I think, two, for him even, he changed some things up. I think I think one of the – he told me that one of the, you know, biggest credits he can give is to changing up his program with Swanepoel. And, uh, you know, they work out the Rockwell training facility. And I think one of the good things is there's a whole group of them that train together. Passenger, mm-hmm. Webb. So when they go and doing motos and that – they're all watching each other. Yes, they might be friends, but they're all judging each other. They're all trying to compete with each other. You know, it's that friendly rivalry. So I think they're all pushing each other. And I think now that he's on that same team, you know, not, not a satellite team, and he's training with the same guys and doing the same thing, and he's kind of putting it together, I think he's realizing, hey, you know, I'm just as good as these guys. You know, if I got all the right, you know, if I got the right formula, I can mm-hmm. make it happen. And I think it's just that little bit of confidence. And, uh, man, he, he really impressed him. I mean, I... I, my heart kind of broke some of the weekend because um, I think anyone that knows the Martin brothers that they're they're, they're really hard not to like as as a yeah. family. Yeah. And uh, I, I was pretty heartbroken for him because he, you know, he's finally broken through. Now you're talking about him as 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 a legitimate title contender. I mean, we're talking about his brother. And, <laughs> I know. Um, it makes it exciting and fun. I mean, especially 
you know, for my job in the booth, when we're talking about, uh, you know, it's like, who do you think can win this weekend? Like now I feel like, you know, I could just say Martin because you know, <laughs> I've got, I've got pretty good odds, you know, I've just yeah. my odds now, but it's, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a little, uh, shocking, um, to see the same problem. Well, I shouldn't say the same problem because I don't know anything beyond, I don't know if you know anything, but it was just really surprising to see what appeared to be the same kind of problem. Um, but at round four, you know, round one, mm-hmm. if, if you had two bikes go out and motor one, motor two, you go, oh, they, you know, they got some niggling problems. But where did this come from? Like, what happened? It wasn't extremely hot. It wasn't Southwick where it's sand. Or, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious to know what happened now from a technical standpoint. And then, and then the second question, you know, as a mechanic, Mathis, is identify the problem so we can try and fix it. So it doesn't happen again. Yeah, yeah. We talked about it a little bit um, beginning of the show. I've got two people that tell me two different things. And honestly, Berludi and I, as former mechanics, are saying that neither one makes sense. Neither issue that neither... What um, did you hear? Uh, the wrong maps were put in. And um, also, uh, or water pump seal went, which... I was thinking you know, either water pump seal or just the water pump failure. Because I think they've had that in the past. I don't know, man. I don't just, it's like Berludi and I said, when do you see one water pump failure? Never mind two, you know, it's like really kind of yeah. weird. And the other guys went six motos, you know, Harrison Webb and Plessinger had six motos and everything was fine. So well, maybe, yeah. maybe when, when the one Martin brother had issues, they just figured it was only fair if they punished the other brother. Equally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it was bizarre for sure. Uh, no, Kenny, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm uh, making a yeah. joke out of something where it is, it's extremely bizarre. Uh, Kenny Roxon has been unbelievable. He should have, be undefeated to go in. We all knew Kenny would be good, but this has been a surprise. This has been pretty impressive. It's also been the Kenny that I think we kind of know that he can be. Um, I think he's fine. I think he's the same thing for him. Uh, sound like I'm probably repeating myself, but I think for him, he's put all the little things together. I think he's figured out what makes him gel for a whole season in motocross and supercross. Mm-hmm. That's something different from GPs. You know, your focus is really just motocross. Um, and I know that doesn't sound like it changes things much, but it really does when you look at the, the whole spectrum of things. So when he came over here, you know, okay, you do the West Coast and then, you know, you got six weeks off. You know, you could go to Germany on vacation if you wanted. Now all of a sudden you've got 30 races in, the, you know, in, in you know, well, 29 races in about mm-hmm. 32 weeks. <laughs> and then, of course, Monster Cup. Yeah. And between that, there's testing and everything. So I think he's figured out what works for him. I personally think that there were probably some niggling uh, growth issues at RCH that, you know, his dad alluded to in a little venting session. But, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I always believe where they smoke is fire. Yeah, um, there was some truth to some of that, for sure. Some yeah. some truth, yeah. And and some of it maybe deserved it and some of it maybe not. Right. Um, well, I think some of it wasn't, but... <clears throat> I think they've also been able to put all, get the personnel and everyone on the same page. Because, you know, sometimes it really has to come to where it gets ugly and everyone sits down and goes, what the hell do you want out of me? Or what do you expect? Or what's going to make you happy? And then everyone hashes it out and goes, all right, cool. All right, now we know where we stand. Mm-hmm. And they can move forward. To me, it looks like that's what's happened. I feel like the team seems pretty tight. Everyone looks pretty happy. They do, Even yeah. though the rumors are that he's going to Honda, which... Um, throws that one out the window but um i just think at the moment he's he's happy with the bike he's happy with the team um things are starting to click and of course 
you know how it is. A confident ride is very hard to beat. Have you when you when you when you rode KTM? You obviously you won a world championship with them. You come over here, uh, you win races for them. Probably should have won a national title had it not been for that wheel failure. Um, when you were leaving KTM in a situation like Roxon, did you? Were you injured, or did you ride out the season knowing they were letting you go, and you or or you were leaving? And how weird was that, or did it get weird? Um, in '04, actually, um, I was I'd had some issues uh, with carpal tunnel, actually, from from some broken hand, and okay. uh, and I think it was a few things. I just I, I wasn't really happy, and I felt like it, at that point it was almost like you know that old saying, like when a relationship's damaged goods. I just felt like. They weren't that happy with me overall, and I wasn't really happy. stoked on the whole situation right. and everything. <clears throat> and I just decided that, you know, I was going to get myself healthy first, and I I just decided I was leaving regardless. And um, I had a good conversation with Kurt Nickel, who was in charge of you know mm-hmm. motorsport worldwide, and I just said to him, you know, I just think it's best for both of us to just you know go in a different direction. I don't know. He was all bummed, and he thanked me for everything, and we, you know, had a decent conversation. And you know, at the time, I think Larry Brooks was under a lot of pressure there because I think you know he had made a lot of commitments and promises. Mm-hmm. And then you know, I don't think he and I were really getting along. And he was a team manager. When I say not getting along, we were just not agreeing on things. Yeah, makes sense. And uh, and I just said I'm out of here. And then honestly, the one of the main reasons I wanted to go to Mitch Payton was that I just felt like I could go there and win. And um, I was also riding for Thor, which, you know, Jeff Fox had a tight relationship. And he said, well, as one of my guys, I'd like to see you still on a team right. where I think you can do well. And, you know, it literally just was, I called Mitch and Jeff, me and Mitch had a conversation. And, and Mitch said, well, what do you want? Because I can't probably pay you what you want. I said, I yeah. want to win. And, you know, that was really how the conversation started. And and to ask if it was weird, I actually didn't finish the season, not not because I was had that screw you kind of attitude. It was mm-hmm. literally just because I was going through treatment and trying to do, it's kind of like acupuncture where they do these electric, they, they stick needles and they shoot electric shocks from yep. like your arm and your elbow down to your hand. And that, so I was doing that and I was getting, I was seeing progress and grip strength. So I didn't want to jeopardize. So they said, you know, don't ride yeah, yeah. as long as you can for right now. So it was definitely a little weird, you know, just to have that feeling like, Oh man, you know, I don't want to end on these kind of terms or feelings, but, it's racing. It's emotional sport. I mean, at the end of the day, now yeah. I'm very good friends with all, most of those guys. You know, some of them have come and gone. Um, I'm a KTM dealer. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. It, everything kind of does full circle sometimes. Well, I was just kind of wondering because of the Roxon situation. Like, he's out of there and, like, yeah. they're winning and so I everybody's mean, it's, happy, it's, but it's, it's, it's got to be a little bittersweet for for RCH dudes and, and Kenny's got to well, be a little exactly. bit. Exactly. You know? I would imagine that. I mean, a couple things. One is at this point, I mean, obviously, I know, Mathis, you're always in the gossip loop. So I'm, I'm guessing from what you're saying, it's pretty much a full-gone conclusion. He's going to Honda. <clears throat> um, but I, like you said, it's got to be bittersweet. But at mm-hmm. the same time, Ricky's been a, pro- a professional, and he signed with Honda um, before he even started the outdoors uh, while riding for Kawasaki. And I yeah. thought, man, dude, like, crushed it on a team <laughs> that he knew he was going to have. Literally, the d- next day, the yeah. next morning, he was riding a different color bike. Yeah, you know? yeah, you're right. Yeah, that Steel has to City. Be kind of strange. So he's been down that road before, and now Roxon's in that same boat. So I think they're going to treat it like professionals and go, "Hey, we're in this together." Ricky, obviously, I think is a team owner, and Kerry Hart wants to win a championship. Roxon wants to win a championship. 
Yeah. I mean, they're all going to be professionals and do their job. But, yeah, it's got to be a little weird because it's the kind of like the, the, the giant elephant in the room. You yeah, I know, no, exactly. And everyone's like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Or what are you going to do in the off season? Well, I'm going to go test my new Honda. <laughs> well, and, and Berluti was saying like when he worked for Damon Huffman, they knew Huffman was out of there, and it was it. Roger didn't have a lot to do with him because he was out of there, and Berlut was like, you know, I know you're leaving, and, and you know, and one of those weird things where you're like, hey, buddy, like, you know, just yeah, it's different. Yeah. And I've been yeah, there with some guys. You know, yeah. That that was the only weird situation for me. I guess was probably leaving KTM because right. even when when I left Mitch to go to Yamaha, you were stepping up, so yeah, it was fine. Yeah, and yeah. And, and Mitch told Keith McCarty I would hire the guy again if I could. Yeah, you know. Um, so it was, uh, Grant, it was a compliment. Grant Langston on the line here at Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing and Hot Cam's also bringing you Langston. Let's get to the phone calls here. Travis, welcome to the show. What's your question for GL? Hey, Steve, it's Travis from Southern Man. What's up, man? What's up, man? How are you? Thanks for calling. Hey, uh, I just had a question for uh, GL. Uh, I know you all do the uh, word of the day mm-hmm. with uh, Wygant. And I was wondering, is that something that GL knows ahead of time? Like, do you and uh, Wygant, like, does Wygant say, hey, uh, this is the word, I'm going to throw it in here? Or is it totally just, like, sprung on you, just like the rest of us, where it's just totally random? I think, yeah. Well, I, yeah, what I do you... that's a good question. You know what? I, I didn't even know about this word of the day <laughs> for a while. <laughs> Because I always thought, why do they keep sticking on the top of his computer screen <laughs> right before the show starts? Right. It was just random stuff. <clears throat> so after about a year and a half, I figured out what the heck was going on. So the first time I actually knew what the word of the day was, was at Washuga last year when it was crown molding. Crown molding, and, right. And, and then Mathis got pissed at me because I pulled the piss out of it. Oh, yeah. No, you blew- half a dozen times. So now I just I just don't even know. It's usually Weech, and I don't know how the guy does it, but every now and then it just it's in the back of his mind somehow, and he just drops it like it's hot right at the like. Mm-hmm. It couldn't be a perfect time. Like, how do you drop in three toed slots and, and not make it sound really <laughs> weird? Like he's a, he can do that. So I don't I don't really get that involved. To be honest, I'm so busy watching the race and yeah. like looking at lap times and what people are doing. I forget about all that stuff. Like literally once a motor finishes, I forget who the podium was because you're so busy thinking about the next thought. You don't have a t- time to digest what's going on, but he's really good at making sure he knows what to get in there. So he takes a lead role on that one. It was a uh, pick, pickled was onion, pickled onion, pickled yeah. onion this, this pickled week. Onion. Yeah. And right near the end of the show, he got it in. I still looked at him again more fist pump. Cause I was like, Oh, that was smooth. <laughs> this is good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, thanks. Thank you, Steven. Uh, thanks to you for uh, being a great sport. And thanks for uh, having me on guys. Thanks Travis. Appreciate it. All right. Yeah. Good one, bud. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny that way. Uh, hey, this weekend high point, it's a track you've raced a ton. Uh, and Berludi and I were talking like it, it was a man's track this weekend with the ruts, man. It, it, yeah. it was gnarly. Yeah, no, it definitely was. Um, I think the rain a little early in the week was a blessing in disguise for that type of track. And it was nice to see, like you said, a real man's track. Cause something that's kind of even made me a little concerned. And, and I think maybe just uh, watching a little more focus on GPs is, you know, sometimes I think with our tracks, with them bringing in some sand and then, ripping him and, and then even smoothing him between practice, they've almost become not really that gnarly, mm-hmm. generally speaking. Not what it kind of has been or 
in my opinion, should be. But on the weekend, I thought it was a nice combination, and um, it really kind of put a lot of the guys to the test, and I think it brought out uh, the best and the worst of you know a lot of guys. I mean, there were a lot of good riders making a lot of mistakes. Um, when I was you know watching practice, I yeah. still thought, whoa, you know. I was surprised there actually wasn't more crashing. I mean, I'm happy there wasn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it looked yeah, like yeah. it was going to be a bit of a bit of a mess. Um, but it dried out a little bit, I think, which helped. But it was good. You know, it was a uh, like you said, it was a, it was a man's track. It was a real races track. It, it had a lot of line options. I think it, you know, talented riders, uh, guys with creative line selection. Um, I mean, when you when, when you think about everything you need to go win, it makes sense why Rocks Rocks and one. It's a kind of GP style track. Mm-hmm. Marvin it's kind of technical. Marvin was yeah, good. Marvin did well. Purcell, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and if you go look at the first four rounds, and to me, what I think makes motocross motocross is you've got to have diversity. And you look at four rounds of racing; they've all been quite significantly different in four rounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, as far as yep. where they were, the elevation, you know, California, East Coast, you know, clay, sand, uh, kind of muddy, kind of dry. Uh, I think it's been good. And, um, um, the, the, uh, the, I was looking at the lap times today, GL, and for Plessinger, for Tomac, for, for, uh, for CP, I noticed, not so much Kenny and not so much Savachi for Alex, too. Like, there were swings of three to four seconds from lap to lap. Yeah, more like, than that. Like, they, yeah. found, they found something on the track that allowed them to go three to four seconds faster, and the very next lap, they couldn't replicate whatever they had done that yep. lap before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think one of, one, one of the, my keys to the moto, I think, at the beginning was consistency, and that was what I was, in my mind, alluding to mm-hmm. before the race started. When I was watching practice, I still thought, Throwing down one hot lap is doable for a lot of these guys. Yeah. For, you know, for 10 of them in each class almost. But to do it for 17 odd laps, you know, which is 30 plus two, it's tough. Mm-hmm. And I knew guys were going to make mistakes. I knew there were going to be elements and issues and starts and all that. But um, I think overall it's been, uh, generally speaking, kind of good racing. Obviously, besides Kenny making a little bit boring, I've, I've really enjoyed the 250s seeing. Uh, you know, it just reminds me of like a nice big street brawl. You know, everyone's just going for it, and uh, you yeah. just never know who's going to come out on top. Um, yeah, at the moment, it's been good. It's been exciting, except for Savachi and Roxon kind of winning a lot here. Everything else has been up in the air, though. Yeah, for sure, I think know? I think Roxon's probably going to you know continue in those ways, but. I mean, nothing against Savachi. I just think there's too much competition where mm-hmm. he's not going to have it his own way. You know, it's going to be a good outdoor series. I think Amart's coming back. Jamart's going to, you know, they're all going to have their days. Um, I'm just a little concerned a little bit for Jeremy Martin. I'm wondering, I almost got this feeling like he might be a little bit burnt out because he's been sick for a while, like under yeah. the weather. Yeah, he told, um, me to, he told me after the race, I'm finally feeling better. And I'm like... Jeez, like, okay, all right. Like, he yeah. hasn't been the same J-Mart. You're right. He hasn't been. So I'm wondering if, um, you know, maybe he didn't. Because I, I don't know the details, but I know him and Johnny O, you know, parted mm-hmm. ways. And, and and just knowing from, you know, what I hear about Johnny O, you know, he likes to, you know, really pound the, the mountain bike long rides. And, uh, you know, some guys have just flat out said that they can't can't physically do that. And I'm wondering if maybe it's not catching up. You've got to remember sometimes with youngsters like a Jeremy Martin, 
when you've got that youth on your side, you can get away a few years of just overtraining. Mm-hmm. But eventually, as you get older, you know, get that pendulum swing where uh, you're going to start hitting that burnout mode. Um, so I hope for his case, it's not. Um, maybe it literally is just a little, you know, because with these guys, you know, it, you can get sick. You know, the normal human being will stay home, skip work, mm-hmm. and uh, pound some medicine and watch TV for two days and then go back to work. For an athlete, half the time they're riding while they're sick. So a lot of times, they slowly get better, and they get on the airplane, they run themselves down, they race a national, and then mm-hmm. they almost back to square one the next week. So it could just literally be sometimes where it's a niggling type thing that's going to take a little time to get, really get a hundred percent over. But hopefully, he's right. uh, going to be healthy. One of the pet peeves of mine, GL, in this sport, covering it uh, for now for a number of years, is. Like I'm sick of talking about trainers and riders, and you know the trainer making uh, making the riders. Like this guy's doing this because of this trainer. Like, look, first of all, three quarters of the trainers aren't worth shit in our sport. They're not even qualified. Okay, <laughs> the other quarter of the guy. Well, that's actually true. Most of them are not qualified. No, 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 they're not. And, they actually don't have a qualification. And the rider has to do the work. He's the one on the bicycle or on the yeah. dirt bike or whatever. And if you are a rider that works hard and you can win without a trainer, you don't, you know, you know the big question is who's he training with? Who's he training with? Who's he training? That guy switched trainers. That guy quit that trainer. I heard this guy. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Like, I, it drives me nuts. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm with you. you know, I, I, okay, all right. <laughs> I, I, I believe I believe in you know everyone's different. Some guys need to have their asses kicked. Mm-hmm. Some guys are pretty self motivated. Some guys are looking for a little guidance. Some guys just want to know they're doing the right thing. Some guys need to be freaking babysat because they can't you know brush their teeth without help. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> everyone's got a different agenda, and I think it depends on the on the rider. But no, I agree with you. I think. It's gotten. It went from the point where no one had a trainer, and everyone used to brag about, "Yeah, bro, I went partying the night before the race." Podium. To it's gone the other way around, where it's like, you know, everyone's like, "Oh, what did you do last night?" Oh, well, I just was cutting up fruit and making protein shakes. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I think part of it too is it's just comes back to the whole mental side. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, I I think that. If I had someone that was self-motivated, and I said to them, listen, this is what I think you should do, and I gave them a basic you know, direction, and they actually really did it and really wanted it, and they had the talent, they're going to win. Um, yeah. It's not, it's, not, it's not rocket science. It's, it, 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 there is a formula. I think a lot of what it comes down to sometimes with riders and trainers, it's got to be more about can the personalities gel? Mm-hmm. Because a trainer has to sort of kind of be a bit of a dick at times, to the athlete when he's like, I'm tired. It's like, I don't care if you're tired. We're going to do this because I know the difference of when you're really, really tired and when you're just claiming you're tired. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. so that, that, that's where that motivation side comes into it. <laughs> but like you said, it comes down to who wants it. I mean, Dude. I get that feeling yeah. like right now, like I feel like Roxton's riding with a chip on his shoulder. Like right. he's got something to prove. Right. And I think that's a lot of what has brought him to the forefront and what is just really made him elevate his game. Like, and it comes back to what makes everyone... Something makes everyone tick. Just figure out what it is. Ride your dirt bike for a long time as fast as you can go. As much as possible. As much as possible. Boom, but I'm also, a trainer. Also, I'm a trainer. Also, you, know? Also, you know what? The other, other thing, too, is 
have someone point out your weaknesses. You know, as a rider, you start making mistakes, you reinforce them. I don't care if it's Tony or Mathis or myself or, you know, anyone that's been around the sport can watch and see a good guy even making mistakes. And it's, he's just got to be able to listen to advice. Trainers and no bike trainers and bike setup, GL. That's the key to this world. Doesn't matter how fast you are, if your bike doesn't set up and you don't have the right trainer, <laughs> you can't win. Hey like, GL, did your yeah. dad did your dad fire you up? You know, you mentioned about you yeah, mentioned he, that. Yeah, did, he did. Was your was your dad <laughs> one of those guys that pissed you off and made you go out there and kick yeah. some ass with a chip on your shoulder? Yeah, he was a dick. Yeah. There's only one way to put it. Oh, okay, <laughs> right on. <laughs> <laughs> um, he really just pissed. He would. He would. I would come in off the practice. I mean, Mathis. I think you can probably relate to some of the back of the day. Oh, one. I'd come in off the practice, and he would just straight up walk up to me. And there were times I think I was still like fastest, or maybe like a tenth off or something. And he walk up, and his first words out of his mouth is, "That was embarrassing." Holy <laughs> shit! Pathetic. You yeah, know? he I mean, was that's hard. How he started the conversation. He, he was hard on you what, for did, sure. What, what, was he? Uh, did, was he serious, or he just knew how to push your buttons? Well, I think it was a bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Because I know, I know. One time he got me so mad, I was fuming, and uh, we got into it. And then I, you know, went to the start line, stormed off. I'm like, I'll prove you. I'll, watch. I said, I'm going to win. He goes, he goes. If no one showed up to the start line, you still wouldn't win. <laughs> and, uh, oh my god! Out, and I won the moto. So of course I came and I'm like, she freaking told you. And then after the race, a couple of people were like, when you went to the start line, your father looked at us and goes, watch, he's going to win. He's so mad right now. Oh, that's so awesome. So he, kn- so he knew. At the fact that he played me. Right. Yeah, it's, I, I, it's just, I hear the same stuff when I go around to talk to these guys. And I'm just like, obviously, I'm not going to call them out. I'm not going to call them liars. I'm not going to say anything. But don't tell me bike setup and trainers. Talk, yeah. just, just fucking do it. Hey, you know it, what? You know? Bike setup. Yeah. Take take the bull by the horns and, and, and take some responsibility. You get a lot of say on how that bike's set up. I, Absolutely. I hate it when people tell me, oh, they don't, they, that team doesn't allow him to do what he wants. Yeah. I'm like, I've heard that too. Me, I've, yeah. I've, I've been on corporate teams and, and feel like I've been put in a box. The squeaky wheel gets the oil. If you, you want, if you're adamant on something getting changed, fixed, or adjusted, they will do it. They pay these guys a lot of money. They, they want to win. They, they want you to hand. win. Yes, they're not out to exactly. Yeah, they want you to win so they look good. You know, and, so and when it comes to bike right. setup, everyone has to take a lot of responsibility on themselves. And I think the problem is, it's like you said, Steve, with trainers and bike setup and all that. People, these guys now are overthinking that and forgetting just the basic, simple point. Think about what made Ricky Carmichael the man in the beginning. He rode his freaking dirt bike. He even had a little belly hanging out. And he still smoked everyone <laughs> in the late nineties. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. then and then once he became more of a man and realized, okay, I'm on the two fifty, I might have to adjust my program a little bit. I think Alden just helped him show him the other opportunities there was on being a all round athlete. Um mm-hmm. and I think, you know, even like someone like Gareth Swanepoel, um, I don't think what he does is he's not reinventing the wheel. He's just doing the right things consistently. All the guys are pushing each other, but they're having fun. They're motivated. They're having fun working hard. And I think that's the key to staying in the sport. You know, even like someone like Ryan Benji, um, he enjoys what he does. You know, some people say, oh, man, he just looks like he's so corporate. I'm like, he's a happy person. You know, he's dedicated to what he does. He loves what he does. His priority is not to go out 
and you know hook up with a ton, tons of chicks and party. You know, we all we all have priorities. Some are a little bit different. <laughs> Some of them are a little different. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, and and it, that's what I said. Everything uh, it, there's different things that make different guys tick. Mm-hmm. You know, like we get back to the trainer thing. Roxon and Baker did not work out. It's not a big freaking deal. No, and no. You know what? Yeah. Kenny is better off without Alden, and Alden's better off without Kenny. And I can see why those kind of personalities just wouldn't really work long term and, and the way it is. And I, there's nothing wrong with that. No. It's just yep. freaking life. You know? Some guys yeah. would tell you, I Ford's the best. No, Chevy. No, Dodge. It's like, yeah. Exactly. You know, they're all good. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 what do you want out of him? You know. Yeah, no, it drives me crazy a little bit, but that's the way it goes. Uh, GL, thank you. Always candid. Always a good interview. Uh, doing a great job this year as always. I've told you that. I think uh, I really enjoy uh, you, you and Wygan in the booth. I think you do a good job of calling it like it is and offering some opinion. Um, so, so great job thank on you. that. And uh, thanks for coming on tonight. Appreciate it, man. Absolutely, absolutely. And talking about training and riders and all that i'm actually uh working on a training dvd at the moment mm. when i say training i'm talking about you know more technique yeah technique writing what technique, i'd like yeah. to consider you know more updated up to you know like modern day four stroke outdoor riding you know for oh cool intermediates and up so um yeah, working on that this summer as well as obviously doing the outdoors. So uh, well, maybe one day we can have another chance at the end of outdoors and talk a little bit more about yeah when it when it drops yeah when it drops trainers up. and setup <laughs> yeah when it drops uh, everybody can help uh, you know ride a little better and and do some techniques. I know Ping did one a few years back and it, it, he got a really good reviews and people loved it. People really thought it helped well, him out a lot. So you know, I, ironically, I'm actually working with the same same guy oh, that perfect. Uh, Shot, shot and producer Donnie Bales. Donnie Bales. We're yeah. working on one right now. Yeah. Good. It's been been a while since he's done it. So, like he said, with Ping, it was pretty good. So, we're trying to just push the boundaries and just bring a little more in-depth and a little more behind-the-scenes type stuff. Yep. I agree. So, yeah, when it drops, come on the show. Please talk about it. Absolutely. Um, Sounds and, good. Uh, well, we, thanks, boys. Yeah, we'll see you soon, GL. Thank you, man. All right, guys. Have a good one. Right, see, see you, GL. Grant likes it, everybody. Uh, he's good in the booth. He's yeah, good. Yep, yeah. I enjoy it. Um all right, let's get to our gear alloy cold call here. See where Fro was uh, doing the uh, your, the yeah, GP. Yeah, Fro is he doing them all or just no, a couple? No, just a couple. I yeah. think it's just that one, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, gear alloy, proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha team, and, of course, a uh, longtime supporter of Jessica J.P. Patterson. Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, whatever you drive, there's a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different styles to choose from, designed and engineered in SoCal. Support the sport. Uh, support the people who support the sport, and sport sport is uh, Gear Alloy. They support sport. And uh, please, yeah, check them out. If you need wheels for your truck, uh, they got unique, aggressive off-road styles along with fashion forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts. GearAlloy.com. All right, let's get into our Gear Alloy. I figured we would call the Stank Dog. Yeah. Let's see what stank he's doing. Dog. Let's see what Stank Dog is doing. 20th one motor. That was amazing, huh? I interviewed him after the race, and that's what, that's what made me think about uh, giving him a I call. don't know him. Is he pretty cool? Yeah. yeah he's, he? he's Stank Dog, bro. Is he colorful? Oh, yeah. Okay. Stank, whatever you think of when you think of Stank Dog. Okay. He's a Stank Dog. Okay. Uh, coming up on the Gear Alley Cold Call. Let's see if he picks up. The 125, the two-stroke warrior. Hello. Stank Dog. Yo. This is Steve Mathis from the Pulp Mech Show. What's up, bro? Hey, what's going on, dude? Dude, you're live on the air. What's up, Stank Dog? Oh, dude, dude, what? driving down the highway right now. Yeah, what are you? Yeah, what are you doing right now? It's eleven. It's ten fifty-five. Uh, wherever you are. 
Actually, the mechanic, Eric's driving right now. We're pulling off the highway, hitting a red light. He's about to blow it. Brakes are going out in the van. <laughs> you know, we're, we're just, just cruising. Another day in the life of Stang Dog, going to Muddy Creek. Ah, Yeah, we're heading to south, uh, south of the border right now, do some moto in with the boys. Oh, cool. Right on. Good to hear. Yeah, I talked to you after the race. Congrats on 20th. That's probably one more point than I thought you'd get on, on the 125, to be honest. But you rode great, man. You, you picked off dudes. You, most, of the races this, this, most of the races this year, you started out the back and you picked dudes off. Yeah, yeah you know, like, the beginning of the races or beginning of the rounds, you know, I didn't have a good starting technique on that two stroke. I normally don't start on a two stroke. Right. So my whole technique with the starting was just hold the thing wide open and dump the clutch. <laughs> right. Well yeah, that that didn't work out too good. It kept bogging on me on the line. Well now I figured out the starts for high point and it helped me out, you know, being in twenty fifth place versus going mm-hmm. around the first corner in fortieth place. Yeah. And, you know, only having to pass five guys instead of 20 guys. Yeah, Tony Berluti in studio with me right now, the great uh, mechanic Tony Berluti. Uh, High Point is a good track for two strokes. We talked about that after, also after the race. Like Lakewood's elevation, Glen Helen's got the hills, Hangtown's fast. Uh, but High Point, you could rely on your skill a little bit to uh, to help you out, huh? What was that? I, I uh, oh, you could, up High quick. Point was a good track for you. Like You could rely on your skill a little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, it was, it was deep. It was uh, actually rough in practice. Uh, you had to take good line choices in practice. And, uh, you know, the motos was tough. It was hot. You know, mm-hmm. I think it only said it was like 80 degrees, but with the humidity, it, it, it had to have been close to 100 degrees. And, you know, definitely made for a, a man's track and a man's type of day for sure. Garrett Stanky on the uh, Gear Alloy Cold Call here on the Pulpomex Show, presented by BTOSports.com and uh, Fly Racing. Uh, Stank Dog is is on. Um, you uh, you must get a lot of people coming by your pits at all at every national, huh? Like just these guys that come out of the woodwork. They love two strokes, and you are their hero, bro. <laughs> Dude, I love it. Every single weekend, I'd say I love it. <laughs> at, at least fifty people come over and yeah. you know show me support, show me love. It's it's absolutely crazy. Well, you know my feelings on it. Like, I, I can't believe you're doing it. Because if you're good enough to get 20th on a 125, you might be able to break, you know, top 15, top 10. Stank dog on a 2 with the F. You, you know, I'd like to think I could. <laughs> no, I, I don't think I could. I know I could. Uh, you, you know, that that's the whole goal here is, you know, is to show everyone that you don't need the best equipment to go out there and score points. Mm-hmm. You don't need the best equipment to go out there and have fun. Like, that's what I'm doing. I'm having absolutely a blast, the most fun. I, I, I guarantee I'm having the most fun out of everyone except for the dude who wins every weekend. He's the <laughs> only one who has more fun than me. <laughs> I think that goes for your life, though, Stank Dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah there, there's, there's a few riders out there that keep up with me, though. Yeah. Um, and God, I would love to be in the brain of some of these dudes that you pass on the outside or whatever. They're just like, they're like, "Fuck, this guy on one twenty five just got me." Especially when you're in the <laughs> when you're in paint points paying position. Yeah, you know? yeah. You're like, I cannot believe this dude just uh, went around me. <laughs> oh, I I had a I had a pretty uh, sweet line around the uh, outside, like second corner after the whole first corner sweeper and then oh, the yeah, right yeah. hander. Yep. Before the wall, like, not even kidding you. I probably passed majority of the riders there just from going outside i was the only one going outside there and i passed two riders in one in one lap right there you uh you were before the, t- the tunnel jump you mean the right hand at the bottom 
or yep i would go outside and they'd all go inside over mm-hmm. the thing i just carry the speed all the way around the outside <laughs> don't, don't want to call anyone out but i think i passed jimmy albertson and josh osby too motorcycle superstar team just <laughs> round the outside hey you got 24th and second moto how close were you to uh 20th did you see him were they in uh, front of you you were you charging no, you know, I was I was charging the whole time. Um, you know, I kept seeing, I think I was like halfway, I was probably around 28th, and I just kept charging. Um, you know, like I, he showed me, Eric showed me two laps to go, and it was still 24th, and I was like, ah, you know, I'm going to tame her down a little bit. I don't see me getting four guys on the last two laps. <laughs> right, be gotcha. Tough, but but I, I was giving her all for sure, you know. Right I, got, I got the chills the last two laps. You know, body's getting ready to shut down. Oh, right. shit, yeah. Um. Hey, the arena cross program all set for next year? Are you still you doing that? You're, you're four stroke in it back on a on arena cross. Is that all set in stone, or what are you uh, doing? Um, you know, you know, I have nothing set in stone yet. Um, I never have anything set in stone. I'm <laughs> I'm a free bird. It is uh, it is June, you know, so but, it's early. Yeah, it, yeah, it is June. I'll, I'll probably find out what I'm riding probably December 25th, and the first race will be January 1st. <laughs> right, right. So, um, you know. I'd like to try Supercross again, but, you know, if I don't have a ride, I think I'd go to Arena Cross just for financial reasons. Yeah. Yeah, easier to do it. Uh, speaking of which, you're spending a ton of money uh, doing the Nationals, I'm sure. Uh, everybody helping you out, though? Everybody down with your program? Like, all your sponsors? It must be a big help for you. Uh, you know, actually, I'm kind of funding everything on my own right now. Um, I pay for the fuel in the van. I pay dog. for my mechanic. I pay him four hundred and sixty bucks every single week. Wait, four sixty? Four sixty? Like I pay him. He he couldn't get. It wasn't four fifty. It's four sixty. I like that. He grinded you for oh, ten. Four sixty. He's got to get that extra ten. <laughs> he grinded you for ten. I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, you know I pay for the entry fees. I had to pay for the license. I pay for the race fuel and the bike. Um, I actually had to buy one of the bikes. Oh, you did? Okay. Thousand dollar check for one of the bikes. Nice. Um, you know, so a, a lot of it, it is coming out of my own pocket. But again, you know, it's it's all for fun for me yeah. doing out this. You know, I, I, you know, making a name for myself is absolutely awesome. I basically race all winter for an arena cross to come out and spend every single dime I made <laughs> out here and do this. Wow, getting twentieth is good though, man. I, I'm impressed for sure. Uh, we got some people on the phone for you. Uh, they heard you on the show, so uh, Mike is first up. Mike, what's up? What's your question for uh, uh, Garrett's? Thank you. Hey guys, how you doing? How are you? What's up, Mike? Uh, just playing a little reflex. Um, my question was about uh, his bike. I was I noticed he was running a stock pipe, but he has a Bill's pipe sticker on it. I was just wondering what's up with that. <laughs> yeah, I was too, actually. Um, you know, yeah, uh, Brandon from Bill's normally hooks us up, but uh, I think they're having a little problem getting a bike in the shop and getting a pipe mocked up for my bike. Um, but, uh, I actually went over to, uh, Mitch a couple weekends ago and asked him, yo, man, I, I need a pipe. I need something, man. I need a little more horsepower. So, uh, he hooked me up and I should have a pipe sitting at, uh, south of the border for me this week. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. Yeah. I was wondering that too. Cause even, I think Bill's put you in some ads and stuff too, which was cool. Um, so it sucks that they couldn't get it, get it going for it, you know? Um, but yeah, yeah. A, an aftermarket pipe would help. No doubt. Oh yeah, for, for sure. You know, I mean, both both pipes are actually broken right now on the mounts, and oh. we uh, we've we've been hearing that's going to be the problem, and we've just been waiting for it to happen, and yeah. it finally happened. 
Uh, how's the how's the Husky guys with you? Do they come by? Do they ask you? Do they give you any tips for anything? I mean, because they do ride two strokes in Europe, so there's a there's an EMX class over there. Do they any any help from those dudes? Oh yeah, you know all those guys over there. You know, CeeLo, Anderson's mechanic, Mohead, Porcel's mechanic. Um, you know, everyone over there, Scuba. They're all great guys. Like, if I need anything, I go over there and ask them. You know, they're, cool. they're more than yeah. happy to help me out, parts wise, knowledge wise, anything. They're they're there to support me. Oh, good, good to hear. Uh, thanks, Mike. Thanks for your call. Yeah, no problem, guys. No, nope, no problem. Uh, next up on the phone, one of our co-hosts here, uh, Kenny Taco Bell. What's up, Bell? How are you? What up, buddy? What's Tank up? Talk, what's good? Dude, what up? Kenny Bell, you drinking Coors Light for me right now or what? <laughs> I'm a- I'm actually on a Pacifico uh, arm in the barbecue right now for old Victoria making her a little dinner. Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> uh, what's up, Taco Bell? What's happening? Oh, not much. It's just, uh, man, I was gone this weekend. So I was doing a show in uh, Havasu with Fitzpatrick. So I actually didn't get to watch the races live. I watched them when I got home. And Stank Dog just pulling it together. Like, did you think that you were going to get a point this year? Um, you know, I, I, I knew I, I was going to just because I got 21st last year. And the first moto at High Point, about eight minutes ago, Eric shows me eight minutes ago on the pit board. And then the next lap, he shows me 21st. And I'm thinking, oh, no, not again. <laughs> no, no. This is not again. <laughs> 21st again. Uh, it can't happen. So I just put my head down and literally just rode as hard as I could. And I honestly, I seen Martin's bike smoking, and I knew that was going to be 20th place. So I was hoping and praying. Poor guy. I, I want him to win. He's one of my favorite riders, but yeah. I also wanted his bike to break that much. <laughs> <laughs> can't blame you. Yeah. So what do you what do you think? How many how many points is it going to take to get a number? Do you think this year? You probably know how math is. Uh, it's been it's more and more than it ever is. It, it's uh, it's somewhere been I think about twelve or fourteen. So we still got our work cut out, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 tougher than it used to be. It used to be like four, five, six, seven, but uh, now with permanent numbers and yeah, all they that, count it's supercross now. Don't yeah, they? yeah. They no. count TVD supercross, which is ridiculous. Don't get me started yeah, on that. Don't get him started. Yeah, yeah. I'll start yelling and screaming. He did last time. <laughs> don't do it, dude. But what would it what would it be if if he got a number from purely outdoors on a 125? Even if we're in 99, like, come on. Well, know? first of all, Stank Dog needs to be 69. That needs to happen. <laughs> without, Absolutely. Without a that, doubt. That, we could make that happen. <laughs> I think the AMA should give it to you as a permanent number. That should be a permanent <laughs> number, Stank Dog, without a doubt. Like, like, just look. Hey, it's Stank Dog, 69 seems perfect. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. Right. Um, Man, no, I just, uh, I'm just out here on the barbecue. I was listening. I heard you call in there. I just figured I'd call in yeah. and just say, man, I'm uh you know, I'm always been one of your biggest fans, and uh, to see you get a point out there, that's that's pretty damn cool. We're pumped for you, yeah, man. I'm pumped. You picked up the gear. I like cold call, Kenny Taco Bell. Hey, uh, what's your um, uh, what's your podcast coming out, uh, Kenny? What's happening? You want to promote it a little bit? What's going on? Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't uh, don't panic, radio. Um, I've been grinding. I just went to X Games, did a ton of interviews there, and I'm pretty sure you know because I've called you a couple times for help and uh man i guess i thought everything was going to be a little easier than it is <laughs> well yeah <it> is. <laughs> and and there's no doubt about it that i am a dirt bike rider and a drinker so when i'm getting in front of the computer i don't uh i don't have a a producer it's it's 100 percent me so i've ran into a couple problems just trying to get it to go but i think i've got them and i'm going to be dropping this week 
um, all my X game stuff. And then we just got the studio built actually today and oh, just cool. going to start rallying off. We got a bunch of cool stuff going on with F, you know, FMX right now. Right on. And Madrid X or Madrid X fighters is coming up. So we're going to do one on that and just going to try to get one every two weeks. All right. Perfect, man. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Kenny. Right on. Thanks buddy. See ya. All right. Look at you, Stank Dog. People calling in for you. They love it. Um, Man, look at that. <laughs> Muddy Creek should be another good track for, I think, for 25 2 stroke. You know, I think it'll be another good one yep. um, for you. So, did you did you jump the leap last year? No, no. I had uh, the webos were too small. <laughs> it's a big one, dude. It is a big one. It's a big one. I mean, when LaRocco was doing it on 125, he was starting, you know, past the fence and doing it, you know, so... Can, yeah. you, can you imagine yeah. if you start airing? I mean, if they if they took that landing and shaved her down about ten feet, I might give her a go. But that thing doesn't look too friendly to case. If you jumped it, those fans would lose their minds. That'd be it. <laughs> well, you're talking Larocco's leap, yeah. right? Well, yeah. How about how about that pretty big leap that at uh, Glen Helen, Muddy, Cl- Muddy oh. Creek this week? Which one at Muddy Creek? That's a big one. I thought that's what you were talking about. Oh. Actually, no. Um, it's like a. Uphill triple thing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. that thing. Yeah. Did you, did you do that? Uh, oh, the the one that's like kind of the first uphill triple off the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, over that like way. That table to single thing. Yeah, I got that one. Oh, last. good. Uh, hey, someone in the chat room said, "Is there somewhere people can go to help you out with some expenses? Do you have a PayPal account or something?" Yeah, yeah, that'd be sweet. I got a PayPal account on there. Uh, just Jared Steinke on there. You can hit me up. Okay, well, yeah, but you need a, an email address. That's how PayPal's work. Thank God. Oh, shoot, man. See, I don't get donations very often. I know that. Uh, why, don't you, why don't you text it to me after we hang up, if you find it, and I'll, I'll, I'll put it out there. All right, cool. Thanks. I'll okay, well, hey, uh, thanks for picking up. It's 11 o'clock out there. Good luck at South of the Border. Good job this weekend getting the 20th, man. Seriously, um, you, you, know, you know I've talked about, you know, I've gone on about I, I don't think you should be racing this thing, but I, I get it. You're having fun, um, you know, so it's awesome. And if you need to get the Monster Cup again, we'll work on that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just, you know, hey, good job. There's no doubt about it. You rode well, and uh, you deserve to come on the Sweet, show. Sweet, awesome. So. Thank you, Steve, man. I have a great time every time I, you guys give me a chance to come on. It's uh, a blast, you know. Um, I can't thank everyone enough for listening in. Uh, all my friends, family, I'm sure my pops is on here listening. Uh, Patrick's back at home. You know, the main event moto podcast, they're listening in. Even your competition, they're in there on there even giving you views, man. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's all right. We're all, we're all podcast people, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah, man. Having fun. Cool. Thanks, Dank. Appreciate it. Uh, and we will see you uh, down the road at the races, man. All right. Thanks, Steve. See you at uh, Muddy Creek, man. No, nah, I won't be at Muddy Creek, but I'll see you the week after, Redbud. Oh, yeah, Redbud. We're going to get loose. <laughs> <laughs> no, Stank Dog. you got to race. You've got to race. And I'm going to immediately start a petition to get you permanent national number 69. Let, let's do that. And we're going to – let's start a uh, – let's get something going. Let's do a little uh, – Saturday night racing at Redbud on the Husky 125. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. Awesome, buddy. Thank you. All right, man. Take it easy. Good All luck, right. Stanky. Thanks. All right. Jared Stanky, picking up the Love gear LA. Hey, call. so, Steve. Yeah. Okay. You know, you always kind of bust my chops about. Mm-hmm. What? Stuart, okay? <clears throat> Stu. Stewie. You're, just, you're not a fan. No, okay, yeah. okay. So, but you are on show number 259 of the Pulp Mech Show. Yeah, well, that's uh, – thank you. Yes. Uh, you probably called me on just for that. I didn't, but it's really cool that, that it works so, out. So, okay, you take the current guys this year, right now, that are 
racing the four fifty or the two fifties. Yeah. Um, Wait, racing two fifties? Yeah. Yeah, racing two okay. fifties. Yep. They're they're out there now. The current crop. Okay. Mm-hmm. You take. Stewie, when he was smoking everybody's ass oh, on a 125. We were just talking about where, this. Where is he going to finish? We were just talking about this. Uh, who was We were arguing about this. Or somebody. This was, we were bench racing. Yeah. And JT was involved. Let's get JT on the line. Yeah, Cause, that'd cause, be great. Because this was in a direct, like, either a text argument oh, okay. or something that we were talking about. Okay. And, and yeah, Stu on a 125 versus the dudes now. Right now. Right. And uh, and that's a, that's a good point. Uh, let's get into that uh, when we come back uh, with JT. Let's get to uh, Charlie. What's up? Hey, Mathis. How, how you doing? Good. How are you, man? What's happening? Great. Um, yeah, I just had a quick question. Um, just off the top of your head, has uh, the Red Bull National always been a July 4th event? I think so, Berlou. As far as I know, it's always yeah. it, because of the date. It doesn't exactly land on the fourth, but it's, it's, that, it's that, that weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, July fourth weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think it has been yeah. that. Um, as long I, as I remember, in 1978, it was the first race, and Berluti was there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking, but yeah. I think it has been, man. Yeah. Oh, awesome, awesome. Yeah, actually, it's funny. I, I called in because um, I actually work at Map TV, and I, I write the I write a lot of the promos. Uh. So I'm trying to get this right. You know. Oh, I know. I know. You're not. God with us, but damn. Dude, Why, I, what's wrong, Berlut? What's God, wrong? I mean, I, I feel like I need my eyes adjusted or checked after watching Mav TV. Are you kidding me? Dude, hey, man, we're, we're an HD network, bro. So, you know, it we... don't look like it. Every, <laughs> well, you go you go talk to DirecTV about that. You know, everything we do is, is HD. And, well, what, what's uh, it, how come it's so different? Just answer. I mean, why? When I see the second motos, it's awesome. And then, but okay, you, you just, the second motos are NBC Sports. You don't have. NBC. I have Dish Network. What do you have, Brother? As your provider, uh, I got uh, the other one. D- Direct TV. Direct TV. Yeah. They they just don't have Mav TV in in. HD. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, but, my bad. But, but, I'm sorry. But the, but the analog signal is terrible. You're it's right. Terrible, it is terrible. Man. If you compare the the analog Mav TV to an analog normal channel, it's still terrible. It's worse than 20 years ago. I know. But it's not. It's not Charlie's I, fault. I didn't. I no. I'm not. I'm not busting his okay. ass. But I was. I thought. I really thought it was. So you're yeah. saying your dish is fine? No, my dish is analog. It sucks balls. Oh, it does. I watch them on the NBC uh, app because uh, I'm not watching it live. So oh, I watch okay. them t- on Sunday or Monday. So dish is as bad as Direct yeah, TV then. Yeah. Oh. It's not this guy's fault though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, hey, man. I try, dude. I try. Seriously. Okay. All so, right. But uh, everybody always gives a shit because. Uh, because uh, they they broadcast their stuff on SD, but it's it's not on us. So uh, it's not my it's um, not, I'm not the only one then. Yeah, it's it's yeah. oh up on the side of the thing. Trust us, it's, it, right. it bothers us as much too. Hey, one one more quick question. Why don't uh, you hey Why don't you talk to some powers that be at Mav TV and get the Pulpomex show on Mav TV? Hey there man, me and Air, me and Air Dog tried very very hard on that. I know, so, and I thought we were going to uh, Lambos. I thought we were going big. Yeah. <laughs> when when I was watching you on uh, the pre the pre race show, uh, I was telling Aaron that that could have been us. Dude, so. it could have been. It could have been with yeah. the orange gloves and everything. <laughs> it's okay. You got bigger fish to fry, anyway. So, but uh, just one more quick question: Who's who's cheaper, Weeds or, or or Phil Nicoletti? I don't know. We need to do that. We need to do something. We got to have that that shootout. We I talked to both of them. They want to do it. So. We got to work on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I definitely watched that. Obviously. I wanted yeah. what I want to do like a series of questions about how low they would go uh, on you know cheapness. So if you have some questions, email them to me and I'll use them. You know what I mean? Because I, I can use all the help I could get. So if you have like scenarios, cheap scenarios where I Ooh. where I could say, hey guys, what would you know? So 
I am actually a Ouija disciple, and I am pretty damn cheap myself. So, uh, <laughs> disciple. You know, I, I have some ideas for that. For yeah, sure. send me an email. Give it. Yep, send me an email. Cool. All right, buddy. Let me just give a shout-out to my buddy Ryan Garst, and I'll let you go. Thanks, right. guys. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Brandon, you there? Brandon. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, I just scrolling through Instagram here, and I just see uh, – I know you guys are talking about trainers and uh, uh, Alden Baker, and it looks like Trey Kennard is putting his house up for sale. I saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah, that. So yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. Well, you guys are getting ready to talk about uh, the question actually I had about the 125s back in the day, and how Stu would, uh, you know, stack up against the competition um, of nowadays. So, I just had another tech question. Uh, what would you do for a bike break-in for a two-stroke? For a, uh, we for talked a about this. We had a question last week on this. Nothing. I uh, just don't. Look, don't ride it in, like, freezing cold weather, and don't ride it in, like, deep uh-huh. sand. But other than that, Berluti, these things, they don't need to be ridden, like, for half an hour at a low RPM and turn it down. You know, like, I used to put brand-new motors together and watch my, my riders go out and just rev the shit out of them at a national. Yeah, as long as you got really good oil, you know, good, yeah. good, good, you know, Motul, something really good, I think. Yeah, I think it's fine. All right, well, All right. Thanks, thank bro. you for uh, thanks for taking the call, guys. Thanks, Brandon. Appreciate it. Uh JT, what's up, bud? How are you? What's happening? Flyracing.com. Fantastic. That's where you want to be. That's where it is. That's where it's at. And I'm kind of waiting for Travis to hit that drop, but didn't quite happen yet. Fly so. gear. Best out there, bro. Thank you. Thank you. There we go. Uh, JT from flyracing.com, of course. And, um, um, hey, JT, so Berluti just asked me the question. And someone in the chat room corrected me. It, we were talking about this with Billiman on the show. Oh, you were already. So, so this so was, you guys want to read? Well, go over it again. The, how would Stu do on a 125 right now? And remember, JT, this this was brought up. Yeah. Um, yep. And so we we talked about it a little bit. Not it, Stu now. Stu then on a 125. Not Stu now. Yeah. Not Stu now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Stu's not at his fighting weight on a 125 uh, right now. All right. All right. So um, sweet. I think he wins. I think I think JT said he wouldn't. I think uh, is that what you said, JT? Yeah. I... I personally don't think he would. Um, I just I think he would get a horrific start, uh, and then I just I don't know, man. The bikes are have evolved so much in the last ten years. Or you know, when he was killing everyone again, you know, he was racing against two VDFs that are nothing compared to the two VDFs now. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I just I yeah. think the yes. level and the bikes are significantly better than they were back then. What do you think, brother? Yeah, that's a tough one. I'm I'm kind of with JT a little bit, but there was motos that he killed those guys that that, that went because there was quite a few 250Fs out there. Oh yeah, and I mean, whoever I, I we got to thank or look at some results who might have got second, but some of those things he he'd win on that 125 by 30 seconds. Yeah, and then and then he raced Glenn Helen the last race on a on a 250F. Yeah, the new 250F. And and it was he over. smoked everybody. <laughs> yeah, it was over even worse, too. right? I guess I don't remember. Yeah, he he won Glenn Helen by right. like I mean a minute something. Both yeah. motos, like it was. Yeah, I just remember he smoked everybody. I don't remember really what it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, I think you know the the level is for sure. Like guys get better and better and better. And honestly, I think the level that we saw from Jeremy Martin last year, I think, would be really tough to beat. Right now, maybe he could win because I haven't seen anybody just be crazy dominant. Um, you know, like Alex Martin's pulling away at the beginning of the first moto. I, I maybe, you know, I think maybe Stu could beat that pace. But some of the races that Jeremy Martin was putting together last year, I don't know, man. You're you're talking about a bike that's 
probably eight to ten horsepower better than the 250s at that time. Um, man, I don't know. I think it's just tough to to beat that level of motorcycle. Forget about the talent. I think Stu's talent and ability would smoke anyone. Yeah, yeah. There's that's, no, there's that's no a lot of motorcycle to overcome. You're. I think we're all in agreement that Stu is talented, more talented than anybody uh, in that class right now. Hey, that so is prime. If He's we, the fastest small bike rider of all time by a long way. So if we ask Stu the question, what do you think we're going to get out of him? I don't know right now, man. He's got to he's got to have some confidence problems right now. No, I know, but no, so he, no I'm yo that. But I mean, is he gonna is he gonna reflect back to those days on that thing? And what do you think he's gonna say? He's gonna say, "Nah, they'd probably smoke me." I think if you took you know you took one of the two VDF, say Jeremy Martin, and you put him on a two VDF from 2004, and you put James on a 125 from 2004, he crushes Jeremy Martin. Um, yeah, but the bike, like you said, the bike is. Yeah. I just don't know how much better that bike is going to make, you know, Jeremy Martin now. I mean, the bikes have come so far in that time um, between a 2004 to a and a you know, 2016 yeah. to a That's a there's a huge difference in chassis and engine and everything. And that fuel injection and traction control and all these things. It's a really, really big difference, well, even in a stock production bike. I, I agree with you big time on the start. Probably he's going to suffer, but. Um... I don't know about the other. I think that guy's corner speed, he was amazing on that thing back then. Is he going to be able to move through the pack, though, against that many fast mo- two, uh, bikes? Four that's that's Stank- another thing he's got to work at, look Stank- at, too. Stank Dog just passed Jimmy Albertson and Osby <laughs> in the same turn, he told us. He just told yeah, that's us. relevant. I mean, that, that, should, that should translate. <laughs> um, by the way, speaking of Stank Dog, M0T0Kid726 at yahoo.com is his PayPal address if people want to step up and, uh, and support, um, support Stank Dog. Um, go on and, uh, and do that. Um, he, sent, he just texted to me. He picks up the gear alloy cold call. Stank Dog. So, Stu, Stu's got to be the fastest. 125 rider of all time, right? I, I've never seen anybody go that. Fast. No, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Stamp it, stamp it. I think. <laughs> and by the way, JT, I mean, pretty, pretty much, pretty significantly better than Carmichael. I think. I think Carmichael is the best 450 motocross rider I've ever of all time I've ever seen. Uh, but I would say Stu's the best 125 guy. This is um, better than Mark Barnett. That was, uh, man, that's a little bit before my time where I didn't. I <laughs> I'm just have, throwing it out there. I'm fucking with well, you. I know how dominant he was because of yeah. the stories. I just didn't get to witness it because I can't remember gotcha. those days. I watched it, but I just can't remember it. Um, like I can't do. So. This is Paul Bamek Show number 259, JT. Nice. Yeah. Nice. We need we need some stew back in our lives, I think. <laughs> yeah. Stew. Turn the corner. Um. All right, JT, how's things that fly? Everything good? Flyracing.com? Uh, yeah, man. It's. I think everybody in the gear industry is... Uh, Gearing up? Yeah, unquote. we're working. It, I mean, it's it's almost go time. So preparing things and, you know, all the gear is pretty much in stock now. It's just trying to get the dealers ready and get your reps trained up and all that stuff. So it's it's busy time for us. Good to hear. Uh all right, uh, and Davey uh, Vanderhagen, Vanderhagen is coming on later. DirtDreams.net, you're going to be on the line for that. Yeah, a little yeah. bit of a little bit of riding uh, talk about this thing he's launching to uh, to help people from all over the world really come over and and a little bit of like the the BTO VIP experience, but but he also is going to help you ride and take you on mountain biking and, and that kind of thing. So yeah, it's going to be a cool deal. I'm excited to talk about that. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, so let's do the X Brown goggle tear off segment uh, right now. Let's get that rolling. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. If 
15 second rapid fire Q&A. Rapid fire. Uh, xbrand.com, eksbrand.com, the choice of champions everywhere. The best goggle out there, hands down, guaranteed, stamp it. Uh, four layer foam, uh, great designs. The 2017 goggle is coming out and it is bitching. Uh, it's got a little screenshot of that. And uh, Brock Tickle, Freddie Norn, uh, Jessica Patterson won the WMX title with X-Brands. Uh, Matt Bichelio wears X-Brands. 10th uh, again this weekend for the Yosh guys. Crashed out of the second Baselia race. Baselia did really good overall. Well, no. Oh, Baselia, my bad. I was yeah. thinking Olenberg. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, uh, Berluti's old rider, Brock Tickle, also wearing yeah. uh, X-Brand. Yeah, so these are first moto ride. These are the X-Brand goggle tear-offs. Uh, you have 30 seconds to answer. They're submitted by Corey Moser, who I'm not really familiar with, but um, we'll let him do it for oh, a little while. Oh, boy. Here's Everybody can take as long as they want to, just to throw that out there. <laughs> All right, Travis, let's do it. Uh, on that note, we'll start with JT. Okay. Do you predict Reed will do better or worse than Alessi did when racing the GPs? Well, he's already raced one, so yeah, I'm not sure. If good Moser's job, Moser. That up on his timing. Uh oh. Uh, <laughs> but I would say, uh, I would say it's probably gone about the same. Like Mike didn't do all that well, and I think Chad is. You know, we kind of predicted that Chad would have a rough go of it over there, and and he knew. I think he knew that more than anyone. So, uh, yeah, it's one about the same. I think. Does his phone work over there? Can I text him? Yes. Uh, okay. Well, I have a. He has an Italian number. I'll give it to you. Oh, okay. I'll text it to you. All right. Next question, Steve. Would AC be better off on a 450 because of his size? Well, you would think so, but he's pulled two hole shots, one at elevation even. He's a big dude, though, but I think uh, 250 class is where he needs to be right now. He's got to race. He's got to get laps in, motos in. So, no. All right. Berluti, do you think Roxon? i got to decline this call real quick, sorry. Do you think Roxon will do better or worse on the Honda? I think he's not going to do better. He's killing it right now. But So I think that he'll do just fine. I think he'll win. What if he goes to Honda and next – brand new bike for the Honda guys. Uh, and then all we hear is Kenny for half a supercross going, oh, my setup, man, my setup. I'll be like, you had uh, a setup on a Suzuki. I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. All right. <laughs> but what I did saw, see that I thought was kind of weird was in the GPs I saw – uh, what's the French guy that rides the Honda, the factory Honda? Paulin? Yeah. Go, go Paulin? I think so. Yeah. He went down, and I didn't see no push button. He kicked the start, kick-started it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, okay. But I don't think the produ- production ones are not coming with kick-start. Yeah, or, that or sucks. Coming with electric start, sorry. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. yeah. All right, next question. JT, is Burner considered a man friend? And if not, what would his title be? Do we lose him? I think we lost him. I think oh, he, no. I think he's dead. Oh, JT? This interview is over. <laughs> he's done, bro. He hung up. Oh, fuck. He didn't like the question. <laughs> Get him back on there. We'll go to Thomas here on the line. Not Jason Thomas, but the Thomas. Thomas, what's up? Thanks for calling the Pulp and Mech Show. What's going on? Hey, the caller before me kind of glanced over my question, but I had a question about the picture Knard posted of his house for sale. Yeah, what, I saw that. He, so he's a 250 champion, and you guys have kind of touched in the past of how Alden will take a champion and make them better and make them a better champion. Do you think, if theoretically, if he does work him, work with him, do you think he can 
turn his kind of cold streak around and start winning races on the KTM? I just think, like we talked about earlier, too much is made of these trainers. You know what I mean? I just, yeah. I, you are what you are. But Alden has said that he has enough 450 guys with Marvin, Dunge, and Anderson, and he wants a 250 guy. So I don't see them working with, with Trey. You know, I, I know he's selling his house, and that's that's a little weird because that kind of means like he's moving or whatever. But I don't see Alden working with him. I, maybe, but not because they're they're enemies or nothing, but because of what Alden said. Yeah. So. Um, is JT back on the line? Uh, he is now. Yeah. Hey yep. JT, any word about Kennard staying with Fly for KTM? Uh, he has another Jonas deal, so he will oh, definitely okay. be. Okay. Okay. So yep. that's good then. Cool. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a good rest. Thank you. Of the hey, have a good one. Thanks for calling. Thanks for hanging up, JT. You hated that question. You just hung up. No, no. I was actually fuck. trying to answer it, and the I was fuck, yelling at JT. you guys. I could hear you asking me if I was gone. Damn. Um, no, Burner is. Uh, I don't think you could be a man friend if you're still like, you know, if you were at that level. He's at. He just. Uh, he's on the payroll, so he definitely works for Chad. Yeah, but that's a man friend. Um, that's a man friend. Eh, nah, it's more like training partner and riding partner than it is man friend. I mean, he's he's almost like a like yeah. a. Is that what Seth? He, he is, that, like, is that what Seth Rarick is? Uh, I don't know. Trains? I don't know oh. that. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, probably kind of the same thing. Like Who's it's that someone cat? that does all the work with you. Cooper Webb's guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. But I think it's important. I think uh, you know, I've had the conversations with Chad where he had this huge support crew around him, like myself and Timmy and Burner and all these people were riding and training with him every day because that was our job too. And then we've kind of all you know, gone our separate ways and he didn't have that <clears throat> for a bit, you know, and burners hurt or whatever. So I think it's important. You kind of lose your edge, not having a guy to practice with every day. And push okay. That's, that's and, over 30 uh, seconds. All right. That's, that's good. Okay. <laughs> Nobody cares, bro. Nobody cares. I don't care, Steve. X-Brand goggles, EKS brand. Quality Duckle. over quantity. Pulp 16 saves you money at xbrand.com. All right, let's go. Steve, you've always been there for Millsaps, but is his dominance a testament to how good he is or maybe how slow the riders in Canada are? No, I think it says something for how good he is. He went 1-1 again in Canada. He's won every moto, but but the one he got docked in for a jumping on a, on, a, on a flag. No, wait. He didn't win the opening moto. No, he didn't win the opening Yeah, he, got, he went 2-1, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think he's that good, man. I think I think he's – you know, I, I was talking to Forrest Butler, uh, at the owner of the BTO team, um, and I said, hey, zebras don't change their stripes. Like They just don't. And, and cheetahs don't change their spots. Zebras don't change their spikes. spots. Stripes. But I think uh, JT's gone again. Good, great job. But I, th- I told Forrest, I think Davey is a guy who's changed. I think he used to be like a little bit of a baby. That's a bad word to use. But a little bit not tough, you know, a little right, bit injury not prone, yeah. not fighting through injuries, sure. getting paid a lot of money, just kind of putting the time in, like putting the laps in and not really worrying about it. And I think he's had a kid and he's married. And he's getting near the end and he realizes I got to work. Sure. And I think he's working harder, and and, I, and combined with the talent that he's always had, I think you know, I think Davey's changed a little bit. Uh, well, and, I, and Forrest agreed with me. I, I think he's in an environment, though. I think he is mental a little bit, so he's in an environment that he knows he's with guys that are less talented than like the Nationals, the mm-hmm. AMA Nationals, and I think he rises to the occasion for that situation. That's my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I agree. JT, what's going on with your phone? What's happening? I don't know, bro. Um, but on Millsaps, I think. Uh I think he's. I think he really believes, and he's obviously right that he's he's the best guy up there. So I think he goes into each moto supremely confident that he's going to win. I, I mean, 
if you look at his results on paper, okay, maybe Michael Wesley could make a case. You know that he has the same credentials, but really nobody else is yeah. in the same ball ballpark. Mm-hmm. So I just think he goes to the line like, I'm a lot better than these people, so I should be winning every time. And that's the, kind of how he does it. And there's no doubt that Davey is massively talented as a rider. He's always amazing. has been. Yeah. Very always, natural. Yeah, always has been. Yeah. Always been an incredible rider. So but you look at every other person besides Alessi, you know, and I don't think Alessi's at the level he used to be. I think that's, you know, everyone can see that. Uh, no one else has been able to race world-class level like he has. I mean, he, he, he's gone out and raced, you know, the best of the best in the world and gone toe-to-toe with them. So I just don't think anybody else has, well, that, has that elite level ceiling that Davey does. All right. All right. All right. Next question. Berluti, how much money do you think factory teams like Geico or Star Yamaha are spending on their 250 race bikes? Oh, like, is that question like what the bike cost? Like, if it's a hundred thousand dollars, something yeah, like that. Yeah, probably. I'd say, in, I'd say the thing's worth probably seventy to eighty thousand dollars. All right. Next question. JT, uh, with Tony Alessi at home, who has the keys to Mike? <laughs> uh, I would say Danielle, probably. That's pretty much true for every. Married person, right? Yeah. Uh, Steve. Don't get married. <laughs> because this isn't a regional supercross, is it okay Zach brought his daughter up on the podium? Millsaps brought his kid onto the podium. Is that allowed in Canada? First of all, look, I don't have any kids, okay? Uh, for the record, I have no children. So maybe my, my thoughts are clouded on that. But when I see the NBA guys or the NFL guys bringing their kids up into press conferences... Now, that's a little different than a podium. I'm like, get your kid off the podium. You're there to provide quotes and tell the press who are working your story so they can write great things about you. They don't need a kid going into the mic. Like, nobody cares. Yeah, your daughter's cute. Get your kid off the press table. You're, you're, You're interfering with the media's job. We don't need to see your cute kid. But do you think the players care at all? About your side, because I, I guarantee you they don't. Well, but they need to be told by the NBA or the NFL, this is a professional work environment, no children here. Now, on the podium, okay, that's different. So it's kind of apples to oranges, because yeah, you know, I agree, I, I agree with that. But, I mean, I see what you're saying, yeah, I, because I don't you're like a press it. guy. Yeah, I don't know? get it. I don't, yeah. I don't like it, you know? And and, how, and then these kids are, like, grabbing the mic, and they're grabbing the, like, <laughs> like Like, beat it, bro. You know, we're, we're all just, you know. Yeah, hey, you, yeah, you got a cute kid. When right. I walked in this morning, or yeah. it's a little bit ago, right? Pookie whispered something in my ear. Oh yeah, what she, she said? She said you're pre- she's, she's pregnant. pregnant? Yeah, We're having a child. Well then, damn it, <laughs> let the kids up there. There you <laughs> Come go. Come up here. Let the kids up there. Um, and see now that I grab my mic, my thing is drooping. Oh no, the my drooping mi- my thing. Mic ar- my it's, mic it's, arm. I is, hate is a drooping, drooping thing. Huh? My mic arm is drooping. <laughs> oh jeez. Great radio. All right, now tighten that bottom one up, brother. There you go. All right, thanks, buddy. Um, so should have video. Okay, that. so the podium. <laughs> okay, sure, whatever. Yeah. All right, uh, Berluti, are you going to Washougal? Moser's buddy Buell needs to hop a ride to the airport again. If you aren't going to Washougal, how much to rent a Berluti? <laughs> well, I like Washougal. It's a great place. So, easy uh, flight. It's an easy flight. Easy flight. Yeah. Uh, I might. I might arrange it. 
I need someone to take my rental car from Washougal Track back to the airport. Uh, just FYI, I'm putting that out there. Okay. Where are you going? You helicoptering out of there? <laughs> I'm going. I'm, Whoa, I'm going Steve's to, big time. I'm going to Canada. I'm getting a ride back up to Canada. You're driving oh, to Canada. Here we go again talking about Canada. What? You're driving to Canada from Washougal? I'm getting a ride. Yeah. Is she I don't Why? Uh, I don't want to. Why are you doing this? Because I'm going to a concert, a Tragically Hip concert on Sunday. Tragically you Hip? That, that is tragic. <laughs> Lame. All right, next question. X-Brand Goggles of Choice of Champions ever. Brock Tickle, uh, Matt Bichelia, Fast Freddy Norn, just some of the guys wearing uh, X-Brand Goggles. X-Brand. Oh, Ben LeMay wears X-Brand, too. He had a good moto going. He was 12th until his motor let go with, like, two oh, laps to go. damn. Yeah, the Alaskan Assassin had a good good little moto going on. So, um, it's going to be sweet, though, because I'm going to be able to pick him at Muddy Creek. His handicap's <laughs> going to be really good. Hey, motherfucker, and I will not be able to. Um <laughs> Uh, all right, let's go right into the X, the uh, Pulp Mech Show, uh, btosports.com, tweet at Travis segment. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from btosports.com. Here's the tweet to Travis. BTOsports.com. Use the code PULP16 when you call for a discount. You can't enter it online, anybody. you got to call down there. Uh, BTOsports.com. Anything you need for your bike or body, they've got it. Please, the number one online source for uh, for everything you need, they've got it. Um, Brayton and Andrew Short and Benny Bloss, all on the BTO Sports KTM team, of course. And uh, they're doing well. Uh, Shorty had a nice race. Uh, and Brayton was uh, was okay this weekend on the track. I don't think he likes that much. Uh, but, yeah, call down there. Tell him you're with PULP. And uh, they'll give you a discount on uh, Fly Racing, on uh, on W Wheels, on X Brand Goggles, uh, lots of things that we that we have that they that support us that will support them. So these questions are submitted to at Show on Twitter for myself and JT and Berlut. All right, Travis, let's do it. Bobby Duran asks, uh, "Is AC is AC staying with Mitch next year? And where does Bogle go?" A- yes, on AC, and I don't know on Bogle. Nobody's, ever, nobody's really talked about Bogle. I see Bogle. Okay, he's not going to Cowie. I know they wanted that. You know what's funny, though? Like, So last year I wrote, like, hey, I talked to these team managers. Like, Justin Bogle's a Supercross champion last year coming into this year as rookie year. I'm talking to these managers, and I'm like, dude, you should hire Bogle. Like, he's awesome. Dude, he wants so much money. Like, I can't afford him. Like, his agent, Jimmy Button, wants way too much money. And I'm like, okay. So I wrote that, and it got everybody all mad at me. And I'm like, look. Of course it did. I didn't make that up. I, I, I'm not out to sabotage Bogle's career. I hear that from everybody. Okay, so whatever. They weren't happy. Smash cut to now. What's everybody telling me again? Bo, dude, Bogle wants a lot of money. Wants a lot of money. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm not making these people tell me this. You're just I, reporting the news, Steve. I think Bogle's a great rider. Yeah. Apparently, he wants a lot of money. And um, so. Maybe RCH? I see that because of the Who w- do they got? No, well, listen. Yeah. Bogle is Button's guy. That's a WMG oh, guy. there you go. Hart is WMG. I could very easily see that happening right there. Bogle stepping into RCH role. And I think Bogle's been riding pretty well. I don't know if, you, if yeah. people noticed. Yeah, absolutely. So, I go RCH. JT, I've heard BTO. What do you, what do you know? Uh, I don't think BTO because of the reasons that you've already said, but I want to make sure that you are the one making the claim. <laughs> no, 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 JT. No, no, I've heard it from, no, no, I'm making that all up. I'm out to sabotage him. The people are not telling me that. I'm just pulling that out of the air. 
Well, yeah, because you're deciding if he gets those rides. Or I know, I know. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> I, I said, hey, I tell these guys, hey, dude, I hear Bogle's going here. No, man, he wants too much money. Okay, I'm like, all right, all right. Yeah. So, JT, so you say no BTO, and what do you think? Is RCH a nice spot? Uh, I think so. It makes a lot of sense on paper, um, but that's. I mean, I haven't heard that other than just you take common sense and logic and yes. start connecting dots. Who yeah. needs to? Yeah, I, <laughs> I have not heard that from anybody. Also, but it does just make sense on paper and everything. So, yeah. yeah. All right, Kyle wants to know for Steve: uh, Is there a MX Media site or magazine you refuse to write for? Even, no, even if, if you have money, ask. I will write for you. I will whore myself out. If you pay me, I will you write. Slut. Um. <laughs> Even MXA. You can't write for Transworld, right? Oh, yeah, I can't write for Transworld. You're right. Like, I guess it says, the question was, would I not write for somebody, right? Yeah, you refuse to write for it. Well, I, yeah, I can't write for Transworld, even if they paid me a lot of money. That's Racer X's number one competitor. Yeah. Um, and MXA, I mean, if Jody called me, we could write about sprocket sizes or <laughs> or pro circuit, pro circuit hop-ups. Pro circuit hop-ups. Pro circuit hop-ups. That'd be interesting. Um, no, I mean, I don't think... I wrote for this one French jerk off like three years ago. It wasn't even a big website. And I was writing a couple weekly columns and he he emails me and said, You need to make them like like who's doing steroids and who's hooking up with whose chick and I'm like, I'm out. Later, bro. Oh, shit. <laughs> like seriously, he was like the guy was like, You need to make these more, you know, exciting and I'm like, Okay. TMZ. I'm like, I can't do it. I'm out. So I just quit. Yeah. It was like two hundred bucks a column, so I'll be all right. But lame. Uh, all right, Kyle also wants to know, Steve, uh, oh, I'm sorry, not Steve, Berluti, what year do you think an OEM made the biggest change to a bike? Wow. Oh, Steve and JT might know this too, I don't know. Well, that Honda aluminum frame thing was pretty big. Yeah, that, that that's a good one, yeah. 09 Honda, the 2010 Yamaha. Yeah, yeah, think about Yamaha, they took their bike that was carbureted. You know, aluminum frame looking like all the other bikes, and they went EFI and turned the fucking motor backwards. The airbox is now in the gas tank. Uh, yeah, big change. Yeah, the, the, you, you guys stumped me on that. I one, remember yeah. in 09, I was in a Kropovich doing a tour. I went to Slovenia and did a story on them. And the guy showed me, he's like, Do not tell anybody. Here is the 2010 Yamaha pipe. And it was just the, the curl. It was, you know, it was like tornado pipe, tornado yeah. header pipe, and I'm like, what? He's like, he's like, he's like backwards, backwards. Don't say nothing. But you know they got to get the length and they got to fit it into the airbox, and I'm just like, what? And it, you know, JT, have you ever seen one? They just they curl around like they. Yeah, yeah, it goes yeah. wrapped around the engine. Well, no, no, back then they didn't. The first year they didn't wrap around the engine. They were just all in the airbox, just over and over. Oh and no, I didn't see that. No, it looked like a. I think in the early eighties when early eighties when they went to water cooling and, and disc brakes, that yeah. was those were big Man, if big you think, years. And you think about the eighties, like almost every other year there's this big invention mm-hmm. of something. Bass. You know, and even like like look at the eighty eight RM two fifty. So the eighty seven sucked balls, right? The eighty eight was its own bike. They made moldings and, and everything for the eighty eight and they scrapped it in eighty nine. They went to right. another design. Yep, yep. They spent all this money for one year. And the 125 wasn't like that. You just don't see that anymore. The you would never see yeah. that. You would yeah. never see that. Oh, jeez. The 250, 88 RM250 was the only bike ever sort of made that way. Suzuki's had the same plastic since 08. Have they really? Yeah. Same uh, body style. Mm-hmm. Yep, same plastic. That's depressing. All right. Um, this guy's name was Underscore on Twitter. So oh, I like it. 
with respect to Eli Tomac's lackluster speed and ability to challenge Kenny and especially end of moto fading, is it not obvious to you that it has something to do with him now having a hot girlfriend that is occupying some of the attention previously paid to motocross and fitness? He used to live, eat, sleep, breathe moto. Now he's probably boinging his hottie, <laughs> staying up late, etc., instead of just focusing on his program. I feel like this is one of the 140 characters. <laughs> is this not likely to be part of the issue? <laughs> it was like a screenshot of a note pasted into Twitter. I just, I don't see. Yeah, Eli's, Eli has Instagram, this chick, a few times, JT. I don't a know few if you times, saw yeah. that, but. Um, is she hot? Yeah, yeah, dude, he's a millionaire rider. Of course she's hot. I was just curious. Yeah. Um, I don't no. have Instagram. No, you don't. No, shocking, yeah. shocking, <laughs> shocking of the night. Berluti, no Instagram. Uh, what do you think, JT? Is it, is it all the chick? No, I don't think. I don't think his dad would stand for that. Or you would hear, or his mom. You would have heard from Callie, or his mom, or his dad, or somebody would have caused a shitstorm about that if that was the, the real problem. Yeah, I, agree. I don't. I just don't see it. I think he's too driven. On top of that, too, that's just not his mo. Yeah. To be lazy or party or anything. Yeah. I don't know. Pussy changes you, though. You know that. Come on, dog. <laughs> <laughs> it can fuck you up. Wise words from that's Tony good, Berluti. That's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've seen more than a few riders. So <laughs> dozens. Riders, whatever. More, Business done people. More, gone down more to that than injury. Yeah. yeah. It's claimed more than, uh, than Epstein Barr. <laughs> um, all right. Tom, Tom Townsend wants to know, uh, Steve, were you angered when Amart threw his bike on the side of the hill and walked away? Well, clearly you don't pay attention to the show. I've been on the phone, bro. I'm okay. busy. We brought that up. No. Oh. It was two laps or three laps to go. It was a huge hill. Like, the guy can't push it up that hill. Yes, I'm, I don't get any wise ideas. Everyone try, should try to push their bikes back whenever they can. That was a big hill at the bottom there. You can't make that up at that, at that stage in the moto. Like, forget it. So, no. I, I want to be on record as saying if that was a rider you, you did not like, you would be causing a fuss. No, no, not true. Yep. Not true. That hill was huge, JT. I think, think he, he should have leaned it against a fence. Right. He could have le- leaned it against something. He could have waited for a mechanic to get there. You would have complained that he, he laid his bike down or threw it down or whatever. He laid it down. He didn't throw it I, down. I didn't see. I just saw the bike on the ground. But he, I wish he would have just leaned it against the fence. Okay. Maybe we'll, we'll call it a push. If there was a fence nearby, there probably was. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, all. Right. Yeah. That hill is too big, JT, to push up. Come on. No, I don't. I agree with you there. All right. I still like when Weston kicked his bike. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I did not like that. I did not. God, like he that. crashed hard this uh, week. I stand by that. Uh, I don't. I think you guys may have talked about this one too. Oh, okay. Oh, look at it. Been like, busy. Yeah. All right. Uh, We've R- had like four calls, bro. So I don't really know. <laughs> no, I've had more than that. Uh, with RCH not being rumored to any top riders, what are the chances RCH is not RCH next year anymore? Dude. Oh. The rumors about that team are all over the place, and I'm sure, JT, you can, you can vouch for some of this stuff. Like, okay, A, they lost, they lost Jimmy Jones. B, they're switching OEMs. C, they uh, are folding. Uh, B, or D, sorry. D, they're, you know, they're back better than ever with some rider. Like, it's all over the map for that team. It yeah. really is. Yeah. JT. I mean, they were, at one point, it was, everything was good to go, and they were paying J-Mart a million dollars and all this crazy stuff. And yeah. I've, I've heard everything that you just said. Oh, and the, also, too, uh, Stu's going there. That's also out there. <laughs> I did not hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Stu is going there. So, like, I actually, I, I should call Kyle Bentley, the team manager, and be like, dude, what is, like, what Why don't you call you- Kenny Watson? That's your boy. He uh, knows. I don't think Kenny knows. You don't think? No. Really? Do you? Call RC. I, I, so you you Call think, RC. 
So you're saying Kyle is he knows more about it than Kenny? I mean, I'm Kenny, asking Kenny's you. Kenny's kind of out of the racing end of things. Yeah, yeah. Really? Like, like he wouldn't know. He does got think. his new show. So. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll listen to this new show that's not okay. up and running yet okay. and that's, find out. That's a good point. So the rumors about the team are all over the map. Yeah. So I really don't know. Like, I don't know. I know that Jimmy Johns was very adamant about having a race winning level guy. I've heard that from sources I would trust. Well, that's gone though, right? Like, there's well, no. I, I don't know that that's 100. percent I know that was mandatory though. A guy that they, a winning level guy, or they're out. So I don't know if they're definitely out or what. But I know that was a stipulation. I mean, is there anybody that I'm missing that can win? I don't. know. I mean, if Button would tell you the Bogle can win. <laughs> uh, okay. No, I don't. I don't know. I I I don't have full information. I just that's, yeah, yeah. I've heard that from a good source. So. Dude, there, um, I mean, they could already have told them they're out. There's a, spot at, there's a spot at JGR. There's two spots at RCH. So a spot at BTO. So Canards for sure. Yeah. And so there's Went like, to factory KTM? There's four spots, yeah. There's four spots, and there's Dino, Brayton, Baggett, Bogle, Weimer, Pike. Tickle. I, tickle. I probably missed a guy in there. Yeah, but... Seven guys. Any of those guys... Winning riders? No. They're, they're all winners. Is it, is it debatable? They're, they're all winners. Is that debatable? They're or, all or would you say they're not? They're all winners, Rudy. Yeah. Blo- blows too. Blows is in there. He can okay. win too. Absolutely. <laughs> they're all winners. That's it for questions. No, that's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Oh, all right. There's more, I guess. God, hold on. There, I saw some good ones. Hold on. There's one about JT for JT that was good. Did I miss it? Yeah, hold on. Apparently. I'm fired. Where's Talon? Yeah, where's Talon? Oh, come on, you guys. <laughs> oh, you should see him over here. Yeah. Oh, here's a good one. Here's a good one. Screw you, Travis. Yeah, all right. Hey, JT, who was one private two who was your goal to always beat? Ryan Va- Clark, no matter what. What? Ryan Clark. Oh, it said Voss, question mark. Fuck you, no, it wasn't. It wasn't so much a goal, but if he beat me, I was instantly raging pissed. So it wasn't so much a goal. So um, a goal, a goal to beat would be like Nick. Nick was always just like one step yeah. better than me all the time, and there was nothing. I beat him a few times, like straight up, but I mean, ninety nine percent of the time he was better than me. And I, I mean, we were like best friends, but yeah. I was always like that was the guy I was always like trying to w- beat, and I just never I, could do it. I would agree with that. Yeah, you're always he was close, and yeah, it wasn't far. Matt Bonnie. Oh. JT, when I was on the back of Bonnie's bike, I wasn't even his mechanic, and you were trying to fucking run us over. Remember that story? Yeah, yeah I, I still want some. <laughs> Here's another good question that Travis didn't ask. All right, you ready? Uh, from Ryan, what is the most time-consuming part of your all y'all's jobs? Uh, tech Berluti, product manager JT, and journalist Steve. So, what's the most time-consuming part of your job, Berlut? Tech, my my new deal. I was just just mentioned. whatever. No, no, no. Just it, it, <clears throat> time consuming. Bikes. Yeah, uh, probably uh, that I don't really care about yeah. is, is ordering parts and, and and arranging and getting parts and yeah. having to go get parts. And, and where you? Yeah, who's going to order them from or what? Where yeah. you got to get them from and all yeah, that? Getting yeah, getting parts. Right, right. Okay, JT. Time consuming. Uh, traveling with rep. Travel with reps to see dealers by far. Okay, and me. Uh, typing, I guess. It, for my observations columns, like it comes out, it's four thousand words. Wow, that's 
four to five hours in, into that like call. old hockey videos like is that time consuming like watching <laughs> old hockey and like you know movie classics top gun rambo <laughs> those are on in the background those are for ambiance okay. ambiance um here's another question Jeez, trav just terrible neither of those two are showing up in my feed your mom's showing up in your feed <laughs> um Here's is is Pike is Weston has had some huge diggers. Is he pushing too hard because of his contract status? No. Okay. No, he crashes. He's always kind of crashed a lot. <laughs> is Roxon? I, I think he just tries hard. Like he just yeah, he not does. Scared to go for it. Yeah. Is Roxon to Honda a done deal? If not, do you think he wins the outdoors? He stays. People have got to stop with this. That's why I didn't ask that one because that one's been beat to the ground already. Yeah. Okay. Good job. Any chance? You're welcome. Any chance Davey fills in for Dungey in U.S. Nationals that don't conflict with Canada? No. J- JT. No. I would say no, except he's riding so well. Maybe. I don't know. Really? I don't know. I don't think so. If they brought him anywhere, so. he would come race for Forrest. He wouldn't. I don't think he would fill in for for Dungey. Do you think if Dungey wore a neck brace, he would have prevented his injury? Will he wear one when he comes back? Well, if he does, you should wear an Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com, the best one out there. Uh, what else? There's a lot of good ones here. Is Yamaha funding CR22's Euro trip? No, but Monster is. Monster is, yeah. Monster is. Um, headed home right now to ride my baby Berludi. Thanks again, bud. <laughs> Great uh, question. Awesome. Uh, I think a lot of people. Are hey, I have a question. That was a strong one, Travis. Why, why'd you overlook that one, Travis? That was good. I'm off my game tonight. <laughs> I, I have, I have one. Any Can truth to one? Chad Reed racing Gopher Dunes? <laughs> okay, now we've reached the limit. There's no way he even knows what Gopher Dunes is. He does he know what a Gopher is? I mean, huh. uh, hey, so does <laughs> yeah, does, it's called Burner. Does uh, <laughs> does Chad do better this week than he did last week in Italy? Uh, I think it goes maybe a little better because he's better in the sand. But something like 10, 11, oh, you know, something around 10. Wait, it ain't sand, is it? Hold on. This truck's, yeah, jump. This truck's got some jumps, doesn't it? Doesn't it jump-ish? Mantua is sandy. It's like not, not Lomo sand, but it's sandy. Wait, wait. I thought he was racing Italy this week. Yeah, it's Mantua. It's, it's kind of sandy, though. Oh, okay. I thought it was uh, that rough, that, that, the really hard-packed. Majoria. Yeah, no, Majoria. No, no. That's those nations. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. My bad. Uh, so yeah, I would say 10, little 10 better. or so, maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe 10th, 11th, something like that. Yeah. This guy said, what happened to Justin Hill? <laughs> I don't know. He's going to be on a milk carton soon. I don't think he's ever going to ride for TLD KTM ever again. That doesn't sound likely. No, no. What happened? I, Other I, than him being yeah, hurt Yeah, I, I think he's injured, and I think he's over the team, and I think the team's over him. God. Yeah. What the hell happened? Uh, <laughs> all right, everybody. That's been the uh, BTOsports.com Tweet at Travis segment. Pulp and Show always uh, hit us up and uh, and we'll uh, we'll answer what we can and uh, we thank those guys at BTOsports.com. You got to call down there though, call down there. It's really not that hard. It's easy. Call down there. Tell them the Pulp Max Show, Pulp Max. Mention Berludi. Mention me or JT, and they'll give you a bit of a deal. The guys at BTOsports.com, great guys, fantastic guys. Um, so JT, we were talking about the Martin Brothers DNF. Okay, me and Berludi, mm-hmm. two top level mechanics, two guys that have you know been in the trenches and just. Taking riders to the top over and over and over. <laughs> yeah, well, one of you anyway. Yep. So the word we got was the wrong map was put in the bikes. 
Another word we got was a water pump seal. Now, Berluti's saying, like, I, I don't see water pump seals ever going that much. Berluti's saying, no way can two go, you know, on in one day. And the mapping thing doesn't make any sense either because if the wrong map was put in, and, and, it, and maybe it was, mistakes happen. Everybody made them before. If the wrong mapping was put in and Amart's bike blew up in the first moto, why wouldn't you, you know, remap Jeremy's motor for the second moto? Like, why would you let that happen again? No one would do that. And so neither one makes sense for us top-level mechanics. We don't understand. Your thoughts? I, I have the same questions that you do. Um, obviously, my mechanical knowledge is is nowhere in the realm of what Berlis is, and, and maybe a little bit worse than yours, Steve, too. Um, <laughs> Jerk off. So I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't feel like I'm, Can we... I'm knowledgeable enough. I, I mean, I have the same questions and suspicions and just completely uh, just like, kind of how does that happen questions that you do i just don't i don't feel like i'm i'm smart enough or know enough about how that could happen um but having been around racing all my life it's it's very strange i'll give you that can you ask frank um i could but i don't know that he really paid attention or knows what i would be talking about or who the martin brothers are <laughs> come on um, frank he, frank no, golfing he's he probably golfing he would frank no, would, he, no. he watches yes, but exactly stop i don't know i mean it's it's very strange that to, what I thought, I'll be honest with you, before I had any information, um, what I thought is sometimes when these guys are building engines, and Berluti, please tell me if I'm an idiot or wrong or whatever, sometimes you get bad runs apart, and when they put these engines together, it can be uh, something was just a bad run of it, and then, you know, engines blow up. Um, I've seen it. That's kind of what happened with uh, the, the MotoGP bikes a few weeks ago. Um, oh, yeah. They come off the come off the line and and they're just not perfect and these things they they time out before way before they're supposed to so I don't know that was what I immediately thought and it's probably wrong. No, um, you, I mean that's a possibility. Yamaha did have a problem with the with the not the the seal itself but the um, the shaft the water pump shaft breaking. So I've been, it, I've been told that before. So, so if they good. if they possibly got some old counter sh- or, uh, water pump um, shafts, it's possible. NASCAR, too. JGR got a bad run of valve springs uh, one time. Or some NASCAR team did. And, yeah, they had yep. some issues. Um, yeah, it's strange, though, man. I don't – none of those reasons – and they come from people that, you know, that talk to the team or talk to the riders. Uh, none, and maybe that – maybe I'm not getting the right information back because I directly have not talked to the Star guys and I've directly not talked to the Martin guys. They won't talk to you or you just uh, didn't? I didn't. I was really hoping that you would have the information when I came here. I apologize. I was really excited to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> I really was. In, in 2001, Husky had a bad run of swing arms and I got 18 of them in a row. <laughs> <laughs> they had a bad run of motorcycles, bro. <laughs> um, yeah. By the and way. I also ran out of gas six motos in a row. So we had something bad gas tanks. Bad run. By the way, the Paul Mech Show Twitter poll on the JS7 question, 55% say he still wins. 25% say what? Two to five? Yeah, two to he five. He places two to five? Okay. All right, there you go. Um, all right, JT. That's good. That's hey, good we're going to take a commercial break, and we will yep. come back with Davey uh, from DirtDreams.net. Uh, we'll get you back on as well to talk about this ride that you're going to possibly do with them. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You're in. So okay, you're in. All right. Yeah, um, man. Oh, so you won't do Walton race, but you'll do this ride. Yeah, I don't, I don't really want to race. 
this is, this is a much different deal. Much different. Uh, all right, so we'll get you back after this commercial break here. And Tony Berluti, and we got the, still the Race Tech email segment, and uh, we have the voicemails, and we have the NFAB JGR check-in, the NFAB question of the day. Much more coming up on the show. Stick around. We'll be right back, and uh, we'll call you back, JT. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Hey, this is the voice of Supercross Guy, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now, where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Pulp MX Show. That's right. Hey, listen, I know a bunch of you people probably need suspension work. I would bet that a lot of you people need suspension work. Pookie, how's your suspension? Ah, definitely need some work. And from who? Racetech, Obvi. Obvi. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying the racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension for the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. 10% off Racetech parts and labor. Use pulp code PULPMX2015 when you order. And, uh... I guarantee you guys need some springs. You need some suspension work, your bushings, your seals. Vince Freeze uses Race Tech. Pookie, who else? Who's your favorite rider that uses Race Tech? Omaha Zone. Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. That's right, everybody. Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. They offer a full line of high performance springs, suspension parts, suspension revalves, of course, the world famous gold valves as well. Race Tech suspension. Check it out, bro. Gear Alloy Wheels. 
Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica J.P. Money Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to The Pulp Show. Listen, Chris Kiefer here in studio, and if there's anybody to talk to him about these new Michelin Starcross 5 tires that come in hard, medium, soft, and a sand version, it's him because he did the testing on them. Kiefer, uh, which, uh, talk about the testing. Which ones did you like? Well, when I tested them, I tested, uh, tested mostly with the mediums and the soft, and we went to all different types of tracks in Southern California. And the good part about it is that the medium um, terrain tire was good at every track we went to, even with some sand, hard pack. So there's a wide variety I could use with that medium tire. Yeah, let's face it. Most guys have the money only for one set of tires, one set of pattern tread. Right. Mediums are where they're going to go. Yeah, medium's a good choice, and especially if you've got uh, anywhere from soft all the way, even to really hard pack, it's pretty good. Michelin's been around a long time. They've done a lot of things for tires, uh, Kiefer, and uh, they managed to improve just about every part of the Starcross 5. One thing they're super proud of, though, in talking to the guys at Michelin, is that they shaved weight. It's uh, 10% compared to their, their previous tires, which uh, 10% when they're rolling mass tires is quite a bit. Yeah, too. you got to think about it's unsprung weight. So uh, when you're dealing with a lighter tire, which you know the new Starcross is, and I tested with previously with their previous version with the MH3, um, I got a little bit better acceleration and braking. And uh, that's not to mention their, their casing technology, but just the, the lightweight itself is a huge advantage on the track. So there you have it, Michelin Starcross 5, hard, medium, soft, and sand. New off-road and motocross tires now available wherever Michelin tires are sold. Check them out at MichelinMotorcycle.com. 
the leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts. Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cams performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cams wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. HOTCAMS. Unleash the power within. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition. All in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest-growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brakes. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Bichalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Do you own a KTM like Anderson? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. 
The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience. We'll process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercross Series and rock up Vortex Pro. Rocket. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the Paul BMX Show. So 
Welcome back, everybody. Paul Mech Show is presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. That is not Tony Berluti's song choice. That he he was very generous and uh, sacrificed his song choice so that my lovely wife Pookie could have her song. Yeah, it kind of sounds a little bit like Adam Levine. Duke Nation. I don't think so at all. Really? No. This? This is Chili Peppers. I hear you, but do you ever listen to Adam? Yeah, she is knows. Is there any resemblance at all? No. Tony Berluti brought to you by Vortex Racing. Vortex Racing. Email jake at vortexracing.com for a great killer discount on a chains, on sprockets. Chad Reed uses uh, Yo- uh, Vortex. Uh, Yoshimura Suzuki runs Vortex. Babbitt's Cowie sweeps Arena Cross using the Vortex products. Whether it's their V3 bar or their vast array of sprockets, uh, vortexracing.com has got you covered. And uh, they are made. their components are made from aerospace-grade billet aluminum to the tightest tolerances. Again, email Jake at VortexRacing.com. Tell him Pulpomex16, and uh, he will hook you up with a killer deal. And Vortex bringing you Tony Berluti on the uh, Pulpomex show tonight. Thank yep. you, Vortex. You having fun, Berluti? Thanks Absolutely. for coming by. I really appreciate it. Thank it's, you it's for awesome inviting to come me. Appreciate um, it. Yeah, it's good. We don't get you in here enough. We need to get you in here really? more. Really? Yeah. I need to up my game or something so I come in more. <laughs> Start making outrageous statements so that we'll bring there you back we go. in. You know like, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so you're like super pissed at the world or something. Uh, <laughs> BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, NFAP Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Hot Cams, Gear Alloy, Works Connection. Thanks to the guys at Works Connection for uh, sending me a bunch of real cool stuff um, for our new project bike. Uh, thanks to those What'd guys. What'd they send you? What'd Eric well, send you? He sent me a bunch of stuff that'll work on the project bike, and he sent me some uh, frame guards, old school frame guards oh, cool. for, for an older bike. I got to try to make them fit. Um, oh, so I haven't given away what well, I have for the project bike. Yeah, I know. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> Mission Starcross Five Atlas Neck Brace AtlasBrace.com. Uh, Martin Dowlos, Jason Anderson, just some of the guys depending on Atlas for a neck brace protection. FMF Racing. Uh, geez, uh, Berlu, you've used FMF over the years, and uh, they continue to support the show. That's awesome. So it's great to uh, to have those on. Right, number one selling muffler in the U.S. Huh? God, you probably right. I would think. I know they you used to a, work with them. I know they used to. Have, they have a three hundred dollars slip on that's uh, killer. It's titanium and everything. Uh, w Wheels USA. Davy Millsaps uses W up there in Canada. Nice. Uh, JGR guys use W down here. John Anderson, the folks at W. They're much more than wheels, too. People, please check them out. WUSA.com, and you can see all the things that the W has, and uh, they're great guys down there, and they're killing it. Guts Racing. You use Guts at uh, RCH. For the seats and seat uh, foams and no, everything else? No, they they switched the following year. Oh, my but, bad. Uh, that but, was, that but I'm familiar really with them. Nice segue, but, yeah. well, well, I'm sorry. My bad. But uh, I've used them personally, and I think the seat covers fit phenomenal. They do. KTMPartsExpress.com. Yeah. Roost Graphics. Two under. The best men's underwear out there. The number two UNDR. Use the code Pulpamex to uh, save yourself. All this information and more is, uh, is on... Um, uh, sponsor deals on their pulpamexshow.com. Uh, please check them out and support the guys who support us. Codes, we have codes available for everything and for most everything. And uh, we really, uh, uh, our sponsors are your sponsors in a way. And we appreciate it, man. Everybody's been pretty, pretty stoked on being involved with the show. We're 259 episodes in. Amazing. I love it. Hashtag Stu Nation. Stu Nation. Um, where, where's Renning Yellow? I don't know, bro. God, he, you yeah. know what? He got hurt. What? Yeah, he doing he, what? He was like he, riding a dirt bike. He oh, he, uh, he attached me on a I like tweet. that guy. I hope he's all right. He got hurt, bro. 
So he didn't snap a twig or something. Or no, what? I don't know. He's trying to do something on his YZ250. But he he attached me, but he made sure to thank Seven and everybody for their support for <laughs> okay. him. So uh, yeah. YZ250. Wait. Yeah. Uh, hey, people. Uh, dirt. Dirt, uh, DirtDreams.net uh, is a real cool thing. Check them out on the web. Uh, I'm going to crash their website today when I put out the link, I think. This is a, a project that's really about all the guests. Uh, it's not just a bike rental. They're, these guys are going to organize the week uh, for whatever the guests need. So if you are if you're, if you're come from another part of the world or, or anywhere in Canada or even in the U.S. and you want to come and you want to live the dream, whether it's a, a riding, racing day in the dirt, racing world vet, racing mammoth, going to a supercross or motocross uh, and getting VIP treatment at those things as well uh, say you want to ride during the week and uh, or you want to mountain bike up in moab uh the dirtdreams.net guys can make it happen uh for you and with that let's get our friend to a friend of our show he's the owner of dirt dreams davy vanderhey and what's up davy how are you hey steve thanks for having me i'm good yeah thanks for coming over bud appreciate it. you've sat in on the show before i think a couple times huh I have a while ago, back when I still lived in Belgium, and I just visited the U.S. for fun. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, hey, how much, I know your buddies with Stefan Everett, have you been talking to him much, or been, what do you think about sort of him getting BT and getting ownership of uh, Silva and Gabor's old team? Um, he's been pretty busy with that new endeavor that he's been doing. He had way more time back when he was uh, <laughs> training the young kids at KTM, I believe, so... Yeah. Um, I still talk to him from time to time, uh, but the distance makes it a little harder than it used to be. Yeah, BT has been good. He also got hurt. Not a surprise, huh? No, he's been he's been good, and and Kevin has been good. Um, I do believe uh, talking to them, and and um, I actually talk a lot to with Harry. Um, they had very high hopes, especially for Kevin before the season, and I think the. The injuries have thrown a little bit of a, a stick in the wheels. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, you t- is, are you talking about Harry Nolte? No, Harry Everts. Oh, Harry Everts. Okay, I was like, yeah. Yeah, Nolte's I was thinking there? the same thing. Yeah, I know Harry Everts is. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been uh, yeah, it's been interesting for over there. What do you think the chances are that Hurlings and Everts get together for teammates? <laughs> 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 Probably not good, huh? Uh, I think there's zero. Yeah, zero. I know. Not yeah, there's, there's, for people. I don't, don't think that's ever going to happen. Yeah, for people who don't know, they weren't fans of each other from the KTM days. I don't know. I don't know who hates who more. Everett hates Erlings or Erlings hates Everett. I don't know. Um, I, I don't think it's it's really hate. I just think they don't want to work together. It's it's just not working out. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, hey, Davey, uh, you're up uh, uh, north of us here, and uh, you've started this really cool thing, uh, that DirtDreams.net. We're really like, you, you know, you've been a BTO VIP with JT. Actually, let's bring JT in here. JT's on the line here now. And uh, you've been a BTO VIP with JT, kind of looking at that experience, looking at different packages. Um, this is geared your 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 services are geared more towards people from all over the world, but you can do it in the U.S. as well. But really, if if you're listening to the show and we have a ton of listeners from uh, Australia and Europe uh, and Canada, even um, you really want to just set people up with being a VIP and making whatever whatever they want to do, you want to help facilitate it, huh? Yeah, and and it started a little bit with I. I, I look for my way myself when I moved here. And even when I just visited, I, I, I was in love with the U.S. from the first time I visited it. And I, I found my way myself to be able to ride, make contacts, um, go and watch supercrosses and, and outdoors in different cities. And it just became to a place where I had I created some contacts and started blogging about it. And the possibilities over here are just limitless it's it's amazing what you can do especially coming from 
from a country like Belgium where, um, you know, you have Lommel, but that's one of the three tracks that we have in Belgium right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, and uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to give the possibility to other people to realize those same dreams or, or you know, check off those bucket list items um, and ride in the U.S., race in the U.S., whatever they want to do, um, we can make it happen. Yeah, it's kind of a cool deal, for sure. And, and people don't really, like, JT and I, and even Berlut, we live this, like Anaheim 1 and Vegas Supercross and the Monster Cup. Like, it's just like, well, well, whatever for us. But, like, for people all over the world, this is the hugest deal ever. You know what I mean? Like, you meet these fans who are like, man, I, I came here for Anaheim 1. This is my dream. And I get to see all the pits and the inside workings and everything else. And, and all of us three are like, eh, whatever. But it's a really cool deal. I think it's great. Really great. Supercross is just something completely different. I, I've been to so many GPs. Um, you could compare an outdoor national to it, although the racetracks are, of course, very different than what we're used to. Um, but once you go to a Supercross and you get to um, experience like, like Jason's program and, and be up close with, with the riders and see the show behind the scenes, it's, it's just something totally different. That I think that's the only way to, to actually see it. And as a fan... I feel like it's something you have to do. So for your pricing, you don't uh, you don't arrange the flight and accommodation for these people, but you'll work around whatever they want, and you basically go to dirtdreams.net forward slash dirtdreams uh, hyphen packages uh, and, and take a look at pricing and everything else. You'll work with people on it. Your first deal, though, Davey, is uh, involving JT, maybe Kiefer. we got to get him on board, uh, based around the Glen Helen USGP. Yeah, so we're trying to get the ball rolling right now. Um, and I wanted to reach out more than just Belgian customers. Um, I, I started a couple months ago advertising in Belgium. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I have a few groups coming this year. But for people in Belgium, it's not an easy endeavor to just say, oh, I'm going to a Supercross next week. They, they have to plan flights and you know make sure their wife lets them go. <laughs> um, so um, I also... Your show reaches out to many other nations than just Belgium. You, you talked about Australians, but also U.S. people are more than welcome to to join in mm-hmm. um, and have a you know a week with their buddies riding um, like if they were 18 years old again and just having fun on dirt bikes. Um, that that's what we're trying to achieve. And uh, and yeah, you'll you'll set them up during the week. You'll set them up with passes. And like I said, these guys. You can build a package around the race you want to do it, and, and you have fun during the week. You'll arrange everything for these guys, and uh, basically uh, Dirt Dreams will take care of everything uh, except for a flight and all that, right? Correct. And and the week around the GP in Glen Helen is, is a promotional week I, I was thinking about, and I talked to JT to see if, it, if he thought it was feasible in doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we're going to do is we um, will provide two tickets. We will sell two tickets. Um, where the guests will go to the GP in Glen Helen. Mm-hmm. Um, they will get the tickets to the GP. They will get the hotel accom- accommodation for the promotion. And after GP, we road trip back to Salt Lake, um, where during four days we will ride um, mountain bikes and dirt bikes, joined by JT as our as our special guest. Wow. Are you ready for this, JT? Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, um, so yeah, it's not racing, but it's riding with JT. No, no, it's yeah. going to be, yeah, we're going to go uh, <laughs> trail riding and motocross riding and mountain bike riding, and uh, it's going to be pretty awesome. I did something similar to this uh, in Brazil last mm-hmm. year. I don't know if you remember, Steve. Yeah, I do, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, man, I 
uh, it was so much fun. And for those of you who have never been to Utah, obviously people overseas have never been to Utah. Uh, some of the best, you know, off-road riding and mountain bike riding in the world. Um, I mean, it, bar none. So um, I just had to make sure I was going to work with my schedule and all that. And then kind of once I got that cleared, I was all in. I mean, I'm, I'm really, really excited about it. Just, uh, you know, the opportunity to go riding like that for mm-hmm. a few days and get away from work and ride places I've never ridden, man. It's, that's a kind of a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah, and I think again we take it for granted that people, but people listen to this all over the world, Europe and Australia, and Japan or wherever else that listen to this show, and we get the stats, and we literally have people all over the world. We have somebody from Pakistan. I mean, last time when we looked, as far as downloading the show, um, so people from all over the world are listening to this thing, and, and they can make sort of their package around whatever they want to do. And so, Dave, you could be busy around Anaheim and Vegas Supercross. I, I truly hope so. I mean, it's, it's, it's a way to combine what I like to do, what I'm passionate about, mm-hmm. uh, and, and being able to show it to other people. I mean, the, the, the possibilities over here are just limitless. You can, you can ride for hours and hours without even crossing a, a road. Um, and, 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 I mean, I know you've talked on the show about not being a fan of um, – off-road riding, we're all racers and at base. But when we go off-road riding, we, we build our own tracks um, as we did when we were basically when we were kids and having dreams. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, well, and and we have plenty of tracks on our uh, for for the pure motocrossers amongst us. We have plenty of motocross tracks on our on our off-road trails. That we combine uh, together. Berluti loves off-road riding. Berluti's all into yeah, it. Yeah, I enjoy it. Berluti will friggin' get on his bike and out here in Vegas and just ride in the desert and, and not worry about getting eaten by coyotes or drop-offs nope, or nope. or anything else. No water, anything. Yeah, mountain lines, mountain lines, anything. <laughs> um, for me, I like motocross tracks. I like a start and a finish, and uh, and then I'll try to circulate as fast as I can uh, without without dying of a heart attack. But anyways, no, it's really cool. And again, you can build your package around whatever race you want. And Davey, uh, you and and everybody at dirtdreams.net will um, kind of help you out and ask you questions and build something for you. Build whatever you need. Yeah, and even if, if people just have questions about um, where do I go, what do I, you know, what is fun to do, and, and they don't have time to come over here, I'll be happy to help them. I've, I've, I've lived it many, many times uh, mm-hmm. traveling over, um, and I have some, some great places to go or great tips to visit when they come to the U.S., JT, it's uh, it's kind of like your VIP program too. Where if you're at the races, Davey's going to be able to hook you up and uh, and take you around the races and and get you sort of the inner workings of, of what's going on in the races. Yeah, and, and Davey and I have been talking a little bit about how to kind of incorporate the two, and that would be the dream scenario for me is to you know have them come to a race, uh, be a part of my VIP program, and obviously you know Davey would be there as well. Um, and then after the race, they get to go experience, you know, motocross and off-road riding, you know, wherever that event happens to be somewhere in America. And I think it's, you know, combining, you know, his program and my program would be really the ultimate worldwide experience. I just don't think there's anything else that could possibly top those two things, uh, you know, in in a seven day span. Yeah. It'd be pretty cool. I agree. Be sweet. If you're from another country and you get to experience that. Again, well, yeah, I mean, I, or even from the U.S., think, yeah. Yeah, or even from the U.S., yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, if you're looking at the level of experience that, you know, our program provides, there's just nothing else out there like it um, behind the scenes-wise. And then to do the, the type of riding and the experience, basically you fly in and have every 
aspect of your riding trip ready for you, you know, a bike and everything's just dialed in and, and you have all these tracks and, and courses laid out and um, all these things are dialed in for you. I mean, what, you know, what else is there motocross wise on the mm-hmm. planet that can compare to that? I just, I don't think there is anything. Davey, when we tweeted out your, your website today and then I got a couple of tweets that said the site wasn't working and I think we might've crashed it for you. Got to up your server. <laughs> Well, it's the first time it's it's hitting that heavy of a load, I guess. But uh, <laughs> I've been keeping an eye on it all day, and it it looked good. So um, okay, all right, maybe yeah. I'll I'll look at it together with Travis. It was yeah yeah. Travis will help you out. No, actually, he won't. He doesn't even know what questions to read for the <laughs> for the BTOSports.com tweet at Travis segment. He's not even good at that. F you, dude. Um. Well, cool, man. Yeah, hey, thanks for thanks for coming on, Davey. Appreciate it. We'll get you back on to promote it again uh, closer to the USGP. The first one, though, people, Glen Helen USGP VIP package with Jason Thomas riding as well, uh, uh, off-road and, uh, and mountain biking up in Moab, some of the best riding out there, as well as combined with a world-class uh, motocross event. That uh, Davey, will you be around Stefan the whole time, or will you pay attention to these people? I, I will pay attention to these people, and I'll... I'll... <laughs> Have them meet Stefan if he if he's uh, you know depending on on what the results are he might be hiding a little bit but um, I'll, well, I'll try my best to make sure they they can go and say hi because if I was doing this thing and like Ferry was around it'd be over I wouldn't be able to focus on all my well yeah VIPs. you know Steph, it's safe to say Stefan is my Ferry so. Um, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, I should be able to make that happen. But there's there's some other guys that um, that are very interesting in their world. I mean, one of the most funny guys in, in the whole GP scene is Marnik Burvuts. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've had yeah. many uh, interactions with him. But I've never spoken to him, no. No, they're Belgium. Yeah, he's Belgian, right? Yeah, yeah, he's one of the most funny guys I've ever spoken with. That dude, I watched a, an old US GP at Dilla, and he straight up, had the win, beating all the Americans, Stanton and everybody, until the last half of a lap, and he cr- he fell over at the bottom of Screw You. Yeah? Yeah, he was winning. Winning, bro. I don't remember that. Gone. Kudrowski, Stanton. Bravotes, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Bravotes, everybody. He passed, uh, he passed, who was it? Rob Herring? Somebody the last lap um, of, a, of a Motocross of Nations, too. Um, he passed the guy, though, to win the moto. Yeah. I was just watching it the other day. Yeah. Maybe maybe Switzerland. I, I don't remember where it was, but the last lap he made a pass was yeah, one of those, incredible. Well, we should talk to him about that. Davey. He was good. Yeah. He just yeah. wasn't good consistently all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he had a little bit of bad luck also that one season when he was leading with that much and then got hurt. Yeah, um, that's bad luck. Probably one of the more underrated guys in Belgian motocross, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. What about Edwin Evertsen? He's Belgium, wasn't he? No, no, he was. Uh, he was Dutch. Oh, he's Dutch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, thanks, yeah. Belgium. All right. Well, hey, Davey. Yeah, thank you again. Uh, like I said, we'll check on. We'll check with you and JT as we get up and uh, get closer to it. But uh, DirtDreams.net is the place to go. And uh, for people all over the world, including the U.S., that want to build a package around a race, you and your buddies say you want to go to, you know, Day in the Dirt. The World Vets is really popular, of course. Uh, Mammoth. Um, any of the Supercrosses, any of the Nationals, and uh, and Davey, who's got experience on both sides of the ocean, you know, DirtDreams.net can can set it up for you. So thanks, yeah, man. Yeah, or even even one of my favorite events that there are are the work series. Those are pretty cool for because you get you get so much more riding for you know your entry fee. Um, no one's going to work series. Bullshit. That's, I agree. It's no, a good. No, no. I just did one. No one's going to work series. Dude. Yes. <laughs> I did one in Vegas. You did? Oh. They, did well, they got uh, one out at State Line out by Prim. You did it, Prelude? No, I did, I did the one up in Mesquite. Oh, you did? Okay. You've been? Have you been to that one? 
To no, Mesquite? I wasn't the one in the South Point Casino. Oh, but yeah, that was... the tree arena, so it was really cool. Yeah, but that's like arena cross. That's not really like a out. You know, you know what I mean. I, I that was kind of like an anomaly. I, I oh yeah, absolutely. The the, yeah. the the cool thing about it to me is just the amount of organization that you saw there. It's good. Something I had never seen as an amateur. You know, usually amateur racing in Belgium is just a field from a farmer, and you just <laughs> ride in circles. Well, so that's the only one you went to. Was that one? Um, yeah, we've uh, we've had a, a baby here a couple three months ago, oh, gotcha. so I've been kind of busy with that. I understand. And yeah, that'll do it for you. Make sure you take it up on the podium, Davey, whenever you, yeah, whenever you get up summer. <laughs> yeah, put it on the podium. Uh, thanks, buddy. I will think about that. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll keep up to date, and uh, we'll tweet out a link and hopefully help you out a little bit. Yeah, if anybody Thank has you very much. too, I, I know I'm uh, a little bit easier to get a hold of um, yeah. on Twitter or whatever. I can answer questions and direct you to the right place too. So awesome. Feel free to reach out. Great. Cool guys. Thank you, man. Thanks. Uh, thanks Davey. JT stay on the line. We've got a question for you, but uh, thanks Davey. Thanks Steve. Thanks. JT. All right. right. See you buddy. Bye guys. All right. Dirtdreams.net, everybody. Uh, JT, before we let you go, Skippy called in. Skippy. Skippy. What's up? And what's your question for Jason Thomas? What's going on guys? How are y'all? Good. What's happening? What's happening? Not much. Hey, uh, the past couple of years, basically since the 08, um, yeah, economy dropping you know local races has dropped tremendously and also uh i i think there's a little uh correspondence with between that and uh you know you always complaining about riders steve you always complain about uh, riders being picked up way too early as amateurs our local uh races have been pretty low do you jt have any recommendations to uh local race promoters to you know, get new people out there or to get the racing trees up or strippers. What do y'all recommend on that? Strippers. Strippers, yeah, of course, strippers and yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, but you know, I'm just a saying. local nightclub at the racetrack <laughs> would be good. Yeah, no, I got a buddy named Jason Fernetti can be the organizational end of things. <laughs> um, Keeper, Keeper, yeah, Rink, exactly. Uh, it's a great question, and why can't talked about this with JT and I one time on a pod? I think. And local racing, these guys, no one races anymore. They live in these camps, and they race five times a year at the amateur, you know, Oak Hill and Loretta's and, and, and World Minis and everything else. And no one just goes locally and races anymore. It's really weird. But anyways, JT, what do you think? Uh, you know, we've done – we're really active. And when I say we, I mean uh, fly racing. Uh, we have contingency programs, and we have these fly buck programs that work with the dealers uh, to try to encourage people to get out and race and kind of give back. Uh, and also incorporate dealers into what we're doing. Um, having said that, you know, with all these promoters we're involved in, we get uh, information back on entries and, and how many classes and, and uh, basically unique entries, which means per rider. And what we've seen is that the off-road scene, uh, whether it's GNCC or uh, whatever the discipline is, that side has exploded compared to motocross. And, you know, I have a couple of reasons that I think why. Um, it's impossible to, you know, just absolutely know why. Uh, but I think it's just a riding time. If you look at these off-road races, you show up, you know, if like it's a hair scramble, like uh, FTR is a big series in Florida. Uh, if you show up and your race is scheduled to go off at 10, so maybe you show up at 8, 8 a.m., your race goes off at 10, you ride for two hours, you know, that's so much riding time. And then you're done by 12 and you go home and you're home by one o'clock or whatever, however far you drove. 
where a local motocross race, you get there at 7 a.m. to sign up. You ride four laps of practice at 8.30. Uh, you race your first moto at maybe 10 or 11, and then you race your second moto at, like, 4 p.m., and then you drive home and you're, you go home at dark, you know, and it's it's just a really long day, and the riding time is not as long as, a, as an off-road race. And yeah. I've asked and asked and asked, and it just comes down to people getting the most for their money. They just feel like they're getting more riding time and more for their money. Right. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, four yeah, lap, from, four from lap motos, and yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we, seen... we got a new series. Excuse me. Go ahead. Oh no, I was no, I was just agreeing with. Quickly, the only Go ahead. thing I can see to do that is trying to combine classes and give people longer motos to give them more for their money. You know, that's bang for your buck. Is is you know is is old and added as it comes, yeah. but that's what I really see is just giving people more laps and more riding time during the day. And I don't know the answer to how to accomplish that, but I, I think yeah. that's the main problem. I, I kind of see what you're saying, and I agree with you. And if if we could do something in moto where, you like you said, if you could do your class at a certain time and you can get out of there, many, that's, that's my biggest thing. Too is, many moto promoters are greedy. They want to get as many exactly. classes, as many entries, Cut your laps. You're there. I hear from my buddies that race up in Canada. They're there for 10 hours, and they ride two four-lap motos, and right. they're sitting in a lawn chair all day. And so yeah. there's been smaller series that are getting gaining ground because they offer more yeah, bang I, for I the buck. I had bug. buddies that would go. Uh, they didn't That's care. We they started. weren't there to like, get a trophy or anything, but they would go to a motocross race. They would sign up, ride practice, race their first moto, and then go home. And they would you know, watch football or hang out the rest of the day by the pool. But they would not wait around for their second moto just because it took too long. They wouldn't do it. Yeah. You know? So I think that's an underlying problem and, and why we're seeing the off-road side exploding a bit more. What do you think, Skippy? Man, I uh, I grew up in, uh, you know, basically 93 was my first race back at Swan. And we always had races where it was a family weekend. It was a family setup. Like, you prepare on Wednesday to leave Friday after school, and you spend the weekend together, and we'll – People don't have that time anymore. Um, you know, luckily, uh, the three major tracks here in Houston uh, kind of made a series where it's literally 12 classes, eight laps of pop. You get a lot of time in. You get four laps of practice, eight lap races. Everybody's basically, you know, dragging their tongues in the sprockets by lap four, but you still get your time. Yep. And it's been good, and it's worked out, and there's good local appearances. And, I mean, the dealers, uh, you know, feel it the uh you know uh we have probably the best western power sports rep on on the face of this earth right now and uh we're chris, lucky that he's always there chris cooks he just and, took uh, his shirt off chris cooks he just took his shirt off saying, i got a good fly rep i'm just saying is, your rep, fly, is it mike or todd todd for sure mike's good todd, though yeah. mike mike was fresh i was already out of the game whenever mike jumped in but uh okay. todd todd's the man todd is the man that guy goes hard he's the reason why i wear fly no questions asked that's the only reason and yeah, um, we got a, we got a we got a good support from uh, you know Fly and Three Palms uh, you know or Bell Ray however they want to say it and uh, the new yep. track Freedom everybody's involved but we got a, it's like twelve maybe thirteen classes and everybody gets you know I think the shortest class is six laps and like I said we're all hanging our tongues out but I think it's a good system twelve laps keep it simple you know kiss right keep it simple stupid right yep. and uh, I think it's a good system and I think it's a good way to you know, let these you know kids know that you know you might be fast on a local race, but you're only fast for four laps. Well, let's see how fast you are at eight laps, and then mm. you'll realize how much you suck. And they go out to bigger races, and 
you know, we're not the best in uh, the world, but we got some fast people here in Texas, and I think it's a good system. And I was just wondering well, y'all's opinion. So yeah, well, outside of it. outside of strippers, it sounds like things are working well for you, Skippy. <laughs> Thanks, man. Well, you know, you got to give the strippers a break at least for. 20, 30 minutes. I'm right, about I hear to head you. back out of the taxi. Awesome. Well, Thanks. Saturday, Saturday Thanks. night's a big night. So. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, buddy. Thanks Sunday, for the call. Tough deal. Thanks, Party on, guys. All right. Thanks, Gibby. All right. Huh, interesting. Yeah. Local racing. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. thinking maybe, I mean, just listening to this, I mean, with Moto, because, I mean, you take Mo- Works or you take these other series, I s- still love Moto. So maybe in Moto they could say, okay, from eight to one or something like that it's going to be five classes or whatever yeah, and yeah, say yeah. which one so you go there and get your racing done and then you leave and then maybe the second half or something like that yeah, because yeah. my biggest thing is like what jt was saying i don't i don't want to be there all day yeah you know yeah absolutely no for yeah, sure that's a bit that's a big problem i think that that moto is having is just man you are literally there from dawn till dusk and you don't ride very much um, exactly and not when- very efficient and when you talk to the Racer X slash MX Sports guys on the GNCC side, insane, insane yeah, amount I, of entries. get all those numbers back. It's crazy. Yeah, the how lopsided it is right now on yep. entries between uh, off road and moto. Yep, just gonna go ride in the woods, buy single track, drop a gate, and go test yourself and ride as fast as you want and ride for two hours and yeah, cool, yeah two go hours. Home. Yeah, yeah, it works as for certain classes. It's like an hour. Is it okay, same yeah. deal? Yeah. I mean, but I don't want to go two hours. I'm not. Yeah. Old guys. Well, when I got that plaque on the wall over Which there, Baluti, that was that was uh, two oh, hours. Oh, that's right. That you told me hours. about that yeah, last time. Two hours when I got that plaque. So. Wow, that All was right. the Iron Man. Hey, JT. So thanks, buddy. Appreciate it for coming on tonight. You really, you really put in a lot of effort. I felt like the last few shows you haven't been coming on much. You've been busy. It's been tough. But tonight, you put in a work working man's effort. Like. It was so good about it. Fantastic. It was just like your <laughs> privateer days, you know? It's just yeah. you strapped it on and you just put in the work. And Art Ackman would be proud. He would yeah. be. <laughs> Pretty good show tonight. Subway team right. back in your subway Pretty days. Uh, the Iron Man, Jason Thomas. Great guy. Great <laughs> family. The KTW. What? Yeah. Yeah. On the KTW. Yeah. The, uh, the, first, the first time that I worked for KTM, you know, the factory team in 2000? Yeah. And we were, you know, no one ever talked about KTM. No one cared. And Roger, Roderick Fain got the whole shot at San Diego on a heat race. And this was the moment for the team. And Art goes, Art goes, it's Roger Tane on a KTW. <laughs> Dude, Salvarage's face was just like, oh, God, it was awesome. And then our buddy Randy Richardson. Not his fault, but we win the national KTM's first ever American win uh, in the U.S. And it was again, it wasn't Randy's fault, but I do like to still bug him about it to this day. Michelin runs a win ad in Cycle News, and it's a Matt Walker. What? <laughs> it's Matt Walker. Oh my God! On, on Planet Honda, he was number forty. Kelly Smith was forty-one. Just a disaster. Oh, that is a disaster. <laughs> KTM just getting shit on repeatedly that first year by Art <laughs> and Michelin. So uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty funny. Um, but yeah, good good job tonight, JT. Yeah, you you really uh, did a, did a good job. So um, uh, thanks for coming on. And uh, also uh, DirtDreams.net. Hit Jason at Jason sixty six Thomas if you got a question for that. FlyRacing.com, best gear out there, bro. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk to you later, buddy. All right, see you guys. Good, uh, see you, JT. To you, uh, yeah, you me. too, bud. Yeah, don't make it so long next time. You yeah, come please. To watch you or what? I th- I might. I th- should try. Like like Steve said, it's an easy. With Steve. Yeah, yeah the, the chopper. chopper yeah. Do you have room on that chopper, Steve? Can you be rented like Danny Stevenson was? Can I be rented? Yeah. I, I don't. 
I won't drink as much. <laughs> well, I don't think anybody would that weekend. Holy shit. Poor uh, Stevenson. Yeah. All right. Thanks, JT. All right. See you. See you, bud. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's get to Darkside. He's got a question. Darkside, what's up, man? Thanks for calling. What's your question? Uh, you know, I, I didn't get to listen live, so you may have talked about this. So if you did, just tell me to listen back. But um, Ken Roxon, you've talked about him probably going to Honda next year is the, the word. Is, with it, if he has a contract with them, is there any likelihood, any possibility that with as good as he's doing now with RCH that he could back out, stick with that team? Do you think that's likely? No. Okay. Not at all. Not going to happen. He's going Honda next year. Stamp it. Do Stamp whatever. It. Not going to get out of it. He's going to take the number one plate, if, which looks good right now, by the way. He doesn't have it, but it looks good to have the number one plate over there. So. It does. I just, I just, everything's clicking all of a sudden, and yeah. it's certain uh, going to go back to the ground zero. Hey, what was happening at KTM his last half season? It, everything was clicking. I talked right. to Kenny at Redbud that year that he won the title. He went one one that day, and I said, "Dude, why are you leaving?" And he said, "His bike sucks." And I said, "You just went one one, ah, yeah, but it's just, dude, it's not good." And and I'm like, "You just killed everybody," and uh, he's left. He left and went to RCH. So. All right. All right. No, that's, that's my question, man. Thanks. Thanks, Dark Side. See you. Uh, Mike, what's going on? You uh, you want to talk about the racing program a little bit? Yeah. Um, I'm a, well, I used to be a District 14 rider up at, you know, you're familiar with Baja Acres. And they used to run a split program. Like uh, Berluti was saying, you'd go from 8 o'clock in the morning till noon. Usually when I'd show up, set up camp, go sign up, not race the afternoon. Uh, vet riders and all them would do the morning. They'd go home and spend time with their family and yada, yada. Your guys would show up in the afternoon and oh, go like race. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then then they switched to a straight program, and then I started to not go to the races quite as much for that simple fact. I don't want to race my first race at 9 o'clock in the morning and hmm. then my second one at 3 o'clock in the morning, get home at 7, 8 o'clock at night. Um, why are a lot of these tracks starting to go to the straight program? Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, ask Baja Acres why they did that. You know, why they went to it. I don't know. Must be some is, reason. Is that, is that something that's uh, normal and over in Cali? Do they do a lot of straight programs out there? Or do you guys do split programs too? Or I don't think they do and <clears throat> um, that I know of. So I think that it would be something that might work. Oh, yeah. It was very convenient for everybody because, you know, younger kids usually stayed up later at night and they'd – you know, get up later in the day and go race in the afternoon. Yeah. And, you know, a lot, of, a lot of guys that are going to bed at 9 o'clock at night are getting ready for the races early in the morning and yada, yada, such. Yeah, I like it. No, yeah, good idea. But I, all but right. I also had another another comment real quick. Uh, all your co-hosts that you have on, top-notch. Love every one of them. Thank they you. all have a little different flavor and everything. But i got to say, uh, Berluti, uh, he's the cool man. Thank uh, you very much. Red, uh, I read Bud a few times. Uh, I don't know if you remember we were talking about chopping the subframes and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, sure. And uh, I, I noticed one of the RCH guys uh, asked him to come over and had a question for him. And uh, he could have cool guyed me and just kind of stayed over there. But after he was done with them, he came back and finished the conversation. And I oh, thought yeah. I was just uh, well, thank you. notch you know, He and, is. Um, he's a class guy. He's my favorite co-host. He's my favorite co-host. <laughs> oh, stop it, Steve. He is. Yeah, he hey, thank you very much. Yeah, that I appreciate that. Yeah, we're going to miss you at the races, bud. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Mike. All right. Yeah, Berlut, you got fans. Yeah. Love this well, guy right here. This, th- it's because of this show, bud. I, got, I never had more fans until I came on this show. 
<laughs> Steve, and no, then, that's no bullshit. I told and, you, man, yeah, at the no, races, yeah, it was no. fun. And you're like, who are you people? You listen to this show. No, right? but it was cool. They really, they're passionate about it. They like it. All right, I'm passionate about Race Tech. Use Pulpamex 16 code to save money at Race Tech. Please, people, get your suspension oil changed. Look, I understand you're sitting there going, I don't need a revalve. I don't race pro. Okay, fine. Get your goddamn oil change, if nothing else. Number uh, one thing you, you can know, do. Uh, set your sag, get your oil changed, get your suspension serviced, get it right for your weight or speed or whatever, and you will enjoy riding your motorcycle more. Guys like Ben LeMay and Mike Alessi and Vince Fries and Cody Gilmore, uh, among others, choose Race Tech, and, uh, and so you should choose it as well. Of course, the world-famous Gold Valves, they uh, killed it on those things, and they're doing motor work now, too, people. Racetech.com. Check out their motor work they got. They got a lot of stuff going on uh, that they can help you out with. They're going to help me with the motor work in my new project bike and i'm stoked on it so uh okay blake sent this in his emails of the week brought to you by race deck blake said i want to know if you are allowed to chemically alter tires i was at supercross in toronto in 14 when js won in practice he was changing tires every few laps makes me wonder i come from dirt oval racing where tires and sometimes preps can make or break you love the show you ever heard much of that yeah sure especially on concrete a lot of guys matter of fact i think vp makes a product that you can soak your tire well, in. In our sport, do you do it? Do people do I've, it? We, we kind of did it at Southwick. Did you? We played around with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah, okay. sure. we, I, never, I was on any teams that ever did that. No. Of course, now they got warmers, right? Yeah, I see some guys using yeah, those, yeah. It's ridiculous. Willie sent this in. Hey, Steve, I watched the Calgary, yes, Calgary National. I was blown away by how much better Millsaps was in the field. Millsaps was in first place <coughs> by the third corner in both motos and then one going away. Alessi placed second was the only one keeping him within 20 seconds. Thanks for the great podcast, Willie. Yeah, Davey's on another level. So you never really talked about him much, other than you said he won both motos. Well, he's been on our show. He was on our show last week. And, no, uh, no. Uh, I'm talking about this week's race yeah. that was up there. So yeah. he pretty much annihilated I didn't either. watch it. Oh, you heard about it. Yeah, though. I just read about it. Oh, I was, okay. I was uh, watching a Blue Jay game and typing my column. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't watch it. Oh, I figured. But he's killing it. We all, okay, all of us experts, quote, unquote, we talked about like Metcalf and Gerke and Alessi and Fossiati who hauls ass. Mm-hmm. And we're like, dude, it's going to be a close thing. And these guys are great riders. It's going to yeah. be great racing. It's not. Really? It's, it's great from second on back, but Millsaps is gone. Well, the second round, he didn't win. Fossiati won, right? No, he, got, he went 1-1, but he got docked for jumping on the, on the Red Cross. And, that, and it relegated him to what? 11th. Oh, that's what happened? He lapped up to 6th. And they gave him a 10-spot penalty. What the fuck? Yeah, dude. That's, oh, so that's, that's what happened? Cool. But he actually won both motos? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Oh, interesting. Uh, Dante sent this in. Saturday at High Point, I was checking out the JGR rig and watching Barsha get ready for the first moto. Coy came out of the trailer and jokingly told Barsha, Mathis is in there and wants an interview. Barsha went on to say, in so many words, there's a better chance of hell freezing over than that happening. As a listener to the show, I had to chuckle. I know you are cool with the JGR guys. Can you discuss on air any awkward run-ins you may have had with riders in the past when spending time with their team? A particular rider is not a fan of you. The show is great, and the sport need the aspect, and the sport needs the aspect that you provide. Keep up the good work from Dante. Yeah, Barsha doesn't like me. I have no idea why. I have no clue. I really don't. I, I, I don't know. Really? I, I mean, he's been struggling, and I think I've been riding that. He's oh. been struggling. I, I mean, what do you want me to do? Blow the dude? He's literally. Was it? Is it this year, or have you done some bad no, press with him in the this past? this year he doesn't like Not me. Not bad press, but press yeah. he didn't, negative no, press towards him. Uh, I don't know. I'm hot and cold with him. I hang out with him in Europe, and then, and then over here he doesn't like me or whatever. Gotcha. And, like, I don't kiss his ass. Maybe that's what he doesn't like. I don't know. I, I like Justin. I think he's cool. I'd have him on the show. 
Said he wouldn't do it. Doesn't doesn't like me. Doesn't know. I don't know what I did. Wow. I don't really care. Like I don't care. I just. I mean, fact. He's one of the three or four highest paid riders in the sport. That's a fact. Also a fact. He hasn't won this year. Been hurt. One last summer. What do you want me to do? Yeah. So gotcha. That's so when pretty you, straight. Yeah. You know. Um, he should be doing better. He got the whole shot this weekend. He kind of got dropped, and you're like, eh. uh, kinda. Okay, well, I, he got really <laughs> dropped. Right. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, Nick said, Steve, if you haven't already, could you please elaborate on what is happening with J Mart? He doesn't look the same hard charging guy that I remember. And uh, do you, th- you know, I, you're right, Nick. And we talked a little bit about that. Um, Nick thinks that maybe his bars set up and riding style changes, but. He mentioned again that I think I said it earlier that he he said he felt better, like he's been under the weather or something. So. Uh, but last year, you know, bike problems and stuff. He started out slow last year too, though. A little bit, if you think yeah, about it, yeah, you know. Yeah, a little and bit. Then he yeah. got it going. Yeah, he's got plenty of races to get it going. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ryan said, "Hey, Steve, love the show. Who do we contact about keeping the outdoor pre-race show going? Without it, I would not have known about Bogle's hand issue before the race or missed the very presentable Jenna." It was absolutely good for the sport. People say her first race was rough, but I was impressed with her ability to recognize bike numbers and call out riders. We need this in our lives, especially those of us who value fantasy MX. Ryan, you can write Bob Costas at NBC. Tell him that you need the outdoor pre-show. Um, it was fun. We did it two weeks. JT did the first week. I did the second week. So Costas has something to do with it? Yeah. yeah I think really? So. No. no. Okay. Really, really. <laughs> I was going to um, say, you're really, really moving up, Steve. Um, yeah, but it, it, he said... We need this in our lives, especially those of us who value fantasy. Yeah. I hope Ryan knows about the NFAB Racer X Fantasy Moto Show that we do every week. So please tune into that. It's on. Uh, it's under the Steve Mathis Show on podcast. So we talk about fantasy and everything else. So, all right. My name's Casey. From I'm from West Virginia. I'm 22 years old. I graduate MMI in 2014. I've been trying to get into the industry for quite some time now. I've come to realize it's about who you know, and I don't know anybody. <laughs> I've done some privateer work with John Short, so I've been to the races and have that experience, but I still need someone to help me out. I was wondering if you guys could make a post for me or anything to help me out. I hope I appreciate the time. I hope to hear back from you, Casey. Yeah, Casey, it is. It, 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 going to MMI is not, you know, we had Scotty Atkins on last week. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did? Yeah, and we talked about his school. Uh, and how's that else. going? Going well, I think. He's okay. placing everybody, too. He's placed everybody but one or two guys or something. On teams? Yeah, awesome. or with amateur riders or something. Uh-huh. Um, MMI is great if you're going to work in a dealership for sure. Scotty's school is not for that, but um, Casey's right. It's who you know, like absolutely Casey. Like you've worked with John Short, so um, I don't know what happened with John Short, but stay with him and keep meeting people and go around and talk to people and introduce yourself. And I worked for free for two weeks. My first job, I said, "Will you hire me?" And the guy said, "No." And I said, "I'll work for free for two weeks." The guy said, "Okay," you know, and then I stayed on. And that's the things you got to do. Yeah, for I sure. I mean, just staying, sitting on your couch in West Virginia and saying, I got an MMI certificate is not going to do it. No. And it's, 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 a small, it's a small industry, you know, so there's very select positions out there. Yeah. Um, can you call Kiefer? We got an email for him. Got the Kiefer here. I, think he, I don't know if he's up, but do you have his number, Trav? Okay. Maybe he's doing late. Are you not talking anymore? You're just nodding and you don't talk? Yes, I have his number. Okay, I just the whole thing. Maybe he's doing late night or something or whatever this show is. <laughs> after dark. After dark. After Maybe dark. he's doing some after say, dark does stuff. Does Kiefer ever go to bed before 10? 
He does sometimes, yeah. But but see if he can come on and answer this email. Oh if not, we'll, we'll 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 figure it out. It's not so much an after dark email, but it, it could be a little bit. Uh, <laughs> thanks to Grant Langston for coming on tonight. Thanks to Zach Osborne and uh, the great Tony Berluti and uh, Davy Vander Hayden of DirtDreams.net coming on as well. Davy's uh, uh, I've known him for a long time and I wanted to help him out and uh, help promote his company on the show and. Give him a little boost. Uh, and also to Stank Dog. Thanks to Stank Dog for Stank Dog. Stank that guy's dog, cool, bro. I meant to ask him, like, I wonder who does his motor. Oh, like, yeah. Like, he needs motor work done, right? Is he just right? Well, yeah, you, Dude, meant, you asked him about the you, pipe, yeah. And going over to the uh, the Husqvarna yeah. guys, but. Wouldn't you. Um, they have parts for two strokes over there? I think just levers and stuff okay. like that, right? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't think anything like big. Wouldn't you run a big bore if you were Stank Dog? You're never going to get third. I wanted to say that. You should have said that. I mean, the guy should have a 150 at least. You're never going to get torn down, right? KTM, he he isn't. But now, he unless he just starts raging to the front all of a sudden. <laughs> all of a sudden. All of a sudden, Stank Dog. <laughs> Dude, that was the same thing I was thinking. Why not? Yeah, you're not going to get torn KTM down. KTM makes a 150, right? Yeah. Is this jug look the same? Right, right. Yeah. I would. Maybe he does, though. Right. Um. Yeah, run the run the big board. Yeah, he ain't uh, gonna get torn down. No. Chris Kiefer, what's up, bud? How are you? Hey guys, what's going on? Nothing. Did I interrupt your uh, uh, sexy time with Heather or anything Uh-oh. like that? No, the missus isn't home yet, so I'm just sitting there watching movies about uh, money and drugs, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Um, <laughs> we got a stank dog early on a Gear LA cold call. He should totally oh. he should totally run a big board, right? Uh, I thought I thought he would be, you know, because the stock pipe and silencer and everything. I, I mean, and that's always been maybe, your, yeah. Maybe he's not, but I mean, I would assume that's what he would be doing. I would be doing that. <laughs> we know you would be, bro. <laughs> uh, hey, we so we got an email on the race tech email segment uh, from Jeff, and it's something that probably only you can answer. It's not quite after dark material, but maybe a little bit. All right. Oh yeah, perfect. Okay, so Jeff said. If I'm correct, Kiefer suggested that when you are at 60 ppm, pumps mm-hmm. per minute, it's best if your girl does not start any dirty talk that could bump a guy off the rev limiter and cause him to unload the injector. Please confirm with Kiefer. So, basically, is 60 ppm, is she just needs to be quiet? or 60 ppm is about... Um, we're working with gear ratios here. It's about, you know, a good, good three quarter throttle, fourth gear, you know, you're not wide open, but it's it's a good clip, right? So yeah, definitely. She shouldn't be saying much because, uh, even at that RPM, you can still get off pretty heavy, you know? So you don't want to get off that bad. I just know your whole thing with the PPMs. You were like, she can't talk. You got, she can't talk at all. Yeah. You like that? Yeah. Yeah. If you if you if she says too much, then you're just gonna let go, and you can't do that. So she has to be mellow, you know. At sixty, you know, people, that, guys that's, guys are so visual and verbal. Like if you say something, we're going. If you say a girl says something to you, you're going straight visual with what she says, and then right after that, you're gonna you're gonna nut. You're gonna be done. So what about a four p forty ppm? Is that you can handle that a little bit more? Yeah, I think you can concentrate more. At right. 60, you can't really. You're a little foggy. You can't really yeah, concentrate. Yeah, yeah. Things yeah. are coming up. Things are coming up too fast. You know, <laughs> so you need to slow it down. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got you. I know everything. Yeah. Okay. All well, right. I mean, do you agree? I mean, what does what does Berluti think? Yeah. Or sometimes you know you're you're getting ready to 
to do your deal there, and, and then they start rambling on about shit, and it just fucks the whole deal up. Has that ever happened to you? You know what I mean? Yeah, Oppo- oh yeah, yeah. Opposite yeah, of what yeah. you're saying. It hasn't happened to me in a while, but yeah, I've had some chicks start talking about other shit. You're like, man, it's going like to be a the, wet noodle soon. Like the dishes or no, something? No, 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 huh. not like that, but just maybe the way they say it or something. You're like, ah, oh, and then you, st- oh, fuck, now i got to build this whole thing back up again. <laughs> no, 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 no. Berluti, have you had a chick that you kind of already had like a, a, a picture painted in your mind and then she tries to talk dirty and it just doesn't sound right? Exactly. That, yeah. yeah. Yep. Exactly. And Heather does that sometimes too. She'll try to talk really dirty and I'll end up laughing because it just doesn't sound Because <laughs> it's out of character, right? You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You're like, nah, just play the librarian. Just calm down. No more bloody talk. All right. God, now I got to start hey, over. Ah. <laughs> Travis, do you follow Kiefer on Snap? Yeah. It's a good one, right? It's good stuff. It's a quality follow. Highly recommended. Uh, <laughs> at, at Kiefer120 on Snapchat, everybody. So. Yeah, it, it's boring sometimes, and then you got some good stuff 30% of the time. Kiefer made me go wash my truck earlier. Shoot. Why? Because you got Heather out there washing trucks. Maybe yeah. You want to go wash yeah, trucks. Heather in a, in a skimpy outfit washing her Jeep. <laughs> hey, the neighbors come out. Every time she's out washing the car, the, the, the neighbor, our neighbor comes out and starts hanging out and shit. <laughs> That's funny how that works, huh? Was it, was it He's the, cutting the hedge. Was it the right, one? Right, exactly. He's getting some material for later for his wife. <laughs> was it the one neighbor, Kiefer, or no? No, oh, not okay. that neighbor. Okay, all right. Um, yeah. yeah, he comes out and says, how's your Jeep? You need some help? Need a hand? <laughs> Um, and I always say, hey, man, you can return the favor. Your your wife can come out and wash her air. You know, and she's like, oh, he's like, oh, no, she ain't down with that. She's not doing that. I'm like, all right. Uh, all right. Let's keep uh, we'll keep Kiefer on the line for a little bit here. The, Jeff also said after the PPM question, Mookie was not about to run the Nationals because he has a heat stroke problem. You forgot about that there for time. He may never be able to do a full outdoor season because once you have that problem, it often comes back. Well, Jeff, I agree that that kept him out for a summer, but – He's, he can do them now. There's no uh, there's no problem with doing outdoor nationals now. Uh, that has not been mentioned at all as an issue for Mookie. Um, by the way, it is the bulge just next to the cracked C6 that is going to take number five out until Supercross, and that is why Baker said he is done for the year. So uh, I thought Kennard had a bulge disc. Did, did they say Dungey had one too, or was it just a cracked C6? I don't know. I heard cracked. Yeah, I didn't hear the bulging disc. I thought that was Kennard with the bulging yeah, disc. Yeah, I thought right. so too. Um, all right, that's been the Race Tech email segment. Racetech.com, musical Pulp Mech 16. Get your suspension looked at, please, people. Uh, do you think, Kiefer, do you think people should use Race Tech to turn their air fork, their show attack fork, into a spring fork? That's 100% a go. <laughs> that is 100%. Uh, all yeah. right, so that is the folks from Race Tech. We'll do the NFAB question of the day, and we'll get Kiefer's take on that. Customize your Jeep, truck, or SUV with the market-leading design and style from NFAB. They hand-build all their products at our 150,000-square-foot facility in Houston, Texas, USA. Industry-leading six innovative styles of sidesteps, a vast array of light mounts, and uh, pre-runner bumpers and stuff. And, of course, NFAB, big part of the JGR team, uh, and also to the NFAB Ampro Yamaha off-road team with Randy Hawkins. Uh, they're on board with those guys. At, at NFAB Inc. on Instagram and Twitter, n-fab.com. If you need something for your Jeep truck or SUV, like I said with Gear Ally, support the people who support the sport, and certainly Thomas and the guys at NFAB do that, and uh, and they help us out a lot. So the question of the day, uh, I assign this to a uh, Travis Marks to uh, to give us a question of the day, and I'll get Berluti and Kiefer's take on it. What is it, Trav? The NFAB question of the day. Oh, yeah, I forgot we had an intro. There is an intro for that, I yes. forgot that, yes. Uh, my question is, which rider this year has the most to prove or slash lose? 
going into next year? Uh, what do you think, Berlut? Most to prove, most to lose this year. Um, I don't really understand the question. Okay, he's improved now? No, just which, well. Most to prove, like. like. Oh, to, oh I gotcha. Okay. To prove now to, to get a contract for next yeah. year. Well, it's got to be like a tickle. Well, I was going to say, and I'll ask you the second keeper, like those guys we named, right? Right. Uh, tickle, Brayton. Mm-hmm. Weimer, Bogle, Baggett, uh, I'm missing somebody. Uh, Pike. Pike. Like, any of that group of six, if they start putting it together right now, and starting this week at Muddy Creek, and they start putting in great results, and Pike we've seen being on the podium before, Berlut, he's been on the podium with you at Outdoor Nationals, that can just step them above the rest of the gang. You know, because right now, if you're a team manager, you're like, Who's going to ride for me cheapest? Because that's who I want right. out of that group, you know? So Is, um, is Baggett up for yeah, next year? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So uh, what do you think, Kiefer? Yeah, I'm just on the same boat with you guys. I think uh, like Pike and Brayton, you know, Brayton's solid supercross, but I think he needs to prove a little bit more in, in outdoors. He's and Pike needs it. to have a good finish just because he hasn't had anything really go on this year. Um, and the most to lose – I, honestly, I still think James. I mean, James needs to uh, at least come out before the end of the year and at least prove to all of us and to his sponsors that he could podium and stay together for two motos, you know? so. Yeah, I agree on that one. That's a good call. What do you think about James? <laughs> no, I won't. Steve might get mad. Well, why would I get mad? This is this is show number two fifty nine, brother. Two fifty nine. So we're talking about James. So, so Kiefer, does James back in his heyday when he's kicking everybody's ass on a one twenty five? Does you take that same James on what he was riding, or maybe even a little bit better one twenty five? Does mm-hmm. he beat the guys today? Hmm. I would say no. Um, partially just because due to the equipment. I mean, those guys up front, Jamar, you know, even Amar and Savachi, those guys are going super fast right now. And I think what we what we saw back then of James doing all this stuff that he did, I don't think the the level is up to where it is now. I just think he was he, he was the guy increasing the the level. Now everyone's kind of went up to where he 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 was showing everybody. So. Um, does he point. win some? I think he would win some for sure. That James back then would totally win some motos and some races, but he would not dominate like he like he was, you know, back then. Yeah, I disagree. I think it's over. Stu and two fifty nine KX from twenty five. It's over. Well, shit, remember he came out for one race on the two fifty S too, didn't he? Yeah, we just talked about that. Yeah, and he just killed everybody. See you later, Glenn right. Helen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a good question, I guess. Um, I think. Like like I said, those guys can step it up. Those guys I talked about, and they can step it up and get themselves. They can ride themselves into a deal. Uh, the most to lose, like, I mean, almost, again, anybody without a contract. If you have a contract for next year, Adam Cincerillo or Justin Barsha, obviously, yeah. you know, you have a contract. You're set. Like right. you're good. Like whatever. So, you know, another guy we got to add too is like Michelle is looking for a 450 ride. Now, granted, he's only had four motos, three tenths, and a DNF. He's in the. He wants a ride, you know. Sure. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting. To a see. lot of those guys are not gonna have a ride. Like I would see, you know, nothing against Jake, but I don't think I don't see anybody helping Weimer next year just because he's been kind of 
you know, MIA in the summer, yeah, he he did pretty good in Supercross, but yeah. I see him more on along the lines of like a Rock River ride or something like that, or a Tedder, you know, keep on the Tedder deal or something right. like that, you know? Yeah, I talked to him today, yeah, he, he's just like, I got nothing going on, and then he proceeded to talk about how those other guys are all better than him. I'm like, well, that's not going to really help, Jake, when you call me. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. That's not a good well, idea. Well, that's, it's just, I think Filthy's rubbing off on him. I know, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, interesting. That's the NFAB question of the day. Submitted by Travis Marks. N-Fab.com. Um, thanks it's, to... Huh? Hey, buddy! It's true that if you know, if the guys that don't ride outdoors, it's easy to be forgotten, isn't it? Yep, or, really the, or the opposite. The flip side is the Chris Gossler effect where goose little goose would turn it on at the end of outdoors perfect yeah, and get a ride I mean. and get a ride yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um for brought to you by vortex racing uh langston brought to you by hot cams and zach osborne roostmx.net and Kiefer's brought to you by Kiefer. Kiefer inc there you uh, go all right what's new what are you doing tomorrow bro tomorrow i got testing at comp edge and wednesday i got more heat cycle testing out in the des and thursday we load up and friday we bail for vacation must be nice going on vacation. Well, it's not really a vacation. I still got to work, so. Yeah. Heat cycling on the electric bike? No, thank, no, not doing that. Um, we have some uh, heat cycle stuff to do with, like, muffler core temperatures and stuff. So oh, okay. We come, we come out here to a, a sand track out in the desert. And oh, perfect. Yeah, right? Yeah. 106 degrees, good times. What's up with niche? Well, no, not that. Just oh. in the sand with those mufflers. That just eats those things up. Yeah, sand. I guess some teams are having problems with some, you know, some mufflers burning up, you know, at Lomo and stuff, and then, yeah, yeah it's not lasting. Um, so. Those White Brother Carbon ones, you could just almost squeeze them with your hand. They were so soft at the end of motos. Did you remember? Oh, really? Because yeah. carbon, carbon ones. Just, Ricky yeah. used to smoke those things, and you'd shake them. They turned, it turned to rocks, the, the, yeah. it, and it, you could shake them. <laughs> and there's times where, like in practice, because it was so fast, no bumps had developed yet at yeah. Southwick. Thing would the and the uh, the side plate would be dripping like yeah, like yeah. like wax. <laughs> no bullshit. So this ain't hot. no. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Hey, it was, did did UITR have carbon mufflers for you guys back then, or was it titanium? Uh, when we were pro circuit, we were pro. Uh, they were titanium. We had Ty GYTR, then we went White Brothers Carbon. Uh, okay. The was, J- and the, the white was the, the White Brothers better? Oh God, the GYTRs Thai ones were pieces of shit. They, they, they look char- like missiles. Dude, and they were made by Muzzy. Remember Muzzy Racing for the Oh, race? that's right. Yeah. And they were garbage. Oh, my God. We had headers break. We had mufflers blow apart. We Fuck. Nothing would fit the same. It was just, like, incredible. It was just terrible. Yeah, Yamaha just being like, yeah, let's put a GYT on. And people will buy a system for $900, Fuck. you know, when they we can just call Pro Circuit or FMF and get the same thing. For and no one ended up buying them anyway. Oh, God, no. <laughs> God, no. So... Um, all right, Kiefer, thanks, buddy. Appreciate the time. Sorry to, to put you on the spot and just call you out of the blue, but you weren't doing nothing anyway. So. No, my pleasure. Hey, Berluti, good talking to you. You too, Keith. Talk to I'll you soon. I'll see you guys soon. All right, see ya. Chris Kiefer, everybody. Dirtrider.com, Dirt Rider Magazine. Um, let's do the NFAB JGR check-in, n-fab.com. Again, uh, great guys down there and uh, really promoting the sport. They're a big part of the uh, JGR team. And uh, this week, Coy Gibbs was back. You know, he's moved over to the NASCAR side yeah, now. Right, and, that's and he's right, not, yeah. has been barely at the races. He was there this weekend. And uh, he's always great to talk to. It's unbelievable that he is like a, a, he's somebody that has so much responsibility and so important because he just acts like a goofball all the time. <laughs> uh, Wygant 
well, I was in the trailer interviewing him for this interview. You can hear Wygant in, in the interview later. And he goes, what do you got in your pocket? Because Wygant had like a, looks like a chew tin in his back pocket. And Wygant reaches in, it's makeup for TV. Like, like uh-huh. just, uh-huh. you know, blush or whatever. And he holds it up and Coy goes, whack! And it goes flying across the truck and the lid comes off and the pad comes out and powder goes everywhere. <laughs> and he just starts giggling. Just starts giggling. Like, it's just like, why well, like picking everything up. <laughs> so is he full on running the NASCAR yeah, thing? Yeah, he's the guy. Is is he okay with it? Is things yeah, going good? He, well, you'll hear in this interview. And there's okay. NFAB JGR check-in. Gotcha. Uh, you can hear about him talking about it. He he takes a lot of credit for the team winning. He says it's all him. Okay. So, <laughs> um, so he's a piece of work. Coy Gibbs, everybody. He's a great guy. And uh, here is the NFAB JGR check-in. NFAB JGR check-in with the Coy Gibbs. He's finally at the motocross races. Uh, look, since uh, uh, you've the, the, yeah, the, the U. Hey, Coy, uh, before, let's talk about the NASCAR, though, for a little bit. You're a motocross guy. You've always done that. You've stepped in and helped the family out and running the NASCAR side of things. Uh, and you guys have had some success. But do you like the new role you're doing? Uh, it's not like I've been around car racing my whole life. I was a phenomenal driver, as you know. <laughs> well, I heard you wrecked a lot. Laugh at that. Um, no, so it's kind of like I don't know. Racing's racing. Motorcycle cars. It's all the same. It's exciting. I enjoy it. Um, you know, I love being over here. Obviously, kind of something I started and didn't really want to leave. But you know, it's it's fun to come back and check it out. And I get to hang out with the guys during the week. So stay on top of everything. Yeah, people realize, I was talking to J-Bone about it too, you're still heavily involved in this motocross team week to week and making decisions and everything else, right? I mean, it's still that end of things. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that'll never go away. Um, but just got to spend a majority of my time on the car side. It's just a lot bigger, a lot more people. Um, it's, it's a different world, but, you know, same in-game, trying to race and, and win. Is it different from dealing with riders to the drivers? I mean, the drivers are more are older, but is there a difference? Is this for real? Are you serious it's, with this? It's, it's yeah, similar. Really, it's the NFAB JGR check-in. It's just, similar he doesn't to, have anything to say. He doesn't know what he's talking about. It's similar to fake journalism. <laughs> <laughs> like, why can't you practice? <laughs> They're all a little bit different. Yeah. No, uh, riders and drivers, probably pretty similar. Um, can't say the drivers. Eh, some of our drivers are pretty fit, but other than that, I think mentally it's about the same. I gotta game. go put, I gotta go put my that? wake up. I gotta go put my makeup on. I now. thought there was chew in your I pocket. Go. I thought it was chew too. Yeah. Budman was pumped. I think he was gonna try to borrow some. <laughs> Just knocked Wygant's makeup onto the ground. You just ruined the show. My makeup's broken now. Uh, the fact he has makeup in his pocket scares me. He's like a real TV guy. He's ugly regardless, makeup or not. You're obviously not using enough because you're really ugly. How did this come out? But the case is still... I'm allergic to that, too. Latex, no. Yeah. Okay, back to uh, your deal. Um, so, all right, so, so the NASCAR thing, I guess you're, yeah, you're dealing with a lot more people, too, like the, the different crew chiefs and their crews and everything else. And are, are you, you're basically in the pit box, are you making calls at the NASCAR race, or is that crew chief stuff? You know I'm a great people person, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what I was kind of getting at. You're dealing with more people. Uh, no, 
it's good. I'm more on the operation side. Obviously, I'm not making any calls on the cars. Um, but, you know, it's the same deal, just logistics, building new things, whatever they're working on. Um, and I haven't found my way completely over there because I've only been over there a couple months. But um, I don't know. It's just we, and we operate a little different than probably most places. Even over here, more family. Um, all, the, all the guys that work for us are extremely important, whether it's over here or over here. So, um, And it's just a passion. So put everything we have into it, money, resources, anything we can. We just want to win and uh, make a good place for our guys to work. No plans to fold this thing up, though, right? I mean, that's kind of people made that assumption. Some people in the pits, but you're you're strong and you're you're you're, you're intended to keep keep this thing going. Yeah, for sure. I'm I, you know I'm buying a new hauler. I have a new hauler next year, so I'm certainly not buying that for for show. <laughs> They're a fortune. Um, no, I mean this is something that I'm excited about. I'm still passionate about. Still want to win championships. Um, obviously, I haven't reached that goal yet, but you know I'm not going anywhere. If you listen to the people in the pits, then... Like me? Yeah. yeah. Idiots like that, then you're probably... No. We're, we're here for, for a long haul. And, you know, when I've spent 10 years of my life doing it. I don't want to just go away from it. That makes no sense to me. Yeah. The, uh, your manufacturer deal is up this year. Uh, anything new you can tell us with that? Uh, no. Talking to Yamaha. Um, obviously, they've been a great partner over the last nine years. So we're still still working that, that through, but um, you know, looks would, the, like. would the odds point to staying at Yamaha? Would you say, or, or can you? Well, obviously, if you've been with someone nine years, that's you know really what you want to do. It makes it a lot easier. I'm not switching up, but you know, we're still working on it. Yep. Uh, and what about the uh, filthy Phil fill-in program? Do you want to keep that going? We we all enjoy that, by the way. I do, but just with Phil. I don't want anybody else. <laughs> um, no, we love Phil. I think he's been riding great. Some of these races have been our best guy. So, um, you know, I think that works. I think it makes sense. I think for the majority of the time in Supercross, when you have injuries, it makes incredible sense. Um, obviously, it's more expense, um, you know, especially in outdoors when you are running all three and you have, you know, triple equipment and yeah. you got another uh, mechanic. But, you know, I think it adds something to our sponsors. Hopefully, it gives back to them. We always got guys on the track. And uh, Barch is back next year. One spot open, I guess, and, and I imagine agents are calling nonstop for the Weston Pike spot, and there's a chance, of course, Weston stays here, so you got one spot you're looking to fill? Yeah. No, we do. Um, and, you know, I let Jeremy handle most of that. Uh, he talks to everybody anyway. He's kind of like the mayor of the pit area, we call him. <laughs> so, you know, I, I leave a lot of that up to him, and um, just uh, see where things go from here. And NFAB's uh, a great partner of us in the Pulp Mech Show. I'm sure you're aware of that. Yeah, and NFAB's uh, coming in as a primary next year for $5 million. <laughs> Thomas doesn't know yet, so your show's getting kicked to the curb. He's going oh, to take the $5 million from you oh. and put it on my side. Oh, there we go, folks. Breaking news, NFAB primary at JTR next year. I'm sure Tommy will be super stoked on that. Now you're going to call him Tommy? You're the tight with him? <laughs> I call him Thomas. He doesn't like anything else. So, no. well, I, I have the steps on my ridge line. It's fantastic. I don't even want to talk about that. Uh, how's the media in NASCAR compared to the media over here? They're actually professional <laughs> and usually have degrees in journalism. So, uh, no, I, I don't deal with 
them very much. Um, different over there. You know, they actually have jobs and can't hang out with us and dor- wander in the truck. Yeah, wander around and eat lunch all day. Uh, no, it, it's it is different on that. You know, I don't I don't interact with them very often. Um, but it's just a different world. Do you miss this a little bit? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I definitely do. I think mean, if you do something for nine years because you want to, not because you have to, it's not like I'm making millions. Of, it's not throwing millions of dollars off here. I, I really want to do this, and um, you know, I definitely miss it. Miss the guys. Uh, miss being around the riders. But I, some of these tracks I don't miss. I'll be honest with you. I hear you. I'm with you on that. Uh, all right. Well, uh, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Hopefully, we'll see you around more. It's always funner when you're here. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> There we go, everybody. The NFAB JGR check-in with Coy Gibbs. He's a piece of work, that Coy Gibbs. I thought he answered the questions pretty no, well. He's you got some gnarly answers. You got gnarly questions, and I thought he answered them well. Yeah. yeah. I'm gnarly, bro. You are. You you definitely well, don't. I mean, what are these people going to say? Tiptoe. No, if, you do. Like, I love it. Like, if you ask and they go, hey, I don't want to answer that, you go, all right, no problem. Like, I don't have an issue with that. Like, right. yeah, I'm going to ask. You no, know, but, but he you answered know. them all. And even Dan, sugar coating And even not. Dan Bentley, I was asking him, he's like, look, I... I'll tell you, but you can't record it or, or talk about it, uh, you know, different stuff. And I, and so we had a good conversation after a couple of weeks ago um, about different things. And I'm just like, okay, like, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to talk about it. But, you know, he, he was like, here's why, here's what I know. And, but, you know, off the record, off the record. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, all right, no problem. Yeah. Wow. So, um, yeah, different things about that. So, uh, Zach Osborne, Grant Langston, Stank Dog, Kiefer. Davey, Vander, Hayden from DirtDreams.net, all Jason Thomas. You got that down now. I'm working on it. I'm trying. That's a tough one, Vander Hayden. He brought me a bunch of Belgium chocolate. I probably should remember him more (laughs) uh, a couple years ago. So uh, 702-586-7857, calling time, leave a voicemail. And uh, we certainly get a lot of them every week. And uh, here's the best of the best that was uh, from last week. Always, as always, call, leave a message, and uh, we'll try to answer it. And uh, all right, here we go, Travis. Hey, Paul, Hopefully I can put it into this damn stink dog talk because I know I'm not the first person to say it, but let's see how this goes. Name me the person who got 15th at uh at the second round without look or at the third round. Now name me the person who got 15th in the two fifty class without looking at the result sheets. Nobody knows because nobody gives a fuck. Everyone keeps talking about stink dog because he's on this 125 <laughs> lobster claw, whatever you want to say, but that's getting him pub- publicity. No one cares if he can get on a, on a 250 and run in, inside the top 20. It doesn't matter. He's getting all this publicity out of it, and that's going to lead to sponsors and it's going to lead to money. Like he's just saying the 125 ain't paying the bills. He's out there to have fun on the 125. Who cares? Everyone just needs to leave this alone. It's, it's done. He's on a 125. No one gives a fuck if he can get on a 250 and get 15. He's getting all the publicity back there in 35th. Let's... Let's leave it at that. Hopefully, it's putting into this because we've been hearing about it for a year now. Uh, first of all, brother, there's a basset hound's head by the chair of your leg, so gotcha. be careful and don't, don't. I was petting him. Roll over and kill him. Gotcha. Second of all, Stank Dog was on earlier. Talked about how he's paying everything out of his pocket. Uh, he's having fun. He's getting publicity. This guy keeps saying he's getting publicity, and he's got a point. Like the guy five spots in head of Stank Dog. I don't know who it was. We don't talk about him. We're talking about Stank Dog. Please, Stank Dog, when you go to pay some bills, just write in there, hey, man, I got good publicity on a piece of paper, and put that in there and mail that off and see what happens 
to the power in your house and the mortgage and everything else. Right, exactly. Um, just say, hey, man, get publicity. <laughs> I'm paying everything out of my pocket, but I got a lot of publicity. I got these fans high-fiving me. Fuck, you're racing professional to make money. That's my whole point. Why give yourself zero chance by riding a 125? Not zero, but you know what I mean. You're trying to make money. You're trying to do the best you can. I love Stank Dog. I wouldn't ride a 125. He talked about how he's paying everything out of his own pocket, which actually, to be honest, I thought I was kind of asking him that question to set up like his great sponsors for him. Yeah, for that's what I, like, I thought he was going to go there. Because like I wanted to be like, hey, you picked up the gear alloy cold call. Let me scratch your back a little bit. And you know, I know Motorsport is one of his sponsors, and they're a competitor BTO. But hey, you're on the show. I appreciate it. Mention their name, no problem. And then Stank Dog talked about how he's paying a lot of things. So yeah. anyway, so to the caller, like. Yeah, just, yeah, bro, I got publicity. Is that okay? Is that cool? Like, the bank's going to go, no. No, we need money. <laughs> you know, we need money. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you're on Vital MX, and, you you know, great job, but fuck, man. Do the best you can. If you got 20th on a, on a, on a 125, what could he do on a 250F? Well. He's having uh, fun. I get it. He's but. building a brand kind of thing. Kind of like, look at, um, look at my shirt. Yeah, okay. seven deuce deuce. Yeah, seven deuce yeah. deuce. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's how many how many uh, supercrosses he qualified for? Four. He he uh, he raps. He's you know yeah. I mean he builds he's so that's I think that's what Stank's doing a little, don't you think? Yeah, but he's spending his own money. To do I know. Well, Adam probably struggles too, though. Yeah, you know, a little he's bit. a privateer. I'm just saying, like the whole publicity about like yeah, you know like yeah. What's that worth in the end of, and you know what, what's yeah. that worth for people going as you ride by on a on a two stroke? All like, those two stroke fans that you know, like make money, man. Like crap, do the best you can. So, all right. Hey, just listen to the show and there's the guy calling saying this whole podcast app for Android. Um, there's about a hundred of them. Podcast addict, my personal favorite, works great. Don't use Stitcher. I know there's a bunch of apps for, you know, Androids and kind of a couple questions, another one on there. This guy needs to get, if that's an Android phone, I don't want one because <laughs> it doesn't sound very good. It doesn't sound good at all. No, no. So I'm glad I got an iPhone because that guy sounded like he was in a tin can in a closet <laughs> in Iraq. So um, anyways, oh, keep going. Hey, guys, it's Steve. I uh, just wanted to, I was just listening to last week's show. Uh, you guys talking about craft dinner or or uh, macaroni and cheese as we call it down here in the United States mm-hmm. um, and beanie weenies and all that. Forget all that. You got to put a single can of uh, tuna, just chunk light tuna in water. Uh, obviously, squeeze out the water, make the macaroni and cheese. Uh, put the tuna in there, mix it up, and you have instant tuna casserole. Have you heard of that? Uh, I've done it. I eat it. I like uh, it. Something I grew up on. And, and you got to make sure that the box of mac and cheese is the 7.5 ounce, not the 5 ounce, uh, in those fancy flavors with the white cheddar and all that. They give you 5 ounces. Uh, the ratio would be way off. You'd have way too much tuna, not enough mac and cheese. Uh, so it has to be the uh, standard 7.5 ounce uh, yellow whatever uh, mac and cheese, craft mac and cheese. Mm. Uh, I just want to get a chunk like tuna in water, no, none of that oil. Uh, it's gross. Uh, squeeze out the water and mix it up, and it's right. awesome. It's killer. Right. I like guys. it. Public Mech Show, where you learn about Kraft Dinner yeah. and mac and cheese. You've so. never done that, huh? No. Protein, Tut- okay, carbos. So, so 
you but you make the mac and cheese like you normally with the yeah. powder and everything, mm-hmm. and then you add the tuna. Yeah. Huh. Trav? That's a new one to me. What about the hot dog wieners that JT was talking about? The beanie weenies. The beanie weenies? That's what Kiefer called them, I think. Yeah, I don't do those. I've done that, but I never, like I said, I never called them beanie weenies. Yeah. Try to stay away from weenies as much or as possible. Or you gave it, well, another thing, or throw a um, chili in there. Huh. Chili mac. But I, I, I like the uh, I'm going to go home thing. and try that one. Yeah. Chili mac, yeah, yeah that's that good. sounds good. All right. Okay. Hey, folks, Joe, this is Tristan from Utah, currently uh, flying in Texas. First of all, a good app for Android that updates pretty quickly is Double Twist. I use it, don't have any problems like everybody else seems to have. Your Android uh, phone sounds like last shit. Week <laughs> when uh, James called in from Florida about the uh, Phil and Suzuki ride, I swear to God, that was James Stewart, and it's driving me freaking crazy. I would like some sort of verification on this. Thank you. Not only knows James called in. Steven, what's up? It's Benny. Uh, yeah, I just had a question. Uh, if you know uh, how many pros do or do not wear knee braces, I kind of hit up Kiefer on this question, but, yeah, just kind of curious if the majority do, some don't. Um, yeah, I, I used to run just the knee cups, and I recently got some knee braces, some EVS web braces, and I'm having a hard time getting used to them. They're, uh, they feel bulky to me. They're really they're restricting, which is, you know, I guess that's kind of what they're made to do is restrict your motion to a certain point. But, yeah, I'm just having a really hard time getting used to them. So I'm thinking about just going back to the knee cups. But, yeah, just curious about the pros, if they use them or not. I think I remember Wyndham. At one point, he said he didn't ever use them. But, yeah, just seeing if you know who does or does not use them. And I wanted to give kudos to Travis. Dude, he is the king of drops. That's probably one of the only times during the show when I listen Lame. and I laugh because he's so good with those. So, good job, Travis. Okay. Uh, first of all, I do some drops also. So, it's not all Travis on the drops. You know I do some of those drops. What the fuck are you doing? Look, I can do that too. Yeah, you like that? Great radio. That's me. I can do that. Not you. Sounds gay. You do that. Uh, but good job. Uh, knee braces. Thank you. Uh, Larry Ward didn't wear them. Wyndham didn't wear them. I don't know about the guys now. I'm not, everyone, there's a bunch of them on the market now, more than ever. There used to be just CTI and an asterisk for a little bit, but uh, I wear a CTIs when I used to ride. I don't ride anymore. I'm, you'd probably start riding again. But Did you I, find the restriction thing you talked them. about? I loved them. Yeah. I felt like my knees were a bit beat you know, from racing for so long, that these things gave me, like, confidence. I, I enjoyed, when I got the CTIs, the custom ones, um, I thought, oh, yeah, I like to make my legs feel better. I've seen Tortelli destroy his knees with with knee braces both times. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. had the best stuff. Right. I mean, it's not like he had some kind of, he had CTI, yeah. you know, took care of him and stuff. So, I, I don't know. If they restrict you, I'd, I'd go back to a knee cup yeah. myself. All right. What do you think? No, you like them. I like them. Yeah, but I, I think I got I got one bad knee for sure, and it felt felt more stable with the brace on. I don't know. I used to race pro are. before I started eating. Mm. All right. What's up, Paul? It's Matt. I'm on my way to work, and I'm catching up on shows. So I'm like two shows behind, and I'm listening to the, some guy that called in at the end of the show, Damon, and he's talking about the points, points chase and whatever. But with that, how is? Uh, Getting national numbers with supercross points, like how is that going to be factored in with the chase? Good point. Are they going to count like 
like keep track of all the points scored throughout the year and try and give national numbers, or are they just going to count points towards a year later's number with just the chase points? Like how how is national numbers going to work with Supercross points included? Because some guys only run Supercross and won't run outdoors, so they won't only score points in Supercross and not outdoors. So how how are they going to keep national numbers? Like some guy like Weimer or just a Supercross-only guy like Mookie for this year, even though he won't be next year. How is how is this all going to work? So just like to hear your thoughts. Thanks. Uh, I think no difference. I mean, you know, the outdoor thing doesn't matter. There's guys that do that now. I think Supercross will just be the same points, 25, 22, 20. Then you'll add up your points uh, 10 rounds in or 12 rounds in. And then now those top 10 or 12 will be in the chase. And then the chase, you'll continue to get 25, 22, 20, 20 points. And there'll be the point standings. And then there'll be another column for chase people. And that's how you'll do it. And you'll all start with a handicap, you know, depending on how far back you are. So the national numbers should not be affected at all. Yeah, regardless, yeah. each event, you're going to still get the AMA points. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, question, I don't, I don't know for sure, but I would assume so. Hey, Matheson gang. Uh, I was at High Point today. The track was awesome. Finally, finally nice to see a tough, challenging track. It was. Really separated the boys from the men today. Hey, I just want to ask about uh, what do you think the percentage pie of Kenny Roxon going 23-1 and one this <laughs> season is? Mm. Uh, he just looks unstoppable right now. Uh, I don't think there's any way he's going to lose a moto unless he has a mechanical again. I really don't care. Or he falls. That's me. I did that. Uh, just curious what you guys think. Thanks. Bye. Uh, well, we talked about the odds earlier about yeah. Kenny going the rest of the way. Uh, I would go, I think there's probably a 50% chance uh, on the on the win pie that he wins the rest of them. Because anything can happen. I, I 50 is what I'd probably yeah. give it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we wrong. Yeah, I'm wrong now. Cool. So, 50, 50. No. F you, dude. That was me. I just did that one. So, I'm also good at drops. Uh, all right. Let's go. Hey, what's up, Pulp Show and friends? This is Elmer from Denver. I caught uh, two questions this week. Uh, first question, after seeing the two Yamahas break down at High Point, uh, I was just curious, what are those 250 factory teams doing for uh, engine rebuild overhaul intervals every race? Every weekend, every moto, uh, just wondering what they do. And then um, Kiefer said to hit him up because he's coming out to Colorado. I was just wondering what's the best way to track him down. I assume something like Twitter or uh, something along those lines. But, uh, yeah, keep it up. Later. Uh, we talked about the DNS with the J Martin and, and, and Alex Martin uh, a lot tonight, so you can listen to that. Uh, I don't know what that squeaking is. It's really weird. I gotta look into that. Something to do with our audio program or something. It's not, something. His, it's not his end? No, Maybe. I don't think so. I don't no. think that was in the original voicemail. I would have not played that voicemail. I was voicemail. doing that earlier, too, and my, my computer was muted, so I don't know. Hmm. Strange. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Maybe um, it's your computer over there. Mac. I think it's something to do with the 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 the. Uh, the sound studio program that I'm putting those voicemails in. I don't know. Great radio, anyways. What was the other question? <laughs> Jmart thing. There was a question on the intervals of um, how often do they rebuild them? Huh? Are yeah. bikes? Two fifty eight motors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. um, every race. Yeah, I don't right? know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I could tell you what we did, but I yeah. don't know on those yeah, two fifty eight. Every race, I think those things are coming apart for yeah. sure. So. 
Steve, this is Jeff up in Pennsylvania. Uh, I was at High Point this weekend. Um, pretty good racing there in the 250 class. I felt so bad for the Martin brothers, especially Alex. I was wondering if you could maybe give us some insight on the show tonight as to uh, if you heard anything about what happened to those guys' bikes. Was it the same issue for both of them? It's pretty unusual to see a, a malfunction like that these days. So I was curious of what might have happened to their bikes. And I had a question for you with uh, Jason Anderson. Um, going forward, like next season, what could he possibly do to overcome his problem with uh, altitude sickness? Because he's kind of becoming a front runner that's just like top five quite often. And for a guy like that to know he has to go to a place like Colorado and uh, face a situation that is going to really affect him, it was so bad, you know, he got got the hell out of there before the second motors even took off. What could he do to uh, get a handle on that? You know, a guy doesn't want to give up 50 points on one weekend due to a situation that he can't uh, deal with. So I just want to know what your insight was for Anderson and what he might be able to do to address that in the future. Thanks for all you do for us fans. I appreciate you traveling all over the country and going to races and reporting like you do. Yeah, I do. Listen to all your content. And uh, really appreciate your work. Thanks, Steve. Uh, you can always get on if you like blow me at the end of your voicemail about how you love the high travel and put everything out. You'll always get on. Uh, the altitude sickness for Anderson, like there's pills to help him. I understand he didn't take the pills because he didn't fill out the TUE and he was worried about drug testing. Oh, wow. But like, fucking take the pills. Fucking fill the paperwork out. Like, what the fuck? That's really what transpired? Yeah, that's what I heard. Oh. From Alden. I didn't know that there was such a pill. There's a pill that can help. And but you probably need to fill out a TUE with with USADA, but that's fine. They'll grant that. There's a legitimate reason. It's not a performance enhancer. He didn't do that. Mm. What the fuck? Like another example of a sport where you're just like irresponsible. The like, team or something. Like I, if I'm Rockstar, I'm like yelling at Bobby Hewitt, and if I'm Hewitt, I'm yelling right. at Anderson. Like you can't do this. You can't just be like, eh, I didn't do it. Oh, you can you, even place some of the blame on Baker too. Yeah, yeah, sure. Some of the, yeah, yeah. I mean, somebody. Yeah. I don't get these teams, man. I don't get it. Like, there's millions of dollars on the line here, hundreds of thousands of dollars for a win, and everybody puts his money in, and, and you just don't fill out the paperwork from what I, and that's from Alden. So, I don't get it. All right. That's it for voice. That's it? Yep. Oh. All right. You can't yell at me because you picked those, not me. Yeah, I feel like I need to start yelling at you, boy. <laughs> you got you to gotta shape up. Sorry. Of course, you crashed the app. I know. Yeah, it happens. Um, PubMex app coming out soon. Check out the app store, and then we're, we're gonna are we selling ringtones? We're gonna show people how to do it on the app, and if they don't want to do it, we're yeah. gonna sell ringtones. Yeah. So I figured, you know, in the app, like the current app, there's instructions on how to download them, yeah, import them to your phone, and use them as ringtones. Or I'm thinking, if you want, and just make it easy, you can just go to the app store and just buy a, buy a text tone or whatever, and you can have. Heather Kiefer saying, yeah, you like that when you get a text message. Or <laughs> yeah. Kiefer's laugh? Kiefer's laugh as well. Kiefer's or, laugh will definitely be a, a little bit of, All right. You know, that stuff. You have all that stuff on your phone. And, you, you know, it's a, it's a way to yeah. contribute to, to show Yeah, if you your... want to do it yourself and not pay, you yeah. can. So, And we're going to have some app-exclusive stuff on there. I'm going to supposed to do some podcasts, and maybe we'll link some early ones on there and things like that. So, yeah. yeah. Maybe, what can Berlute get for, an, for a ringtone? Man, we can, he can get whatever he wants. 
He's got some good ones. Yeah, he's got some good yeah. Sayings, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start going through and making some more. Yeah, making some. We'll, get some, we'll get some good ones for sure. <laughs> uh, BTOSports.com, Fly Racing, NFAB, Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing Chain and Sprockets, X Brand Goggles, the best goggles out there. Hot cams, privateer choice for uh, well, no, that's a more of a race tech thing, but uh, yeah, sure, privateers pick hot cams. Gear alloy, uh, Jeep truck or SUV wheels, works connection, easy start device, among other things. Mission Starcross Five, brand new tire for those guys. Atlas neck brace, atlasbrace.com, the best neck brace out there. FMF Racing, of course. What can you say about FMF? They've stood up, found the sport forever. W Wheels, great company. Half the team in the pits use them. Guts Racing, Guts Racing with seat foams and seat covers. KTMPartsExpress.com. Order your KTM. Or Husky parts from those guys. Um, they'll help you out. Roost Graphics, RoostMX.net for uh, uh, great graphics and trailer graphics and helmet graphics and custom stuff. And uh, two under, the number 10, UNDR, uh, the best men's underwear out there. Osborne, Langston, Vander Hayden, JT, Stank Dog, all on the show tonight. Uh, Berlut, thank you, bud. Appreciate it. Thank That's you, good. Steve. Yeah, have yeah, fun. Enjoyed it. Absolutely. Um, Always do. I think we need somebody for the fourth. Which is a holiday, so you might be hammered, but maybe we'll get you in here again. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't get that hammered. Okay. Uh, we'll try to uh, try to get you back in ASAP. Uh, Eddie Ray's coming up as a, as a co-host. Jake Weimer's coming up. He's going to oh, fly cool. up. Uh, working on Nick Way and, and Will Hahn. They're supposed to come up, so I'm sure Kiefer will be back in. It'll be good times. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, no show next week, everybody. I'll be in Italy, so looking forward to that. Me and Pookie going and making Make sure you eat some of the pizza over there. Oh, look, look at me, Berlut. I'll be eating the pizza. Believe me. Uh, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. I appreciate it. Thanks to our great sponsors, uh, sponsor deals at pulpmexshow.com. Uh, thanks to Moser for those questions. Thanks to Swiss Corps for his work behind the scenes. Travis, thank you, bud. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Always fun. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Couldn't happen Couldn't happen without you. Uh, things have been really successful. And we're going to keep on going. Six years, 259 shows in. Impressive. Damn, dude. Love it's it, a lot. Steve. It's a Good lot. for you. Are you yeah. kidding me? We should add up the hours. Wait till you hit a granny. That's a lot of hours. Well, we got to come up with a, th- a theme for th- show 300. You know, we've had uh, 100 and 200 themes. Okay. I don't know what we can do. We should have strippers and hookers or whatever. You Gibbs, like, you know, Gibbs Travis, and Tits fight it out in an octagon. <laughs> there you go. That's for producer job. Yeah. I'm so like down with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tits looks like he'd be pretty, pretty, you know, secret. How's Tits? Yeah, I, I haven't know. seen her. Uh, Tits really. does the Fly Race and Moto 60 show on oh, Thursdays. Oh, okay. Thursdays at noon. He comes in. He sits right there. Yeah. And uh, he shows no emotion. Okay. Uh, no passion at all. And uh, sits there and does his thing. Yeah. Tits. As producer, I'll take credit for that. Yeah, he will. Uh, and, uh, yeah, again, so thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. We're off next week. We'll see you in a couple weeks. And uh, thanks for supporting the, the brand, and we appreciate it. See ya! There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff. and I was totally nude. and It was weird. I, I mean... You probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho. But I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.